Hello, beautiful people. It is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 20th. Holy shit. This sports show starts right now. Football. Just wrapped up. It's 15th weekend of the NFL season with the Green Bay Packers winning at home in historic Lambeau in 16 degree weather against the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams team who, to be quite honest, we don't know a lot of the players that are playing a lot of positions for them. There's a lot of opt-outs and injuries that have taken (laughs) place. Matthew Stafford has confirmed via his wife's podcast that he is not returning or not retiring, Mm -hmm. so he will be returning. So maybe that whole crew will get it back together and try to have a much better year next year as opposed to the year that they have had this year, which is tying the most amount of losses for a Super Bowl champion already, and we still got three games left for them to add to that title and be the worst Super Bowl champion team in the history of the NFL. That is what the Rams were this year, and we didn't think they were going to be able to get a win against the Green Bay Packers, and I was watching that Monday night kickoff show in which... RG3 had a fantastic hat on. Yeah, that thing was sweet. That was a big ass. Could you imagine mm-hmm. Tony Gonzalez trying to get through that fucking oh, that football? Oh, my God. He would have been there. No offense. I get cold, too. I, not really, but there's sometimes I do get cold, and when I am cold, it is miserable. So I understand those that get cold, but it seemed like the kickoff show was good last night. Alex Smith had yeah, a fantastic absolutely. appearance. Booger was doing his thing. Steve, at one point, and RG3 obviously ran and did the Lambo leap for the – I don't know if it was the first time in his life. I'm not 100% sure. He, not sure. he said he did play there before. I think he did well. He does the Lambo. Steve Young running behind him. Not going to get talked about because what we're about to address. Steve Young, he's got to be near 60. Oh, right? yeah. Got to be near there, 60. For sure. He's fucking striding. Like, all I see is my knees just giving out whenever I see him running. He's in incredible shape. And a man who was able to conquer his nemesis, a man who was able to bounce back after getting embarrassed by an immovable object, a man that once tried a Lambeau leap and ran to the wall, scooted, okay? This is is no knee drive, no arm swing, no big deal. I'm a reporter, okay? Let's do this thing. And then he went to do the Lambeau leap. It looks easy. Everybody does it. And his jump was actually the same height of his steps he was taking while he was running. And he committed fully. Boom! Right into the side of the wall at Lambeau. And then a couple locals dragged his lifeless body up onto the thing. That is crazy. And then boom, he did a Lambeau leap and it took over the internet. So they're back Monday Night Football in Green Bay. RG3 does the Lambeau leap. I see Steve Young run. And then all of a sudden, as the clock is ticking down on the hard out for that, you see Schefter start to, oh, my God. He steps back into the batter's box, starts running in there. I'm like, okay, here we go. We're getting a Shefty face plant off a fucking Lambeau wall once again. Be ready. The internet's about to explode. He jumped a little bit higher he this did, time. He did. He did. Working on it. He jumped a little bit higher. Look at boom. boom. Got a little bit of a pop. That was really Seemed to brace himself before running face first into the fucking wall like the first time. And I will say, superhuman strength by those up above. They said, get over here, yeah. to little Shefty. <laughs> and I want to say, a lot of people are burying Shefter for this Lambo leap. That means you didn't see his last Lambo leap. That's exactly. right. I do appreciate him getting back in there. And I had horrible memories, I assume. He was shirtless earlier this year on this show. Yep. He took over Lambo leap. Schefter's really having quite a year. I think he's getting paid more than he's ever been paid in his entire life. Nice. I think we can give a little... Uh, 
Hey, congrats, Sheffy. Thank you, Congrats, Adam. Congrats, Adam. You didn't want your face in a wall last no, night. Looked good. It looked good. RG3 looked good, and the game looked good. If you're a Green Bay Packers fan, they get a win. Seems like the offense moving a little bit. A.J. Dillon, I don't think he would have been stopped, and we should have known that whenever we were projecting the game yesterday. We should have known that the massive fucking guy mm-hmm. is going to be tough to tackle in 16-degree weather with a little bit of drizzle. And I was confused as well as the Internet. I didn't know it could be on like 16 degrees and have drizzle. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, you usually get just, well. it's just a wintry mix. There's no, you know, the rain. Just because science is yeah, cold. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how a 16-degree drizzle happens. A lot of people on the internet don't either, but I think you were just saying, like, there was some sort of precipitation falling, right. and it was on the weather map or whatever, or the weather uh, app or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, A.J. Dillon, he's going, he was going to hammer him. Aaron Jones gets his thing. Dobbs being back was quite a weapon early mm-hmm. there for Aaron Rodgers. Watson seems to be a guy going forward. Mm-hmm. Now, he needs run. Damn right. Rodgers won't score a touchdown. And we'll talk to Aaron Rodgers about that in about an hour and 53 minutes from right now about what is hey what did he notice because remember there was an article that came out where Aaron was doing signals from like two years ago and some of the wide receivers didn't know him did Christian Watson know that signal and also Aaron what are your thoughts on people saying you're doing signals that nobody knows what they are Mm -hmm. that's a great conversation can't wait for that to happen Christian Watson could have scored a touchdown here could have had Darius Butler same game parlay hit last night instead ball ends up on the ground they end up kneeling it out at the end of the game as well could have scored again hit the over it was a fascinating night the Packers are still alive congrats to them let's go over to the toxic table at Boston Connor obviously looking fantastic in that Bruins Uni. Uh, Winter Classic coming up. You guys are going to get embarrassed in Fenway well, Park. Sorry about it. Sorry about that. Pittsburgh Titans. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. We know how the hockey gods work, and if, you know, there's maybe someone got slighted, you know, whether it's a Pittsburgh fan or a Bruins fan, it, typically that comes back to bite whoever we don't know if you got slided yet. It might have been a logistics thing well, as well. I think the hat kind of says I was, but that's okay. No, I think it was just a logistics thing. No, yeah, gotta I don't figure think it out. So. We got time. Owner Classic until next weekend. Yeah, good morning, by the way. Hey, good morning to you as well. Great to see you. Uh, we good will. To see you. We, <laughs> we will. Do, Connor, we got. We got sent the uh, Winter mm-hmm. Classic sweaters. Oh, sweaters. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great sweaters. From the NHL. Me, Nick, and Diggs got these. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was – oh, Diggs did not get one. No, Diggs didn't get one. Oh, me, Nick, and Phil got one. Oh. But I'm okay with it. I'm not crying All the hockey it. fans. Yeah, exactly. Diggs isn't really a hockey fan, so fair enough. Connor did not get one, so Connor is uh, not exactly thrilled with the person that seemed to have maybe set up the delivery of that. That is going to get settled. There's probably a logistics thing that will all get taken care of. Well, let's, not, let's not worry about that right now. I don't even want a jersey. You know, I, I wear these type of hats almost every day. Okay, so all right. The other right. hat was almost more disrespectful, and now at this point if I get something, it's just a pity, and that's even no, more No, no, it's a logistics thing. I think, no, it's a, I think your I box is on the way. Evergreen's yes. been out of that canal for a while, but you're right. I mean, Hey, look, package play. What are we Boston's talking about? farther it's away. Wintergreen, I think. Was it was it ever? Whatever. I, whatever it is, it's not in that fucking canal anymore. So I don't believe in logistics issues anymore. But again, it doesn't matter. Evergreen was blocking mm-hmm. the Suez. Suez, yeah. Suez Canal. Maybe. Pan- Panama? 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 No, it was Suez. A canal. Panama Canal. Suez it Canal? It may have been the Suez. I think it was Suez. It was over there. It's a very important canal. It is. Uh, where a lot of things Shipping get through. Shipping hub. Yep. Somehow they ran out of water. Mm-hmm. Because park that some bitch sideways. There it is. Evergreen said, "You know what? This is the biggest dump of all time, and you got the smallest toilet pipes of all time. This thing's clogged forever. Sorry, water is just going to start coming out of the toilet, actually, mm-hmm. into the house, into the bathroom, out into the hallway, into the living room. It's going to become a whole problem." And that actually did take place. World yeah. logistics fell into free fall uh, as soon Several as that months. thing turned sideways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't think that's the case. I think it is something different. But logistics mm-hmm. in other places are also fucked up, not just Evergreen. Let's assume your box is on its way. Let's get to you, by the way. Okay. We don't have time. What are we talking logistics? That's why I said who cares. What are we talking why, about? Why would we just have to dive into a full logistics? What is well, your deal? You said I look great, and then I realized, oh, yeah, I'm wearing the, the Bruins thing because I like hockey. I'm a fan of hockey, but who cares? I don't. I'm over it already. Well, I'm happy we're over it because we did just spend four minutes talking uh-huh. about it, and that's not what we should be talking about. No. What we should be talking about is the goddamn Green Bay Packers are still in this thing. Yeah. Now they got a big game against the Dolphins, mm-hmm. and I think they have the Lions on their schedule. And, and the Vikings. And the Vikings, and they have to win out. Vikings are going to be tough, obviously. Miami's going to be tough. Who knows how they're going to bounce back after the Bills loss. And the Lions, obviously, are the brand new Lions. But if the Packers went out and some things happened, they're in the playoffs still. So all of the things that we've chatted about all season, how about this Green Bay Packers? team and this being a much different Aaron Rodgers Tuesday year as opposed to the years past because things were going great the last two years he won MVP back-to-back years COVID MVP Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers year after COVID MVP Aaron Rodgers now here we are 2022 season's not going anywhere near as smooth as it has in the past question marks are everywhere what's the future look like are we benching Aaron Rodgers Jordan Lovin is the future is Aaron getting traded is he retiring is there a new era blow it up Matt LaFleur's gonna fuck Still everything in front of you right now, basically. Some things have to happen out of your control, which the NFL this season, who knows what's going to take place Mm -hmm. anywhere, anytime, any game. But you got to feel good about it after last night's win. Now, have to beat the Rams. And Aaron said that in a a post-game interview. He said, got to win the games you're supposed to in December. That's our first back-to-back win since week four. (laughs) Are you guys back? Are you feeling good? Is there a little optimism? Or are you still like, okay, we're supposed to win that one, and we're staring down the barrel of two very good teams that we have to beat back-to-back again and win four straight, which we haven't done this year? Is that where you're at? Yeah, more so that because, like, I mean, just watching that, like, that, that Rams team is terrible. And granted, it's, you know, they're, they're incredibly injured. They've kind of given up on the season. So, you, I mean, how that game went last night is exactly how that game should have went. And if it would have went differently, then it's just like, okay, well, fuck it. I don't, I don't even care about next week. But, yeah, I mean, next week's the true test. You know, you got the Dolphins on, on Christmas. And then there's two home games after that with the Vikings and the Lions. We talked about it a little bit. Like, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Dolphins game. I think that is winnable. I mean, they have to. They have to win out. But if they do manage to win that game, the weather getting really cold and having A.J. Dillon – and then their offense is actually the healthiest it's been since week one. So, like, things did feel a little bit different last night. The the question marks in, like, the punt return and kick return are much different now with Keyshawn Nixon. Like, he seems to be a guy they have that figured out. So that's kind of one more thing where it's like, hey, don't need to worry about this. This is the type of shit that plagues the Packers year after year. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. I still worry about the defense because, again, like the Rams, they don't really have anybody. I mean, the defense played. Hey, Baker, more plays than we expected. I, than I expected. Yeah. Seemed like it wasn't just like a basic elementary. Yeah. Oh. It was 11 days over there. Now, everybody's talking about the 42 hours thing, but that's 11 days over there, middle of the season, late in the season, new guys everywhere. They, they had a pretty – Baker didn't play bad at it. I, I didn't no, think Baker played think that so terrible. I, I think Baker's doing a lot of good for himself sure. and probably will continue to do so because the expectations are so low for this Rams team. But I didn't think Baker played that terrible. I thought he made 111 yards passing is next to yeah, nothing. Yeah, not great. But I mean, that is like, next they, to nothing. Their but, offensive line is so beat up. Their starting center was questionable going into the game. I think he got hurt on the first drive. Like, yeah. Packers had five sacks. I think that's the most they've had all season in a game. Like, he just – they had no opportunity to really win that game. And the Packers, you know, I mean, I think they showed a stat early in the third quarter. Like, they had, they were like 0 for 21 on their last uh, – possessions immediately following the half 
They scored two touchdowns on their first two possessions, like haven't done that all year, looked better in the red zone. So there are signs that point to like, hey, maybe this team is kind of starting to turn things around at the perfect time. But again, you know, if, if they end up not getting in the playoffs, you're going to look at all these games they should have won and point to all these different things like, well, you just can't give away games like that. But but again, they have they have the opportunity to go out and win. So now that's that's what they need to do. And they need a little bit more health or help, but they are healthy. They have A.J. Dillon. When the, the weather's getting cold, no one wants to fucking see him, you know, in the hole. He's just a, a goddamn lumbering load. So we'll see. I mean, I, bye, bye, bye. yeah, I mean, things things are bye, looking bye, up bye. more so now than they have all season for Guy's sure. Guy's a freight train. We know somebody yeah. attacked him yeah. when he was 12 years old. That's, That's right. right. I was 19. Mm-hmm. Fifth year of high school, seventh grade. Yep. Blew him up. Goddamn right. I blew up AJ right Dillon. Yeah, Boom. and guess what? It was cold. So. You. Do you think the Rams could have used maybe a little bit of your consulting and advising this potential week uh, come for the game? I think there's a chance that I would have helped, you know, explain it maybe a little better, how to send a hit that'll send a message. I'll tell you what, special teams, Packers opening kickoff, they blew a guy up, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it was a big-time <laughs> shot. Yep. And I was like, damn, it is. Now, once again, everybody was saying Buffalo was freezing cold because of the snow globe and everything like that. It was like 26, allegedly. Right. And that is cold compared to 80 degrees or 70 degrees or 60 degrees. 26 is certainly freezing. Okay, I understand science and everything like that. But 26 is nothing, really, no. whenever you start going down in temperature. 16, definitely cold. Yes. Mm-hmm. But this weekend, oh, Tone, what's the stats for this weekend? God. This weekend, there's like six games that are all starting negative degree wind chill. We need to think about that as we're gambling. Tone digs one half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys, yeah, it's Field Yates' quote here. Uh, Bills at Bears, minus 11. Seattle at KC, minus 6. New Orleans at Cleveland, minus 9. Houston at Tennessee, 5. Atlanta at Baltimore, 7. And Christmas Eve, Raiders, Steelers, Akershers, minus 4. God damn. Let's think about that as we're putting together some bets this weekend. What we saw A.J. Dillon last night, right? Yep. Big boys run hard in the cold. We hope. Mm -hmm. We assume. Defense doesn't necessarily want to get hit by a big running back ever, let alone when it's fucking a negative 11 day. You're going to take a little (laughs) bit more chances to make those tackles, probably a little bit more arm in there every once in a while, probably try to go lower on certain guys. A.J. Dillon was able to kind of do his thing until he got a concussion, I think. Yeah, he he left the game with – I don't know if he – he actually got a concussion, but he left the game in the third quarter. Went to the tent with a suspected concussion. I don't. I don't know if he. I, What's that mean? Yeah, I'm not sure, but he did. He did not return, and then it was kind of one of those things where he had, he kind of softened him up, and uh, Aaron Jones really kind of just took over from the back end, and he he played really well in the third and fourth quarter, especially in games like Houston, Tennessee. You think those boys who have won three games, two games this year, want to tackle Derrick Henry when it's five degrees? You think Atlanta comes from that dome wants to? Goal against Patrick Ricard in four degrees when they got nothing really to play for. Oh. Like those are Atlanta's the in it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, they are. Atlanta's but. in it. They are, and also Artie <clears throat> Smith, former. Uh, you know, his dad is a Marine. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to hopefully have those boys humming around. I see Marcus Mariota. By the oh, way. that's right. Well, what was he doing? Was he in a wheelchair? Rehabbing or, or? Was he rehabbing his knee? Or? Yeah. I walked past him. He's taller. Really? He's taller than you expect. 6'4"? Unless it was a doppelganger, and I did not take out my phone and take a photo. But I'm walking through Cosmo to, I think, go to a production meeting. Mm-hmm. He's walking this way. I don't know, maybe heading out of the and – and I seen, I seen him. I had eyes on him okay. about 20 feet or so. But mm-hmm. when you're walking opposite directions, it's kind of quick. And I just stared at him, and I was like, that's fucking Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. Taller than you – like, okay. I didn't expect him to be – 
big son of a bitch. He was like 6'2", I think, 6'3", maybe. I think he's taller than that. Yeah, he was tall. I looked up to it. Yeah. I, I was looking like I was, damn. Listed, listed at 6'4". Yeah, there, there yeah. Okay, so yeah. Okay. Wait for the Raiders wow. last year. Yeah, I was going to say that game. would make yeah. sense. He, uh, yeah, maybe has still yeah. has a place out yeah. there. Yeah. Clean shaven. I Great shave. I was one of the first, I was like, oh, that's an incredible shave he has there. And he was walking. And I did. I don't. I don't remember if there's a noticeable limp or not. Hmm. I think if there was a noticeable limp, I would have said. But I seen him walking by, and I'm like, and I sent text to the group. Just yeah. seen Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Mark. Remind me. Somebody remind me that I just seen Marcus Mariota because something happened. He looked good. Looked good. I was walking next to somebody. Okay. Nonetheless, uh, Desmond Ritter fourth quarter looked much better than he did in the first quarter. I think so. Maybe they will yeah. grow. First quarter he looked bad. Yeah. It was not. A, it was not a good start mm-hmm. for Desmond Ritter no, in his no, first no. ever start there for the Atlanta Falcons. But you're right. That is something we should think about. Derrick Henry, especially in this cold weather, with the way think. he runs and the way Vrabel runs him. Yeah, right? Vrabel's like, we're feeding, we're feeding, we're feeding, we're feeding. Let's keep that in mind. Joining us now is a man who knows all about what we're talking about right here because we're talking about the run game, which has been more prevalent this year than seemingly in years past. It's been perfect for us because we have a guy that is not only a 12-year NFL vet, wow. a Super Bowl champion, wow. but he, didn't, he hasn't just bent over in front of like Michael Vick and Carson Palmer and Andrew Luck and Tom Brady and all oh. that. He, he's a player coach. Wow. Oh, wow. Shit. Jackie so, Moon. Yeah. Seen him from, not owner yet, but maybe one day if he keeps using his big old fucking brain. Mm-hmm. But he, player coach, so we get to see both of a coach offensive line, played offensive line, knows it from the ins and outs, has fixed printers, shine shoes, yeah. mm-hmm. won Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, to host the Bobble Exchange and in the trenches, AQ Shipley. Hey, How we doing? AQ, those cold games. Obviously, you played in a lot of them. You're from Western Pennsylvania. You were drafted, I believe, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then you went to the Philadelphia oh, yeah. Eagles. Then you were at the Baltimore Ravens. Then you were at the Indianapolis Colts. Then you're back to the Baltimore Ravens. Then you're back to the Indianapolis Colts. And then you went to Arizona. Yeah. A lot of cold weather games in that whole thing. Yeah. Run game. You guys know that? You know, like, hey, it's probably going to be a little bit easier for us today if we punch him in the mouth early. And is that a plan you think all coaches should have whenever it's incredibly cold like it's supposed to be this weekend? Absolutely. I think it's one of those games that every time you have cold weather, you have to be able to lean on your group up front because it's harder to throw the ball. You mentioned last night it's harder to kick the ball, right? Like, everything's harder. Dude, hit a 55-yarder last night. Wild. Matt Gay, that's one of the biggest fucking balls I've ever seen. Honestly, no shit. So impressive. Uh, Then he missed an extra point. But then he made a big-time tackle. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was one of the most impressive balls. Mr. Gay, congrats on that. It's not easy to do at all. Crack the ball out of the ball. Yeah, that was only the third time a 50-plus yarder, I think, has been made at Lambeau when it's been 10 degrees or or 15 degrees or lower. Mm. Third time in history. And if we're going to give love to the kickers, we have to give love to the ultimate Iron Iron Man. Man. Mason Crosby has Mm -hmm. 250. Yeah, yeah. He passed Brett Favre last night. 262, whatever it is. Consecutive Mm -hmm. games played. Uh, No, I think he tied Brett Favre. Maybe, yeah. He tied tied Brett Favre Mm -hmm. last night. Consecutive games played in Packers history. The amount of tender love and care, TLC, this man has had to do to his hip, his knees, his quads, all his muscles, for him to be able to, like, I think 100 games is a lot of fucking games, okay? Just to play in general. 200 games obviously absurd Mm -hmm. to tie the man who's known to be like the toughest guy playing football Mm -hmm. in consecutive games. I think he's a press a lot less wear and tear than a quarterback, any other position completely understand, but this man is a consummate professional. Okay. has taken care of his body has obviously tried to be the best he could possibly be for a long time has focused on it 
his whole being and a Christmas party, I guess, this right. year. True. But in his whole being on kicking it, nothing but props and respect for Mason Crosby. The amount of rehab this guy's probably had and prehab this guy's probably had to go through on a day-to-day -day basis just to kick a ball, uh, I think is worthy of a conversation piece. And I'm happy the Green Bay Packers have brought that up. We should have chatted about that yesterday going into the uh, game. We did know about that. We didn't. Anyways, let's get back to the cold weather. I apologize for kind of running off no, there. Please. Because you're right, in that cold weather, when it's that cold, it is hard to kick. It is hard to throw. Everything's going to take a little bit longer to develop. So that means up front, it has to be kind of locked down longer almost. And the offensive linemen are the only group on the field that never wear sleeves. Like, they embrace the wow. cold. Come on. I learned last night you guys put a tiger bomb on. Yeah, changes it a little icy bit. Icy hot on your arm? Yeah, That's actually a smart move. I wish I would have done that. That's, who said that? That's brilliant. That was uh, ESPN Booger. Yeah, Booger. Genius Booger. That's brilliant. Say he takes a shot of whiskey. He does. Right. Good for so him. So I, I try to warm up my insides. I go ahead and take a shot of mm -hmm. a little bit of whiskey. Right. Right. Alex Give me Smith a little bit of the, uh, What? Alex Smith said he was wearing the wetsuit. Had to cut off the sleeves, obviously, to throw. But the scuba suit—that's yeah, what Tom course. Brady wears, I think. Yep. And the scuba suit is—it uh, just—it's like a seal or an otter mm -hmm. flub, right? Exactly. Yeah, it just insulated. keeps everything in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There yeah. was no flub, but no flub. Dan Marino, send fucking it. send it. <laughs> One of the best advertisements of all time, by far. Dan Love. Marino has been hitting home runs for so fucking oh, long. So long. This clip from back whenever he was a Dolphin and he had to do a read, and then they just kept the camera on. They're like, all right, we're going to watch it back to see if we got to redo it, see if there was any flubs. There's no flub. All right, we got to watch it back. Just fucking send There's it. No fucking flub. <laughs> Just fucking send it. He's the best. Don't know how we got on that. Dolphins got a big game this weekend, though. Huge. Packers got a big game this weekend. Yeah. Huge. How do we feel about that looking like a couple of days in advance, AQ Shipley? You think the Packers have what it is to slow down the Miami Dolphins, keep that offense off the field? You know, because obviously the Dolphins at the beginning of the season were – the conversation. Mm -hmm. Buzzsaw. Tyreek Hill gets signed to a new contract, big money in a new city. He's on every podcast chit-chatting about how great Tua is. Tua is talking a little bit of shit finally for the first time. There's a coach empowering Tua for the first time, telling him he's good. A team that was being accused of losing games on purpose was investing in the team and trying to win. They had this young wizard from Yale named McDaniel who's cooler than everybody. And we so saw cool. photos of him from back in the day. He had sick earrings so and cool. an incredible swag and mind. Moxie about him forever. Lose a couple games. Have you lost faith in the Dolphins? And do you think the Packers have what it is to beat the Dolphins again? And are the Packers going to be alive whenever we talk the day after Christmas? AQ Shipley. I still think the Dolphins are a top three offense in the AFC. I really do. I love their group. I love what they did against the Bills in cold weather. Proved, obviously, that that's not going to affect them moving forward. They have so much talent. And when they stick with the run game, it's a really good offense. When they go away from it and they run all the RPOs in the past and they get, what, 35 minutes of possession versus 80 minutes over two games, they get back to doing what they do against the Bills, they're right there in the thick of it. Why does that happen? Question. Why does that happen? I don't know. I think, I think you get so enamored with what Tua can do accuracy-wise, right? Like, he's so accurate. He really is. And all those little RPOs over the middle, so many coaches get enamored with the fact that you can always pick up 15, 20 with the weapons they have on the outside. Allegedly. Allegedly, right? And so then with the run game, if it's not working early, it's quick to go away from because do you want to keep pounding your head two yards, three yards, three yards, four yards, and then four yards eventually turns into 12 if you stick with it, as you see with Tennessee and Derrick Henry and the 49ers and all these people that stick with it, the Falcons. When you go oh, away from it. Most are rip one off. 
Oh, yeah. did. He did. Huge day. And that's what I'm saying. So when they go get it going early, it's a lot easier to stick with it. So it's just a human. The that's human, all it is. It's all, just a human calling to play. Just like, I don't want to say panicking, but being like, well, why do we do that when we have this? Why do mm-hmm. we do that when we have this? Well, that's because, and I'm a very much um, a checkers player. I've, I've said that. Yep. Mm-hmm. My grandma and I played when I was a kid. My grandma and I played checkers and we played poker. Okay, so that was whenever I was a little kid. I was on checkers is just my favorite thing because you're in the moment right now. Mm-hmm. What do you? What's the decision you're making right now? Boom! I'm just trying to get past you, king me. Then I'm trying to fucking come back. And people say, "Oh, he's not playing checkers. He's playing chess." And I respect that because people are forward thinking. I've always been a checkers player. What's right in front of me? How do we get over it? How do we get to the end? And then how do we get back without really thinking ahead and thinking forward? Play callers need to think ahead. Like, setting that run game up, even though it's not picking up as much as the thing is, it's like third, fourth quarter, or even when we get down the red zone, when it gets a little tighter, they have to respect that a little bit more. Because once the defense doesn't have to respect the fact that you can maybe run the rock, then when they say the space gets compact, it's even more so. Because they're not biting on a play action. They're not doing anything. They're just sitting back in coverage. It makes everything more difficult. So I wonder if that's ever a conversation that play callers have either amongst their staff or amongst the players or even with themselves. Like, hey, this is a four-quarter game. You almost have to be a chess player mm-hmm. to be a play caller. No, you, no. You ha- I would not be a good play caller. I would do exactly what happens. Like, we run the ball. We pick up negative one yards. Nah, fuck well, it. We're throwing it. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, fuck it. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to get it. But then when we get down in the red zone where you're, you – Everything gets stopped. Everything gets tough, basically. And that's, like, what NFL teams are doing this year. Lou Anarumo broke it down to us. Uh, Darius Butler breaks it down every single week. They go into a cover two shell, and it's yeah. like, yeah, you can get your yards. Go ahead. But then once you come into our, our red zone area, we're going to be sitting here waiting on you. And if you don't get the run game, I don't think they respect it. And I think it makes it even harder down there in the long run, especially against these great defenses that you're going to run into in the playoffs. So I think you have to be a chess player to be a play caller. And I wonder why that isn't just kind of a more understood thing. It's a great question. And you don't know how many Saturday night, night before game meetings I've been in and listened to offensive line coaches say this exact fucking quote. Hey, boys, we got to make this thing go early because you know what happens if we don't make it go early. We're getting away from it. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. that's literally – mm-hmm. That's a reality. So, like, you on your first 15, you got four runs going, you better pick up five, six, break one for 12, whatever it is, or else you get two, three, minus one. They're like, fuck this. Let's, and then let's, you just got to sit like this the whole game. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, here we go. With these pass rushers. This guy gets to punch me <laughs> in the go. fucking face again. Second, well, boom. All right, let's line it up again. Boom. Yep. And let's, they're just teeing off. Let's just go backwards and try and block the most athletic fucking people running forward. Yeah. That sounds kind of happens well, Tampa then, this year. And then they can run exotics. Mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. run exotics. You're 100 percent right. Not just Tampa this year, but this happened in Tampa before they won a Super Bowl. In AQ, you were down there, so correct me if I'm wrong. But BA was doing BA stuff. We're taking seven step drops. We're throwing. We're throwing. We're throwing. We're throwing. We're throwing. 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 Throwing, you know, anybody would say that new Tom Brady, like Tom Brady needs a run game. Run, Tom Brady's throwing, he's throwing uh, checkdowns to his running back, oh, yeah. and he needs a play action and has to have a run game. Like, that's no knock on Tom Brady. That's not calling him a game manager. But if you give him that weapon, he's able to piece everything together and pick it apart. After that bye week happens, I think the Atlanta Falcons were the next game, and I, that was the game I was, yeah, yep, yeah. I was potentially going to play in, mm-hmm. right? Because kicker punter got. COVID, right? COVID positive. Mm-hmm. So I get somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, do you have the antibodies? If you have the antibodies, you don't have to do the eight-day hotel kind of what, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine yeah. before we can sign you. And we, this weekend is when the game is. So we, 
it wouldn't even happen or whatever. Kicker, punter, test positive code. You have the antibodies. I uh, think we can just sign you. You'll be our kicker and our punter this week. And I'm like, oh, not a lot of people have ever got to do that no. in the NFL. My leg feels fresh. I can give one day. Yeah, this thing, I'm on. not going to be able to walk the next fucking day. Probably my leg's going to fall off because I haven't done anything. Let me test test for the antibodies. No, we were too good with COVID protocols. People right? forget. We were too good we with COVID. S- if we were worse with COVID protocols, you'd have a Super Bowl. I have ring. a Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have had to play either because suck up and um, opinion. Opinion. opinion came back. cleared Saturday or yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would just been on the sideline, fresh jumpsuit, yeah. doing my thing. We win a Super Bowl. I get a Super Bowl ring at the parade. If we were worse at COVID protocols, we were so good at fucking COVID protocols. Something to think about. Yeah, something, We'd have been COVID. on our boat. Think of the boat that I would have. Oh, You'd have been oh, yeah. carried came out with the O line, man. It was a good one. It was a good boat. Yeah, I'm sure we would have hopped over. Yeah. But you I think you guys would have wanted the yacht that I would have got. Uh-huh. That, cruise ship. Think you about how absurd. Exactly. Yeah. Think about how absurd I am. Like the thing that we would have tried to get could all happen if we were worse with our COVID protocols. Gotta remember that, that never gets talked about. Nor will it. AQ, you should give Pat. Surprised we haven't got an award for that. They make a paperweight ring. I'll give. I'll send you one. Here right here. Yeah. Boom. Could have happened. I, yeah. I would have contributed the same amount that I contributed. Yeah. Nothing, because they both would have came back. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't so good with... so good. People say it's the thought that counts. Yeah, I thought about getting antibodies, and I said, no, I'm going to be six feet away from everybody. I'm not going to make eye contact with people for two days. Remember, there was a yeah. time. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. There oh, was yeah. a time where we couldn't make eye contact. Don't, don't, look at don't wear look glasses. At wear glasses. If you're going to look at somebody, wear, we don't know how this COVID thing... Sh- not Don't me. look. Yeah, wear goggles. Yeah, you're out in Arizona living your life. Yeah. But nonetheless. You, you actually took the antibody test, if I remember yeah. right. Yes. Def- yeah, that's you, what I'm you saying. You bled right? your own Finger. blood. That's right. Yeah, I couldn't get blood out. Remember, I couldn't yeah, bleed. That's, that's mm-hmm. what it was. Blood, sweat, and tears. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even bleed. Because nobody makes you bleed your own blood. <laughs> I, I was nobody. Trying, it was weird. I just, I got to stab myself in the fucking finger. And yeah. I know there's people that have to do that every single day. And I got a lot of respect for the uh, diabetes community. And mm-hmm. I know that's not an easy thing. That's a difficult thing. Could you imagine having to stab yourself every single day or live with something stabbing you? I, I, it's a shame. I'm sorry you have to go through that. We have a couple of friends to do it. But it is a lot harder to do whenever you have to. I was just, they give me like this hole puncher almost. Oh, yeah. yeah. Put your finger in here and just, and there's a needle that's just going to drop <laughs> in here and start bleeding. I'm like, all right, I guess, man. I'm going to go. Golly, I hurt a little bit. No blood. Didn't work. Got to push harder. Oh, okay. Okay. Boom. And I start trying to drip it into the thing. No blood. Had to, had, I literally had to like just stab my finger like five times to get enough blood to get in there. And then we waited. What was it, like 15 minutes? I yep. Think. Yeah. And we're just waiting to see if a line would pop up for the antibodies. Come on, 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 come on. Come on. Come on. Folks are good. Got one Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady. I'm going to be taking Tom Brady. I don't have the antibodies. No antibodies. Son of a bitch. We should have stood four feet away from each other. Yeah. Not six. Anyways, after that, in that particular game, though, after the bye week, it is said to Tom Brady, and he has not told us this. Actually, good question to ask you. Tom Brady, that was that bye week, him and B.A. just kind of sat down and said, hey, this is what we like, this is what we don't like. We heard about this with Aaron and Matt LaFleur yep. after the first season. In ele- week 11 bye week or week 10 bye week, I forget when you guys had later in the season, mm-hmm. they sat down and said, this is what we like, this is what we don't like, and they brought the run game back basically. Then playoff Lenny started, Super Lombardi Lenny started, and that was the whole thing. Seems like they're back to that whole – like back to pre-bye week almost is what it feels like down there. You don't have to talk about that. You have a lot of friends down there. Did that happen? And how come How come this is always a conversation? How come it's always like got to have a run game? We, like we always have to tell people 
Uh, if you have a good run game, your, your offense will be better. How come this always has to happen, you think? It's, it's such a great question because you do see teams that don't, right? Like there was a game, correct me if I'm wrong here, maybe Chargers, Chiefs. Maybe this Chiefs, year, this year, yeah, playoffs. Yeah, Chiefs had like thirteen well, you yards rushing. About the twenty twenty though. Did you, did no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, okay. So like Chiefs had like thirteen yards rushing. So and they were still able to win, right? So mm-hmm. like they're able to do that. Andy Reid has proven like you do not need a great run game to win games. But so like everybody thinks like okay, cool, we're just gonna hit chunks, 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 chunks. Doesn't work like that. Getting back to twenty twenty, that's kind of what we were doing early in the year. It was just like, hey, we got Tom Brady. Let's fucking use this guy, right? Like let's throw it. And it was 40, 45 plus. And it's like, I got to a point where it's like, hey, do you want to do this? And it was like, I mean, I'd be okay doing it 20, 25 times, right? And so then it was just kind of like a, a, a good conversation. Hey, how do, we, how do we get the best thing moving forward? Hey, let's get the run game going a little bit. Hey, let's, let's have answers. Let's have answers for everything pre-snap, right? And so they started mixing some of the stuff. That add Lenny. Did, add Lenny. Get him rolling because early in the season he wasn't getting, and they had a nice conversation. Got and got him rolling. I think BA's talked about that numerous times. Like we, Lenny wasn't getting a ton of touches early. Hey, let's get him rolling. We get him rolling. Okay, perfect. What did and BA say? It was something like along the lines. Like I think Rojo was getting a ton of the carries early, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was like Rojo was a guy. Yeah, he uh-huh. was. and Lenny came over and he was the guy too, right? So it was like, well, he's not getting a ton of carries, not a ton of touches, and it was like, hey man, like either buy in or we'll let you go. Like one of those things. And Lenny bought in. Boom. Okay, cool. And the rest was history with that. But then in terms of the passing game, it was Tom came from a place where he could diagnose everything pre-snap, right? Like, that's, that's the world he lives in. Like, You're hey, listen, Tom. pre-snap, we got an answer for everything. And so that was his whole thing. Like, hey, listen, let's do a lot more shifts. Let's do a lot more motions. Let's see if they're running with us. Do we have – are they in man coverage? Are they in zone coverage? Now I got an answer. Okay, cool. I know this. Let's double count it. Let's, let's, get, let's get the right play in. And that's kind of where it went from there. And he had the answers to the test. Do you think they're going to be able to do anything this year from watching them? They, they don't look anything like what they're we thought they Yeah, they're bad. It's, uh, it's tough to watch at times, right? Because, like yeah. – yeah. since, he, since he – They looked great in the first half. Since he yeah. put them over a leg mm-hmm. and actually spanked them. Spanked their bottoms yeah. in the second half, just like this. They Bad. won by what, 12, 15, 14? Yeah, I think they, they 14, scored like 34 right? 34 unanswered or something like that. Yeah, so just in two quarters, demoralized mm-hmm. the Five, Tampa Bay 17 to nothing <laughs> with, a, not, what, with a minute and a half left yeah. in the first half. Let's uh-huh. not get too crazy about halftime scores and everything like that. But yeah, certainly. Yeah, true. yeah it could, could have been worse. Because like 33 is not safe. It flipped, yeah, yeah, halftime score. But that's Tom Brady in the Bucks. Exactly. First so you feel real great. good coming out in the second half. You feel real good. I think they got the ball to start the second half, too, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, in that other game with the 33 points Yeah, yeah, scored, that one. The team that was up uh, 33 didn't get the ball in the second half. Forced the three and out. I, I watched it. Yeah. Yep. Got the ball right back. Yeah. Yeah. Success. And, yeah. Hey, what they did at halftime, doesn't matter. Nope. Mm-hmm. Three yeah. and out. Get us our ball back. Yeah. That thing could have been 40. Yeah, mm-hmm. could have been four. Go for two. Why not, Jeff? Could have been forty-one nothing at some point in the second half. Yeah, that team doesn't have Tom Brady though. Yeah. Bingo. That's the difference. So let's get back to Tampa it. Tampa did get the ball to start the second half, and they uh, went three and out. Well, they went three, and then they tried to do a fake punt. Oh, that was. Oh, and they would have picked it up. Which that fake punt? Of... They did a fake punt this week. Well, Which? Jenna Lane covered it. There it is. I did see. What, what is that, that about, AQ? That is seven – I think it had seven and a half million views on the Twitter video whenever I looked at it last night maybe or mm-hmm. this morning. I forget when it was. It is doing well. Uh, Giovanni Bernard was the PP, the personal protector for the punt. 
uh, that was not successful for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He seemingly was the only person on the field that didn't know the ball was being snapped to him. The long snapper was literally facing him with his ass. Everybody else did a wedge-blocking technique. Um, after the game, he got dressed, seemingly took a shower. It looked yeah. like he was showered. He yeah, looked clean, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. very clean fresh after a football game. Got dressed, was on his way out of the locker room. And at that moment, a lot of reporters who were talking, uh, I think they were at Todd Bowles' press conference. Mm. Instead of coming in the locker room, they went to his press conference. Even though the locker room, I think, is open at that time. So they could have came into the locker room. I think they were at the press conference. I don't know the rules. AQ, you're going to have to correct me on that. AQ, do you know? Hey, no, I think you're right. I think they'll go talk. They'll go listen to the head coach first or whatever and then roll into the locker some. room. Some. Yeah. I don't think everybody listens. There's some people that are yeah. in the locker room. From the beginning of opening, there's some people that are, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. This is the first year they're back in the locker room. Yes, yes since COVID, because yeah. COVID mm-hmm. shut it down Thank, for two years. And a lot of these God guys in the NFL got very comfortable, I would assume. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very oh, yeah. used to no media coming in the locker room, because it is a weird thing, especially with all the emotions that are in there, mm-hmm. the timing that's in there. Half naked. Uh, yeah, not just half naked. There's some dudes yeah. fully naked. True. Narratives, potentially, yeah. like stories being Bad built loss. at the same time. Like, it's an interesting thing. Always has been. Media, very important, though. So I, I don't want to – just because we point out that something's interesting from a player's perspective doesn't mean we think it should be abolished or eliminated. We're just saying if you step back and zoom out, it's a little – it is a weird thing. It is a very weird thing. Which, which is also interesting that you bring up about – on her video, this is being shot in the middle of the locker room, showing the whole lock. Like it, there's a reason why they do the videos like at lockers, oh, so yeah. they don't show. Oh, I know. You got in. Yeah, you, you know a lot. Oh, about I that. know. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, there's a reason you don't do that. So Thanks that's another that interesting up, thing about this video is the fact that they're <laughs> shooting this, showing Thanks, the rest of the locker room out there. Yeah, I mean, you can't be putting dongs in the yeah. background. That's no, no. twig and giggleberries on the. <laughs> I, I did not. No, no, no. no. no I certainly no. did not. I thought no. you painted him in a very flattering manner. I thought yeah. a lot of thigh. It was yeah. almost an art. I've, I've been going to some of these art museums. Mm-hmm. A lot of statues. Yeah, exactly. The same exact way. A lot of Andrew- people were calling him a nerd, and I was like, Jesus, look at that Greek god. He, he looked great. He is yeah. a Greek god, but he was. I don't know what he is now. I don't know where he's at body-wise. Well, since he's but, not as big, but he's still in when shape. You're, when you're going off half pipes, you got to be a little lighter. Well, I don't know, heavier, more momentum, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't true. know what the the science he's a speed is. Guy. But he um, he was a fucking avatar there for a bit. No, oh, he was he was quite the physique. And you see him. There's yeah. a couple times where he would show, like I wouldn't see him for a couple months or whatever, and then I'd see him and I'm like, oh shit, Jeez. this dude just did he work four times a day? Like what happened? And then he get on that little tiny bike. He shredded up. He shredded. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a couple times he'd show up. It was like, damn, he looks good. And when I took a photo of Adam Vinatieri, who obviously mm-hmm. had a game winner, had mm-hmm. a big game, he had dress on top, towel on the bottom, all the outfits. Ah, we just won a big game, big comeback. And, and there's a statue in the background of just an absolutely chiseled nerd mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of thigh, right outside ass cheek. Sure. Yep. Lot of body. No dong. No, no dong. no butthole. No. no. It's great timing on your part. No butthole. No dong. That's all me. No, no butt yoked. really either. No. No, no, no. Could have been much worse. That's Jeff Brown there. Yeah, great hands. Hand. Great hands. Big like shout Jeff out Brown. to Jeff Brown. Still working for the team. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Very to him. Very awesome powers. And I do apologize to Luck for this. Obviously, Groovy, I'm, I'm looking at Vinatieri here. And this is a zoomed in version of the photo, by the way. This okay. is not the original okay. photo. Oh. The, this is a probably a cropped in zoomed in because – you don't see a lot of the towel, which was the whole purpose 
of the original photo. Right. So this is what I should have done. I learned from my mistakes. Okay, mm-hmm. I got fined like thirty grand for this. Whew. It was Jesus. Uh, it ruined a relationship with a quarterback. I assume. <laughs> How come he's got nothing in his locker? Is he already retired at this point? He has two. There's one over here, too. Oh, okay. He had two lockers. He had two lockers? That's Peyton. Yeah, it was Peyton's setup, too. Corbett. That's Peyton's. Uh, that was where his locker That's was. Vinny's got awesome. a sweet setup. Also, after a game, you're not really bringing anything in, especially on a home game. Vinny, you don't bring shit in. Vinny was right here. I was right next to him. Then Overton. Nice brick. Then... Yeah, it's a nice. That's a wonderful locker room. They had single ply. You remember when they had single ply TP in there? Oh, are you shitting me? Yeah, I fucking in the home locker. Room? Home locker room. No wonder they're cursed. They changed it. Cursed. Okay. I, I, I hope so. I did. I was. I felt like I was the only human that was like, "This isn't right. We should not have single ply TP." And people were having pregame shits. Yeah, always oh. enjoyed the candles in the lo- in the uh, bathrooms though. Okay, well, you always light the candles. So. It's a nice. The Yankee Lucas Oil Stadium or? is I think pretty so. nice. Yeah, it's you get gorgeous. a nice, get a nice smell in the bathroom. It's, it's nice. This, the locker rooms are nice at Lucas Oil, I think. Yeah. And like just the arena. Like when we're when we go to the games, like even just the lower bowls. Yeah, yeah, like very yeah concourse awesome. is super nice. Yeah, it's it's way too comfortable. It's good to take a nap. Way, way too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Way too nice. But, if but a great place. place to there's watch the game. full photo. Okay, there is the full photo. Look at those flip flops. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I was trying to. But I learned a lesson that day. Okay, we zoom in. To everything in the back. He's like Bigfoot back yeah. there, you know, caught in the back. Uh-huh. And once again, no dongs, nothing no. else. No, no ass. My mouth started sweating when I found out about this. Because <laughs> oh, obviously I, I sent it out. I, this is gone. Put it in my pocket. Then we got to go to the family section there. Full conversation. Big win. Walk all the way out of the stadium up to the car. Get in the car. Drive home. What are we doing tonight? We're drinking 50 beers. Okay. We're having a good time. Let's have a blast. And then my dad gets a phone call from my aunt. She said I was trending on, like, CNN next to Vladimir Putin riding a bear or nice. something like oh, that. Oh, no. And like, what, what's he trending for? Florida. Uh, he put a photo of Lock Naked, you know. Side of the road. Yeah. Okay, I'm driving. Side of the road, mouth full sweat, body full panic. I look at it, and I'll tell you what, yeah. You zoom in a little <laughs> I bit. Sure oh, did. shit. I sure did. There he is. And I deleted it, but <laughs> that thing was sitting. Damage had been done. So I had to call Luck. You know, I wanted to call Luck and let him know. And I assumed he had already known. He has that flip phone. Mm-hmm. It was not on. So, so I called him like 100. I was definitely the first person, as soon as he turned his phone on, like immediately ringing from my, hey, Pat, hey. Uh, real happy. I'm so, oh, Andrew, congrats on a big win today. You know, I did like a full one of those. You're so good at football. The super. Mm-hmm. I put a picture of Adam Benetari out on the internet. You know, it was a mullet outfit. Business on top, party on the bottom with just one. It was, you know, the whole thing, putting Benetari over. What I didn't notice is in the background, you're, uh, you're naked back there. You know what I mean? And he said, what's that? And, like, he's so nice. You know, he's, like, the nicest guy of all time. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, I told him, you know, there's no penis. There's no, <laughs> no ass cheeks. No worry. balls, no ass Can't cheeks. Jeff Brown's hands, actually, just like Austin Powers, like, mm-hmm. covering your butt cheek. Or Not even a hint of shaft. But no, I told him, like, a no. lot of side body, a lot of thigh, a lot of you is out there. You look great. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, he looks yeah, unbelievable. You're yoked, isn't it? There's a lot of you out there. But a lot of people have seen that, Andrew, and I am obviously very sorry. And uh, I think it was at that moment we probably he decided he'd never want to be around me again. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I got fined thirty grand. But nonetheless, back to Jenna Lane. Can't be doing this, Jenna. I, no. I showed the world can't be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it cost me a lot of money. There was mm-hmm. a there was a couple of dongs out uh, since then in the back of yep. locker room photos and videos because it is a active locker room. You're in an active locker room while you're filming. Free. Jenna Lane, Greg Almond. Almond. 
Greg Allman, are the most vocal in this video that you're about to watch. Giovanni Bernard, we believe, had already showered, gotten dressed, and was on his way out of the building to go see his family. Now, if this is handled in a proper fashion, you be the judge and just have your ears open for how Gio's being talked to here by people who help the sport, media matter, but just the just the tone. Yeah, the overall tone. Just the tone of talking to this professional athlete, okay, who's played a lot of football. Long time. Long, Long time. Very good. Long Very time. well known as a good guy. Good yeah. guy, good football player. Yeah. Consummate mm-hmm. professional. This is their interaction in the locker room via cell phone from Jenna Lane. Well, you were injured all year. What have you done for us to talk to you about all year? What have you done for Tuesday? Just don't just talk. Don't say you're not talking because it didn't talk to you all year. You were also injured most of the season too. Hold on, Can I go to my family that I have outside? You can. Just don't say we didn't talk to you all year. We just wanted to ask for your perspective on what happened. You're involved in one of the biggest plays of the game. Okay. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate your time. We do. We won't hold you. We won't. We hold would have you. talked to you in the season, but okay, also you were injured. Question, Just tell us what occurred on the on the plane. Miscommunication. That's all it was on my part. I take complete fault for that. That sounds like a little fake. Like a porn I don't know. There. Yeah, that's a little bit. Fault. We won't hold my you. My fault. That's it. Did, Is this did something the team has to practice? It's all me. All me. That's something I did wrong, and that's all. So you. It was all on me. Yep. Number twenty-five out there. That was me. I was the one that did it. But were you aware it was, that it was just a fake? Yeah, I, I messed up. I understand. Seething inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I messed up. We just up. didn't know if it was a communication Yeah, breakdown. I messed up. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. So I'm happy they got the answer. I do believe in professional sports. You do have to answer for your mistakes. So I appreciate the fact that they did have him answer some questions. But the tone, I think, is what everybody is like. Hey, he's, that's a human. Yeah, come on. That, that, that's a human as well as a professional athlete. AQ, your thoughts? I think you know Jenna. I think you know Greg Allman. And I assume they're good people and it's not normally like this. But just like the tone of entitlement and like, what, what, why would we talk to you? What have you, like yeah, that what whole. What have you done all year? You've been hurt. hurt. You haven't done shit, basically. Like, okay, bro. Like, you know, I'm surprised Gio kind of did with his face. But I don't think he was trying to run. I think he, he thought he provided the allotted amount of time to sit there and answer questions. He was heading to his family. That tone, though, AQ, your thoughts on it and everything? Tough tone. It was a tough tone. I mean, that was the first thing I said when I came in here. It's like, listen, like your job as journalist, like, I get it. Like, we have to answer hard questions as professional athletes. I'm 100% all for that. But to sit there and repeatedly fucking go at him about, well, you've been injured all year. Like, belittle. Belittle almost. A guy who's played over a decade in the NFL <laughs> at a very high level. And, I mean... I don't even think Greg Allman probably thought that the ricochet shots were going to be coming his way because, like, I don't think he thought this this tweet was going to be put out there. And then Jenna puts it out there, and now he's probably sitting there like, fuck, I sound like a... Well, you, uh, you have yeah. been fucking injured. Well, like you have been injured. Huge prick. Year. Well, you know, you, we, we would have talked to you, but you've been injured. Right? Yeah. Like, it's like... It's interesting, and, and people are going to say... Um, uh, people are going to say they're just got to do their job, and mm-hmm. I think that's how they framed it. Pewter Report, whenever they... Giovanni Bernard tried to run out of the locker room before answering questions or something like that. It's like... Did he? He looks like, just, unless he's like, um, what's his face in a phone booth? Superman, whoever that is. Clark Kent. Unless Clark he's Kent, able yeah. just to walk in that locker room and be like, Doof, and then he's just in full clothes with a backpack. Because football equipment takes a little, it that's does. a little bit what, of time. Would assume he showered. Would assume he had to shower. Probably had some conversations with some people who didn't yeah. want to ask him questions, but said like, hey man, shit happens. You know, like his teammates, yeah. his coaches probably coming up to him. So I, I don't know. 
I don't know where the miscommunication lies. It's just like, hey, relax. You know, like yeah. this is when the reporters are asked somebody a question and they don't, they've already had the story written and the answer isn't good enough for their story. Uh -huh. yep. So they ask another question and another question. And they're trying to get an answer however they can get it. And it's like your job is to report on what answer was given. And I know I'm a member of the sports media now, so I guess that we fall into this whole world. And it's not every media person. There's a lot of incredible media people out there. But when moments like this happen, it's hard to get sympathy from anybody because I think in 2022, as opposed to maybe in the past where the media was always right, now it's like, yeah, actually, why can't you just say, hey, hey Gio, before you get out of here, can we just get a quote on the, uh, the punt that obviously didn't go well? As opposed to, why would we talk to you all year? You've yeah. been injured. You haven't done anything. You're a part of the biggest play. Yeah, well, well why would we? You, you, and and you, was you that the biggest play? at football. Why would? It, kind of big. It was big. Was it the biggest? zip at the time. Yeah, I mean, I get it. No, it but was, it is 17. If momentum, yeah, was, if momentum was real, that was kind of the turn of it. Momentum is not a real thing in football. Uh, there was a lot of people tweeting that mm -hmm. after our conversation last week with D-Butt, Coach Lou Anarumo, and the whole momentum conversation where the stats can't keep up with momentum. Lou Anarumo, actual defense coordinator in the actual real, uh, world that we live oh. in, in the actual NFL, yeah, right. said, yeah, whenever you feel you have momentum, you got to roll with it. Then it happened. Literally, what do you know? Just four days later. Yeah. But, yeah, you can't document it, so I guess there are some people that need to see cold, hard facts about yeah. momentum. But, yeah, it was certainly a big play. I think it was a big play. I think he, sh he should have answered. I think he should have had to answer a question about that because there's a lot of us wondering what the fuck happened. Longstamper was probably hoping that he would answer a question about mm -hmm. that. Special teams coordinator probably hoping he would answer a question about that. But I just think we can go about it a different way, all parties involved. Well, yeah, because it seemed like when they didn't get the answer that they wanted and you start – saying stuff like that with tone changes. You're tr it's almost like they're trying to elicit a response. Of it. Like, they want him to explode. It's like, all right, well, if he's not going to talk about this and give us the answer, like, let's poke him and prod him, and maybe he'll fucking snap on someone in here, and then guess what? Like, that, you know, it's We gonna are going to crush him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This unprofessional... Right. Backup running back mm -hmm. who has been injured all year and has done nothing for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, who is a shell of themselves from years past... Also, was the only person on the pl on the field that didn't know a fake punt was happening, and he's the only person that has to know. That's the story of Giovanni Bernard in 2022 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like you could see that easily, and that would all be true. Yes, all that would technically be true. It wouldn't be fall if he did blow up mm -hmm. and explode and all that. But it's like I just don't know why it has to be that way. You know, and, and a lot of people on the internet are acting like, yeah, that's how it has to be. It's like I don't think. I don't think it has to be, though. No. I personally don't think that has to be the case. Yeah, no chance. And, you know, talking about momentum, it's not as if the next play, you know, the Bengals score a touchdown. Like, they only ended up with a field goal in that possession. And, yeah, it was because of the fake pump. But then even thinking about, you know, Bernard's mindset probably coming into this season, he's not the third-string running back because they don't have Rashad White, right, because uh, I haven't drafted him yet. And then you're also thinking, like, okay, I haven't had, you know, a solid shot at the Super Bowl really in my career down in Tampa with Tom, what they have going on. Like, the expectation of the season is probably like, hey, I'm going to be a great, you know, contributor, third down back, probably something I've done for most of my career, and we're going to be a great team. And obviously right now the expectations in Tampa aren't what they, you know, are where they should be. Jenna Lane had the um, back and forth with Todd Bowles from training camp too, right? Yeah, I think early in the season. I don't think it was training. I think it was beginning of the season. But, yeah, that was her. She's, you know – journalist you know is how she probably mm -hmm. views it like hey this is i'm getting the quote i have to do the story this is how i got to do and i get i think there's schools that literally teach people to be that way 
So I, I appreciate all the hard work to become a journalist and get access to get in there. It's not easy to get licensed and badged and all that stuff to be in an NFL locker room afterwards. But, like, also, let's remember everybody's human. Hey, let's remember yeah. everybody's human. And let's make world better places. Yeah. It's also interesting that they went straight from Bowles to Bernard because, yeah, he did have that play. But I think Tom threw, like, two interceptions and had two fumbles, too. And He has a press conference, I think. They go straight to so there's press conferences. Some guys get to go into the uh, to the podium. Yeah. Some people don't. Yeah. Right. Tom also has been, you know, just as fed up, at, or at least from my experience, more fed up in those press conferences than he has ever been. Like busy. last week was the whole entire game plan conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to address. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no comment or something. Next question. Never mind Tom Brady's four turnovers against a fairly tough defense. Okay, what does that have to do with everything? Anything. What next? You want me to provide him? With a coloring book, Whoa. too? What does, does that, that mean? mean? I what? Don't that. what does that even mean? Oh. I don't know. Man. I'll you, tell you what. She was putting out a lot of tweets last night. Because uh, I, I obviously... Doubling down. Like, doubling down. Not just doubling down, but I think her, her internet existence for a while is going to be... There's going to be a lot of mentions yeah. of... Uh, I mean, just... Of that. her apologizing. You know what I mean? Like, look at that 421 replies right there. Just, are you on her uh, profile right now? Zoom out. Go to, there's a couple other ones here where she, is this tweets and replies? No, yeah, go, yeah, go to her, tw- uh, her whole account. Yep. She put out, like, some stats. That's a great story. Yeah, right here. Look at 358 responses right there. The Brady was also blitzed just three times in the first half, and on two dropbacks in the second, he had his pressure rate went from 12.5% in the first to 31.8% in the second. But it wasn't necessarily them to get him get to him faster. Spent longer in the pocket in the second half. Click on that tweet. The yep, that one. Now go to the replies there. First one. You need to be fired. This is embarrassing. Go ahead. This is every response. Here, Jenna, indeed.com. Did you berate Brady in the locker room? Like, what you, this is going to be her. That was about Tom Brady, something else. 400 some replies, uh-huh. 390 of them are yeah. uh, all the geo. Like, this is going to happen, I oh, think, yes. going forward. And I'm happy to see that. Not happy for Jenna that have to experience that. Nobody enjoys that being their internet. And I, and I assume she can address this and handle this if she'd like to. I, it doesn't seem like she will. But back in the day, the player would have been the fucking prick right there. Oh, yeah. Everybody would have buried the player. The player, every single thing that he said would be like, uh, oh, there's a little crybaby that doesn't want to talk to the media. You know what I mean? Like, that's what would have been back in the day. Now it's seemingly a bit different. Good luck to all parties. Uh, let's talk about a bank robber who's a super fan yeah. Yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Come on. No, no, no. Let's take a break. Let's, yeah. We need AJ. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. True. True. AJ, we need there. AJ. This is one of those... Be a friend, tell a friend. One of the most absurd super fandom stories in the history of super fandom is currently happening right in front of our eyes. That's right. Maybe number one. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs super fan community is littered with characters. Mm-hmm. We all heard of X Factor and Red Extreme yeah. getting into a brawl, one of them ending up in a hospital and mm-hmm. doing an interview from the parking lot after leaving the hospital and admitting that he doesn't do coke, he does meth. And he's not scared to do whatever. And he has a fucking cheese head that he's painted. And actually, Nick dressed up as the son of a bitch for Halloween. I ain't ever done meth. Maybe coke. Don't, but don't forget he keistered a gerbil in a car accident to save his life. Yep. We don't know if he keistered it, but he did talk about saving his pet gerbil's life he in a did. car accident. There's also, turns out, a Chiefs fan that is allegedly on the terrorist watch yeah, list. That's right. A Chiefs super fan. So they have coke guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
fight guy. Yeah, pro- yeah. Protege of coke guy. Terrorist guy. Mm-hmm. Bank robber. Yeah. And those are just four we know about. The chief super fan community is a movie. Yeah. The chief super fan community is in the spotlight. Hell yeah. And the chief super fan community has something that nobody else got. And that's a motherfucking bank robber who's been a career criminal who was using the funds to fund his super fandom. Unbelievable. $200,000 bond on this guy for an armed robbery at a bank in Texas at 10.16 a.m. Right before the Houston Texans game. Kick off at noon. Be a friend, tell a friend. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh-huh. And joining us now, live from an attic in Ohio, is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, a video game pundit, mm-hmm. an NBA pundit, and COVID survivor, AJ Hall. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, what's up, buddy? How you doing, Paul? Well, I'm doing great. How's Ty doing after the big win last night? Well, uh, we just heard, how are you? He said he's saying phenomenal. Yeah. How are you, pal? Things are good, right? Packers are in this thing. Got to win three more. Have to have some other stuff happen, which we should know what that is if we're going to talk about it every single hour the way we're talking about it. We just keep saying, need some other things to happen. We have no idea Mm-mm. what those things are. We kind of have a guess, I guess. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts not playing. That's affecting the top of the NFC bracket. What's yeah. affecting the bottom? We do not know yet. But AJ, how do you feel? Aaron looks good. Dobbs is back. Cobb's making some big-time catches. A.J. Dillon, who they call sauce because he loves applesauce mm-hmm. so much, running people over. Aaron Jones is explosive. Watson's doing his thing. Don't know what this is. Got to figure that out. Yeah. But, I mean, that seems like the team's back. You feel good about where the Packers are, A.J.? Yeah, I do feel good. I mean, I don't know how, you know, what kind of uh, opposition they had last night in the Rams. I know they did Baker have, what, 80-some yards passing? I think 111. 111. The Packers' yeah. defense – Okay, the Packers defense sacked him, what, five times, I believe? Like, yeah. they got after him. I liked their D last night. Quay Walker? Yeah. Dog. Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah, he him shooting Boom. the gap, making a He's play. So fast. Cam Akers is a great running back. Yeah. Had, had some yards. We, should, we actually kind of were chatting about that off air, about how Cam Akers might pick up some yards here because it's cold and because the Packers' run game has been fantastic. This mm. dude's really coming to his own, AJ. Obviously, rookie out of Georgia. Your thoughts on him and his development through the season here? I think it's been great. I think I know. I can't, I believe he has over 100 tackles already this year. Like, what a like dynamic Man. athlete! You watch the dude move. He's so sudden. Like, he's only going to get better and better. I think. Who do he replace? Ky, pretty much Ty Summers. Like they. I mean, like who's they, that? He. I mean, I want to say he went to BYU, seventh rounder. Uh, just a guy who you know. I mean, kind of what the Packers have done. Like it was Blake Martinez before that guy who's good tackler, but athletically, like the Packers haven't had a guy like Quay Walker. And I don't know, AJ. When, when was I mean, maybe you. You were the last Nick guy. Barnett? No, I mean, I'm not athletic or can move like, like Quay Walker, but... 4-4. Uh, four, four. Yeah. I was going to say, okay. your, your combine yeah, four, four, numbers... 4-4-inch vertical, 250 or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, the, the, athletic, the, the total package of athletic ability, physicality... Like this, if you were 220, if you were 220, what do you think? No. What do you mean? Same. Wouldn't have changed anything. Same. Weren't you, like, 240 running a 4-4? Four, four? Yeah, I was above 240 uh, coming out. But, oh. I, mean, oh, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think it would have. Did you ever take It's not like you drop 10 pounds, you, you, you shave some off your 40. Yeah, you do, though. That, like, that actually happens. I have 225 and under, I can dunk. 225 and over, can't get up there. Body can't, just can't get up there. <laughs> so it's an actual weight thing. Like under, oh, yeah. I can jump higher. Over, okay. I can't. And that makes sense if you think about science. Heavier objects, well, yeah. harder to move, probably. You know what I mean, AJ? Yeah, but also sometimes heavier objects, if it's, oh, no, you pack on more muscle, you have more power through the ground, boom, you're jumping higher. Ooh, mm. 4640. Jesus. 
His pro day, though, he ran like 4-4. Four, four, yeah, so, yeah. so way different. We're not going to let the combine screw him. A 3-9-6, 20-yard <laughs> shuttle, that's probably got to be top 10 I mean, all that's time. ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah. side to side. That's what mm-hmm. you do. That's what AJ Hawk is. That's right. And we got to remember that. <laughs> whenever we're just attacking him, what's that? He's mind blowing. I mean, by three that. nine six is ridiculous. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Ridiculous l- number. Pretty good lateral movement. Oh, I'm not as athletic. <laughs> Twenty pounds lighter. Could you have fucking two forty? This dude's two fifty. Uh-huh. Running a three nine six right now. Two fifty. That's pass. That's D end. Yeah. Yeah. That's D. AJ, we need to respect your athleticism. Yeah, Come on. Freaking nature. Anyways. Yeah, and there's no – got to be taller for that, that's for sure. Enough about this. I don't think Do it's Robert Mathis. Yeah. Uh, Robert Mathis is a Hall of Famer. Dwight. Dwight Freeney's tall. Yeah. He's a little tall. I'm saying those guys are really, really good. I can never – yeah, edge rusher was not my deal. Humble. Okay, I respect and appreciate Robert Mathis, obviously. Dwight Freeney. That's his own art form. James Harrison. Outside, being an outside rusher is like Thank an art James. form that you have to work Jacob on every H. day of your life. I completely agree, and I'm not slighting any of them, but I think if you took your Ohio fuck brain and working mentality – and transferred it into pass rush moves. Seems like with a, what was it, 396? Yeah, 20 yards. Probably would have been able to figure it out if I did with your yeah. lateral movement. I don't know. We'll see. But keep being humble. It's cool. This guy sucks as an athlete. Yeah. This guy is this guy's an embarrassment. Yeah. It's disgusting that we joke. even let him talk into a microphone. Unbelievable. That's why they Packers never trusted him on third downs, you know? It's like, hey, this guy can't fucking cover right. anybody. You kidding me? He oh, has yeah. no football. <laughs> oh, yeah. Healthy scratch. Michael Vick. That's yeah. right. Can't <laughs> keep up. Can't forgot up. about that. Mm-hmm. No Anyways, let's not talk about football. Green Bay Packers. Um, big win last night. Congratulations. Yeah. Can't wait to talk to Aaron. Woo. We got Patrick Peterson here in about 13 minutes. So, we have to dive into something that is taking place in the AFC West that is truly remarkable. We were introduced to the Chiefs superfans a little over a year ago when we learned about Red Extreme, popular Kansas City Chiefs superfan, beating the shit out of X Factor, popular Kansas City Chiefs superfan. How did we learn about it, you ask yourself? Great question. We actually learned about it from an actual local news story Mm -hmm. in which X Factor still had the scrubs on from being in jail, was walking in the middle of a parking lot, seemingly anywhere, still limping Mm -hmm. and banged up. Probably for a lawsuit that was on the other side that he was planning on selling with the insurance firm and whatever in court. And he talked about how he taught Red Extreme everything there is to know about being a super fan. And this is how he repays them. They were quoting other people saying that X Factor had gotten a little bit too out in front of his skis. This guy got too big for his britches. He became the number one super fan for the Chiefs and he started telling everybody about it. His ego was so big it couldn't fit into fucking Arrowhead anymore. That's what people who know both Red Extreme right here and X Factor over there were saying. So when Red Extreme knocked X Factor down a couple sections in the stadium, there was a lot of people cheering for that to kind of humble old X Factor. And the next time we had seen X Factor after getting knocked out by Red Extreme, he was obviously out in the parking lot walking down the street in front of a gas station with this particular actual news set. Actual, can't say this enough. Not internet. No, 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 not a joke. Not memory. You turn on the local news in the Kansas City era, uh, area. On the other side of the break, Kansas City Chief Superfan jumped at stadium. We have the first communication with him since his exit from the hospital or something like that. Boom. Three minutes of them breaking it all down. At the end, actual news person saying, we'll, we'll keep you covered as more develops. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is awesome. 
And we start diving into the super fans around other NFL teams and other, you know, hockey has them, basketball oh, yeah. has them. Everybody uh -huh. has these super fans. They dress up at the games. They're all in. They are really what they, you know, they want you to think the backbone of the fan group. I don't know if most fans appreciate this group of fans that's kind of taken a little bit mm -hmm. too far, but the super fans certainly love them some super fans. We thought there's no super fan story that can get more absurd than what happened with X Factor and Red Extreme. There's no way this will be topped. In the moment while we're talking about it, we say this has got to be the most absurd super fan story of all time. Little did we know mm. that the same exact team superfan would not only produce Helmet Man, who's on a terrorist watch list. Yep. Of course. Actual terrorist watch list. Helmet Man right here. Still on the terrorist watch. Somehow has ties to 9-11. Okay? Mm -hmm. I, this is just... What? The, uh, some, there are some ties to 9 He didn't orchestrate it. I think he was just... I think he was doing something... you know? Yeah, I don't know. Something happened. It's fishy. In, in the article we read... Yes. Yeah, they didn't say, like... It's weird. He planned 9-11, participated in 9-11, but he was in an area associated with something that happened with 9-11 that shouldn't have been put some on a terrorist watch. So it's not... I don't think they said, like, this guy is a, a threat or a liability, but they're certainly, like, gotta watch him. Yeah, yeah. with gotta, the World Trade Center. Gotta watch this yeah. guy with what's going on. That's Helmet Man of... of the Chiefs superfans. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's gotta be the worst and most insane story... Of all super fandom, right? Yeah, Nothing man, that's can not top good. that. Yep, definitely. Wrong though. Same team's super fan family as a fucking bank robber. Yeah. What? Chief Saholic, also known as Xavier Michael Babudar, is a career criminal mm -hmm. who was disguising himself as a fucking wolf who loved the Kansas City Chiefs more than Red Extreme, more than X Factor was actually caught red-handed with a gun robbing a bank in Texas on Friday. Okay, Now, we do not know if this is a photo of him. This is from a 2016 bank robbery, I believe. And we could assume that there's a lot of wolf masks out there. So a lot of people are maybe robbing banks with the wolf mask. But the internet yesterday was saying this motherfucker, Chief Saholic, was wearing the same thing that he wears to games. He was walking right into banks with his costume on, with a gun, saying, I need oh, to pay. I need to. Yeah, well, he does it in the games, too. He has a fucking Kansas City Chiefs yeah. hat at mm -hmm. the games over top, of the, over top of the wolf's head. He says, I need fucking all the money you got do you know how much your stadium charges for beers do you know right. how much your stadium charges for nachos right. and i'm a wolf you know i gotta right. howl every once in a while and i'm not sitting up in the fucking nosebleeds no no, no. i'm fucking chief saholic i need to be on the field give me all your money that's what he was saying in texas yeah. friday one day before the game chiefs played against the texans down there he gets locked up the chiefs fans were worried about chief saholic mm -hmm. the chiefs fans called the police. They didn't know his actual name. He had just gone by Chief Saholic for so long. Didn't know his actual name. They wanted to report that he had gone missing and they were worried about him. And then one of them said, worry no longer. We have found Chief Saholic. That's right. Yeah. He is sitting in a fucking jail cell right now with a $200,000 bond. That's a big Bond. Jesus. Arrested at 10.18 a.m. on a Friday. Middle of daylight. Who knows what he was wearing? Hopefully the Chiefs of Holocaustium with a gun. Give me your money. Cool, we'll give you the money. You're going to jail. Never going to see a Chiefs game again. And now everything's unfolding. You go back through some of his old tweets. The writing was on the wall. Somebody talked shit to Chiefs of Holocaust. He said, unfollow that, homie. 
Nobody is holding you at gunpoint, mm. which is obviously something that people have said for a long time. Sure, sure. Gun to my head, would I do it? A little bit different when it comes from a fucking bank robber yeah. who is an armed bank robber. Mm -hmm. Here's another tweet that he had put out there before to Woe Leak. Just imagine me walking out of the bank last night. Woo. So that could be like, oh, this guy bet on a team. A lot of people would say this, but it's much different when it's coming from a uh -huh. fucking armed bank Robber, just wait. There's more. Uh, where does this wolf get the money to bet a grand per game? Hope your taxes are in order. He said, "I'll make a good living. Plus, I hustle in private. House money. I'm playing with. To be honest, <laughs> oh. Chief Saholic. Obviously, people say house money, house time. It sounds a little different though when it's coming from an armed bank robber. I think he wanted to tell the truth. I think he was crying out yeah. for help. Yeah. I think there's different times where he's tried to say to people like, you know. This isn't my money. It's house money. Mm -hmm. That's right. Nobody's pointing a gun at them. I've been there. When you point a gun at somebody, it's a little bit different. They got to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I fucking see in the eyes of somebody that's doing it. I think this is a man, Xavier Michael Babadar, whose first arrest comes in October 2014 in Utah for theft. And then he gets arrested again in October 2016, two mm -hmm. years later, oh. for theft in Utah. Then in February 2020, he's arrested in Missouri for an unknown case. Hmm. Records didn't show what it was, even though yeah. people were doing the research. Then on Friday, December 16th, he was locked up in Texas for armed bank robbery. His mother, I think, has done time in jail. His brother have, has done time in jail. This man has been a petty theft for probably his entire life in the family business. I think he was hoping that the Chief Saholic account could maybe become something that could fund him and he could live the mm -hmm. right way. Mm -hmm. But to fill that account with memories and pictures and posts that people can rally behind, he just had to fucking steal. He's going to jail for a long time. $200,000 bond. I assume they're going to start tracking back to a lot of away games in which he is flexed at the games, being at the games, oh, yeah. and checking surrounding towns for banks that have potentially been robbed. And whenever, if they get any clips of these bank robbers running from the scene, yeah. they'll just pull up a clip from his fucking Twitter account that looks just like this. This guy tries to run sideways while running forward. That's a pretty distinct gate there. If they have any video at any bank of any robbery that's unsolved and you get eyes on somebody running out of this dude's running completely sideways but moving forward. I have no idea how it happens. It's one of the most impressive running, like <laughs> defying physics I've ever seen. Goes against every running form you could have. Mm -hmm. Stands straight up. Arms are going directly sideways. Feet are facing sideways. And he's moving forward. This wolf is fucking cheeky. Yeah. Okay, this is a cheeky yeah. wolf. Uh, and he's an armed bank robber, allegedly, that is happening right now. He's in jail. This is all alleged. But this thing could grow to who knows how many banks and unsolved robberies that have taken place. And it was all this super fan. From the Kansas City Chiefs. We do not think all Kansas City Chiefs fans are psychopaths. We do not think all Kansas City Chiefs fans are X Factor, Red Extreme, who are, you know, noted uh, super fans for the Chiefs who get into a brawl with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We do not think all Kansas City Chiefs fans are Helmet Man, who for some reason is on terror watch list. That's right, of course. We do not think all Kansas City Chiefs fans are Chiefsaholic, who's an armed yeah. robbing wolf. We will say, though, Chiefs fans, 
Y'all got some wild motherfuckers in your kingdom. Yeah. It is all coming to the front, and we appreciate it. AJ, your thoughts on all that? I apologize for rambling okay. there. I feel like a lot had to be said. He also sued uh, Robert Kraft yeah, earlier this year because he slipped and fell at stadium. <laughs> so this guy is awesome. He's an insurance fraud yep. genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. He's, a, he's an armed robber. <laughs> he's a petty thefter. Who knows what else Xavier Michael Babadar is doing? But I think he's been crying out for help this entire time, and he finally got caught gun-handed. AJ. He wants to get caught, doesn't it? Is it like the yeah. serial killers or any killer that goes back to the crime scene when the cops come and like kind of just keeps trolling and wants to check out their work? Is that what this guy's doing by posting online? And his, his avatar or whatever on Twitter is the mask that he possibly wore to rob banks in, right? Well, not just on Twitter. He's going to the city's biggest event of that day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And standing in places where... Tens of thousands of people can see him, and hopefully more will. Like he's, you think he's trying to blend in when he's at games? I assume not. Yeah, probably uh-uh. not. The people at, I can't wait to hear a firsthand account from a bank teller yeah. that was there. Yep. Yes. I, so we get, then I go to the game later, and they were doing this thing on the jumbotron, and I'm, I told my husband, asked my husband, I, I said, "That's the fucking, that's, that's him, at Rob. That's the same hat." You, you, Chief's a holic. Chief's a holic. Chief's a holic. This guy, this, he's on there. Going to put him on the jumbotron. There's no way. Yeah, that was him. That was absolutely. Oh, shut up, <laughs> shut up. All right, we don't have time for that. And then we move along. If he was robbing banks in this costume without the jersey, obviously. Yeah. If he just had like a jacket, a pullover, yeah. maybe a three quarter. You yep. know, say a little yeah, bit yeah. more professional. Wolf, yep. Whatever it is, that is awesome. Have we thought of like another super fan setting him up? Telling him to go rob banks? No, literally legit taking his mask, oh, putting it yep. on, could be a robbing that bank before. He goes, there's only room for defense. me. Red, Red Extreme. Extreme. Yeah. So you think Red Extreme? I just threw that name out there because that's the only other one I know. If anyone was that cunning. He had a gun in his hand. It'd I mean, be that son of a bitch X Factor. Well, this is the same Hat as man. What about Hat Man? He could set him up or Helmet Man. Helmet, helmet man. man, dude. Helmet man. man. How was he associated with 9-11? It wasn't. It was uh, the um, It was the, bar- the bombings. Yeah, the oh, bombings not 9-11. Yeah, yeah. The, the 90s. The Back in 93 or whatever? Bombing. Yeah, exactly. That Biggie was rapping about. Yeah, yeah. Love, like the world yep. trade, right? Because that was yeah. the thing that happened in the basement. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. That and that's what they were connecting him to. Yeah, he was. I don't know. He was around there somehow. Could have been that van. We. I have no idea. Yeah, it wasn't clean. Hats on. That's a legend. So I think this Xavier Michael (laughs) Babadar guy. Um, I think he was trying to run away, wasn't he? He was trying to run away from the family business for so long. Mm -hmm. He was trying to be accepted in the real world, and now. Probably in jail for 20 years. Sounds like yeah. his yeah. family was head of the KC mob, which is, if you guys don't know, pretty serious mob. Um, and he didn't want to do the family business. He's been, this is, he was whatever. doing the family business. He was. He, he well, was he was. He has to do the family business or you're going to get sent to your room and not have fucking lasagna and skettis for dinner. But Xavier Michael Babadar? I was going to say, uh, yeah. that does sound uh, What is he? Yeah, yeah, Babadar, too. Yeah. You, you, you guys think he's guy. using his real name? Babadini, maybe? No, no, so nobody knew his name. I know. They <laughs> called in a tip because he went missing. It might be Babadini. <laughs> They called in a tip because he went missing, but nobody knew his fucking name. They tried to find, figure out his name. They loved this guy. He'd been yeah. around a long time yeah. in the Chiefs family. They didn't know what his actual name was. Uh, he bought something at a Patrick Mahomes Foundation charity, and they tried to snoop around through the charity to get what his name was so that they could report that he went missing. And then somehow somebody found him, and it's, oh, he's in a penitentiary in fucking Texas. In Texas, they play games, too, with the judicial system. Oh, you know, yeah. Texas is really a place you want to get caught doing anything. You know, that is certainly where you're looking to get caught if you're robbing all over the country. So this is all alleged. 
seems like it's all very real. And uh, I think the Chiefs should be pretty impressed with themselves that they have literally all backgrounds pulling hard for them more than any other team. You know what I hate about America? Jesus. Uh-oh. Whoa, Tony. Is that it would be against the law to put all these Chiefs super fans in a ring and have them fight to the death. Yeah, I can see how that you hate a whole country because of that. Where well, can we do that? We think we do that, Jake. Yeah, Where do we get sanctioned? Yeah. Well, our laws, our laws should be a little more lenient for people who are, are like who dress like super fans, and they should be able to fight. To you the didn't death. like the guy that had all the ice ice schools coming out of his nose? Yeah, that guy was tundra guy. Froze tundra guy. That guy's yeah. awesome. Like Steelers have great. There's suspenders guy. There's guy who dressed looks. No, like that's short. your mascot. What's his name? Willie Beeman? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, have Steely mm-hmm. McBeam. Steely McBeam. Thank there you. Have a little respect for Steely McBeam. There we go. Okay. Hi guys. That's not his what? real voice. That's Steely McBean was around like back in the 30s, I guess. What's that from, Nick? the 40s. That's, that's how uh, Steely talks. That's local, local radio voice for him. Steely? Oh, nice. DVE does voice of Steely McBean. He calls in every once in a while, and that's what he sounds like. So he's What's a mascot, like? not a super fan. Right. Oh, are two, it's a little different. <laughs> we don't know if that's what Steely McBean sounds like. He, he's a hardworking guy. Probably has quick wit, if I had to guess. There's mm-hmm. a Steelers Pope. He's a super fan. Yeah. Ste- uh, the Pittsburgh Colts, dad. Colts have a tuba guy. There was Packers' dad was on the broadcast last night. Packers' Who? dad? Yeah, yeah he's some talking. Guy who looks just like Pittsburgh dad. Are you uh, talking about Brian Baumgartner? No. Charlie Barron. Brett Michaels? Maybe. Killing it? What was that all about, Brett Michaels? Yeah, yeah he's that a fan like of every a, team, huh? Yeah, uh, turncoat. Yeah, what are they doing? They're just pumping up the Later, show. Later, dude. Like, up Sorry. The game. They, they filmed that this week, obviously, I'm guessing, leading into this. I thought that was funny, by the way, because uh, Aaron on FaceTime going, is that Brett Michaels? I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was very well. Good. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's, let's do this, though. Super fans are every team, and do they have, like, a Facebook group that they're all part of? How will they handle one of their own being an armed bank robber? It feels like the Chiefs fans are trying to distance themselves yeah, from pushing. this. Right. I almost feel like they should maybe buy in. Lean in. Bail them out. Yeah, bail them out. Get a GoFundMe together. Bail this dude out. I don't think we need to do that. But I do think – I think Mahomes or Kelsey maybe fucking post yeah. this guy's yeah. bail. Andy and fucking have him, <laughs> have him be their, you know, their personal – uh, Yeah, personal driver yeah. maybe. Bodyguard. Think about how much he could steal from Patrick Mahomes if he was driving. This guy's a professional. October 2014, caught. 2016, caught. 2020, caught. getting caught. December 16th, (laughs) caught. Let's assume all the other times there's more. Let's assume there's more than that. He goes into jail. They say he can't do this anymore. He says, bet. Comes out on the other side. Uh Doing it again. Goes into jail. Comes out on the other side. All right, I'm reformed. That was awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um. There's a hundred thousand dollars in that room right there. If I just grab this gun, I just gotta go point at this old lady and I can get Give it. Give me that money. <laughs> Simple. Goes, goes to jail again. Does he wear the mask in, like in jail? I don't think you're allowed to take the mask in jail. I think you got to bend over. <laughs> I don't spread glued on or yeah. I mean, did anything happen in Indianapolis when the Chiefs came to town this year? How, how can we not look at that? And yeah. I think it's small towns out around these places mm-hmm. because we know um, we know a detective. Hmm. He's related to somebody in this. Those small town banks get hit because there's like three cops, two cops. If, Makes sense. And their response time probably not going to be as quick. Mm-hmm. So if you're only planning on doing it one time, it's like in and out. People do that. Like that is a career criminal oh, yeah. move for some of these. Now, if Hacksaw Jim Duggan's working at the bank, you're oh, fucked. Oh, yeah. True. You're absolutely yeah. fucked. Oh, USA. USA. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about Hacksaw Jim Duggan and somebody breaking into his house, breaking into the wrong house, yeah. mm. if you will? You're going to just break into Hacksaw Jim Duggan's house and try to rob from him? No, no. I no. don't think so. 
Hacksaw Jim Duggan tackled a 20-some-year-old fucking intruder, pinned him down to the ground, had a 2 by 4 and a 44 caliber at his head, mm-hmm. saying, you're going to sit right here. Ho! <laughs> Until the police came. Uh, so robbers are getting caught at an alarming rate. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is a fucking authority. You don't come into his house and think you're going to walk out with anything from it. And uh, I wish he was at one of these banks that maybe the Chiefs of Holocaust walked into so we could get Wolf, American hero, square down the lobby. You win, you get the money. Uh-huh. Hacksaw yes. Jim Duggan wins. You live in this fucking vault for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. That's a moment we need and ho! That's why he had an entire arena do every time he walked yeah, up. Yeah. It was awesome with a big thumbs up. Mm-hmm. With that two by four. What a does, promo pick. It, yeah, he looked good, didn't he? He was fucking oh, a little top-heavy, obviously. He was a great athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. really is he Otis's father? Uh, I do not think he's related to Otis. Bronson Reed came Oh, yeah, they just got out of the meetings. Uh, he's, he's about to walk out right now. Okay, good. I, I just, just talked to him. In my head, I'm like, fuck, we are oh, no. seven minutes <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. No, yeah. I felt like I was disrespectful. Anyways. How do we feel about Xavier Michael Bobador? Yeah, I mean, uh, nuclear weapon, one, both bad and electric. Uh, to Tony's point, I don't know about the hating America part, but the same way they have, you know, league owners meetings, can they yes. not have league uh, super fan meetings yes. where they all come together and, you know. Like they, all the Dons. Exactly, yes. all of them. I, like the Patriots have silver Red Bowl. Extreme Red Extreme would be representing because he knocked out X-Factor. Right. Bingo, and the uh, Frozen Tundra guy for the Packers and whoever for the Steelers because I'm sure they have a few just like Kansas yeah. City. And Tuba guy from yeah. the Colts. Fireman they're all, they're all going to fight to the death, though, because each Whistle guy super fan has multiple super fans that think they're the best. Well, no. that's what we're saying, though. Like Red Extreme told X-Factor. Okay. Yeah, exactly. knock him into another dimension. This is my time. My team. I am representing the Chiefs. Yes. Every team would have somebody, I assume. Absolutely. And I don't think it would be a fight to the death amongst the Dons. I think they would be saying, hey, how do we get more proactive so that one of us don't become like an armed bank robber? Exactly. You know what I mean? Or they're setting up hits for super fans they're not really a fan of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of their own teams. You know, it's like, hey, listen. If Red Extreme's up there, he might be saying, like, you know what, uh, how about, you know, Detroit Don, if you could shoot X-Factor in the head for me, <laughs> yes. and we can just, you know, no one, it'll never get traced back to me or you, and then I'm the top dog still. Exactly. I think, and AQ, do you, you haven't chimed in. You've kind of yeah. sat out of this yeah, one, bro. and yeah. I don't know what that's all about. I feel like you probably have some good thoughts. Do you, do you think we should have seen this coming, you know, that maybe these super fans aren't the best citizens? You know, maybe these people that are uh, obsessive. Got to be a little different, right? Yeah, and like, the amount of time they got to yeah. take to spend to do all this. Yeah, yeah. notoriety got to them. The, the, yeah. The, the pressure. I need to do this. The personality traits of a super fan. I think sometimes you're going to have probably not good, not good humans in there. Maybe there's a chance. Yeah, you're you're a probably chance. right. 100% right. I, th- I love your idea, though. It's like Comic-Con for fans, right? Like Boom. everybody just shows yeah. up. Sees, sees who's the best. Yeah. Comic-Con, I don't think they're fighting to the death of Comic-Con. No. It's just all no. Like, no, but you, yeah. get all, you, get all yeah. you get them all in one place. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I saw Jim Duggins there. What? There could be a seminar where all yeah. 32 of the super fans are up there. All the people who want to be super fans come. You can ask mm. Red Extreme a question. You can ask Frozen Tundra a question. You can ask all these people. And then maybe, you know, uh, the mascots go too. And they kind of lend yeah. a helping hand. Do the V-Con. V-Con next year, Indy. Do it there. I pieced together a lot of things. What? Last night about the old Gary V. Yeah. Didn't I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In oh, the yeah. group text. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 
He's not writing another book ever again. No, 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 no point. He does this because it's five-time New York Times bestseller. His name's Gary V. Sure. V is five in Roman numeral. Holy mm -hmm. shit. It's just kind of coming together. And then there was a post of him taking a shit. He didn't yep. take one shit. He took two shits and he peed. He took a V. He <laughs> yeah. took a five. That's yeah. right. What was that about? What do you mean? Just piecing it together. He took two he dumped twice. Yeah. Two dumps and a pee. Why was there a picture of him dumping? He took a V. He so took a five. Mm -hmm. He <laughs> took a... And it only takes five minutes, two by set, the way. Like he wiped and then pooped again. It was two logs. No, yeah, no. Exactly. Two That's logs, one, one poop. Uh -huh. Yeah, he okay. wiped, That's stood, all one. That's all. Yeah. belt. belt. <laughs> yeah. That's what I... Okay, because that mathematically makes most sense. Gary needs to know. <laughs> Gary, we fucking love you over here. Love yeah, you, Gary. Miss you, Gary. Gary, you are always oh. Gary. Yes, <laughs> guys. Guys. <laughs> Why is that picture? Guys. Out there? Well, that, that is... Who took it? That's him taking two twos and uh -huh. a one. That's uh -huh. right. Because he's Gary V. v. Took five photos. Is he also wearing the earths or the skies? Right? I fucking love this dude. dude. Yeah. Why is the love picture him. out there? Wait, who took the picture and why is it out there? We don't know. Self-time camera. I don't, know. I don't know. I have no idea. But Some guy had to pay $250,000. Hey, Gary. To... Gary, we love that you're getting more into the sports world, too. Mm -hmm. He's getting more in with the yeah. Jets fans. Yeah, I need you. Like, we appreciate you really buying into the Jets and becoming this, not a super fan. But. Not a super fan. Yeah, could open the door. He's going to be an owner in the future. Yeah. Gary, we, we want to let you know that when you put out messages and, like, you know, phrase it in a way that we can all appreciate, it gets into our group text. And there's some people that don't read them all. I know, like, this guy obviously guy does over it. There. This Perfect. guy obviously mm -hmm. doesn't as well. But you've helped us out immensely over here, Gary. Right. Thank, you, Thank Gary. you, Gary. Love you, Gary. Love you, Gary. Miss, Gary. miss Ta you, Gary. Taught us all how to, you know, use perspective to help our lives every single Can't day. Can't wait to see how? you and how? Babylon B. It's Gary B. Prick. Do that. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, Tom. I just said I can't. Anyways, Gary, we appreciate it. He's coming to Indianapolis next year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, joining us now is a man who um, is not a super fan of any one team, but he's been dominant for numerous teams. Yes. That's right. Guy who gave a halftime speech. Why? A guy who has obviously been dominant for so long in the secondary. He was a star at LSU, he's a star with the Vikings. When he was with the Cardinals, he was maybe the most dangerous punt returner in the game, as well as being a lockdown corner. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Peterson. I am back on the show. What up, fellas? Hey, what's up? Let's talk about something. Um, obviously, we're thankful you're spending time out of your day to come on the show. We appreciate it. You're an incredible athlete. We appreciate <laughs> it. You've done a lot for the NFL. We appreciate it. Why don't you yes, just keep sir. your fucking mouth shut at halftime? What is the deal? You gave a motivational speech. Is that real? And did you feel like you were the person that had to say it? And follow up, why? Why didn't you just take the out of the Colts, let us have a good day, let Victor Viking <laughs> shit all over himself? What's the deal, dude? Man, it was, I don't know, just something that I felt that needed to be said. You know, um, you know, Coach, you know, gave his spill. You know, they was going over their adjustments. You know, we went over our defense adjustments, and at the end of the day, that's something that we needed. We needed five touchdowns if we wanted to win this game or get back into the ball game. And I've seen our offense, you know, put up big numbers in a half before, and I said, you know, that's nothing. So let's go put together a, a great second half of football and see what happens. Well, how'd you say it? Like loud? Was it yelling? Was it like a motivational <laughs> speech? All we need. Nah. Like what was it? What was it? What was the tone? Nah, it was. 
it was just real, just smooth. You know, I'm not a real big yeller. So I was like, yo, offense, you know, defense, defensively, we're going to go out here and get stops. All you guys need is five touchdowns. That's nothing. And that was it. And, you know, and I, you know, I said a couple other things after that. And Josh Martellus kind of broke the huddle down and, you know, pretty much leading the guys, telling the guys don't look up, take it to play at a time and let's see where it takes us. So it was nice and calm. Yeah, well, I wish you just would have said nothing. Go ahead, AJ. Could you uh, could you feel like uh, the momentum shift in the second half and see like I would imagine the Colts players started to like not worry but almost be like man this there's no way we're losing this thing are we like did you man, ever feel that kind of change? Honestly, AJ, the change came around four minutes in the third quarter because if you look at it, we didn't get our first touchdown until about five minutes left in the three third. and out. Three Colts yes. got three and out to the offense. Yes, and you so. gave a speech too. <laughs> so it was uh we didn't get any momentum until like that late in the third quarter and once we got around like 21 36 i was like oh boy i started walking up and down the sideline i said you got do you guys feel it it's starting to turn oh she it's gave two speeches okay. momentum. <laughs> yeah so yeah I'm, I'm a big talker man matt uh mike not mike pat Sam. you know so for the most part you know i, I gotta i gotta get i got if, if something's on my mind my teammates gonna know about it well, congrats on winning the NFC North. Yeah. Congrats yeah. on clinching. Congrats on the largest comeback in NFL history. I was calling the Vegas Bowl at the time. I didn't get to watch it live, but I was getting updates. Mm. 33 nothing. I felt real good. I was living high in Vegas. I was in a suite. I was in a booth. <laughs> I was with Herb Street here. Dave Pash was here. Rutledge was uh, down on the field. The game was good. I'm calling a game. I'm learning things. 33 zip. We are back. Jeff Saturday might be the next Lombardi. Then as we're calling this game, it's starting to become a, a fucking blowout. I start getting texts and, hey, it's 33-27. Uh, what? He started, what? How'd this happen? You just, did you guys make any actual adjustments at halftime to shut down the offense, or did it feel like the Colts were just kind of going into a show? Because it was like three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I think they turned over on downs on I the mean, fourth and one. What was it, you think? Pat, if you go back and look at the game, the offense, offensively, they didn't do nothing the whole game. You know, if you look at the stats, I think they only had, didn't, didn't have over 200-yard passing, didn't have over 100-yard rushing. You know, so the stats there, they I think they only scored one touchdown with four field goals. So they really didn't do anything on the offensive side of the ball to beat us. So, no, we didn't change anything. We just played a little bit more aggressive, sent a little bit more pressure because obviously we knew we couldn't give up any more points or any first downs. And just at the end of the day, just see where it was going to take us. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm happy for you. I've been a Vikings fan this year. I think everybody has heard it in here. But, boy, that was quite a spin in my life quickly. Just like this game has become a blowout that I'm calling, and somehow the Colts are blowing a massive lead at the same time. What a scene. It's record-breaking. Now, people are talking about your team saying the fact that the Colts are up 33-zip in the first half and you're able to come back, that's against the Colts. Whenever you get in the playoffs, you're not going to be able to do that against a good team. Do you guys hear all the chatter outside? What are your thoughts about the team going into the playoffs? Because obviously you clinched. How does the team feel about your chances of making a real run? And why are people talking shit about you guys, you think? Uh, Man, I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, so – so much of the media hate Kirk Cousins. You know, I don't know why, <laughs> you know, but I think so many people just, they just dislike the things he, I don't know if it, is it the way he carry himself or him having them, ha, uh, having the persona of the cloud over his head or him not winning the big games. But, you know, Kirk is our guy and we're riding with him. And for the most part, we got to go out there 
go out there and continue proving ourselves right, you know, because, you know, oh, people out the outsider is going to always say, or oh, they can't do it, or we don't believe in this person, we don't believe in that guy. But as long as we continue to believe in ourselves, because the proof is in the pudding, we've came back multiple times, twice in the Detroit game the first time, Buffalo on the road, um, uh, Washington on the road, and now coming, uh, uh, being a part of history, 33 down, um, in the first half and coming back to win that game in overtime, we can win ball games. Now it's just on us to continue to believe in ourselves that we can do it. Your punter's unbelievable too. I mean, that guy. Yeah, Ryan. Whew. What's his deal? He kicks the ball yeah, so he, far all the time. Yeah, he's a step, man. He's so good. <laughs> you guys have been through a lot of punters over there. Like, actually, I don't want to, I don't want to put too much <laughs> emphasis on the punting game. Cause obviously your defense is unbelievable. Offense mm-hmm. has so many weapons, but like you guys have been through a lot of punters. Seems like you've got like, you got a guy. Seems like you guys got nah. a guy over there. Yeah, that's big. Playoffs come. Uh, yeah, and, and he's young. And he's young, so it may, may have him for a while. Oh, you think he's going to get better, huh? Think he's going to get better. No, no doubt about it. He might. I might. I might need to send, uh, hook him up with uh, my boy Pat, man, so you can give him a couple lessons. No, that kid. He needs to hear nothing from me. He's fucking bombing ball. He's much better than me. You just do whatever you're doing, pal. AQ has a question for you, Pat. <laughs> Pat, what's up, brother? We were teammates in Arizona for a bunch of years, right? So, oh, what up, Ship? What's, what's going on, brother? So you remember in December, every yep. other team we would face in Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, it would be filled with their fans, right? You're yep. in Minnesota now. What an atmosphere. Talk a little bit about Talk a little bit about that, huh? Is it unbelievable hey, in December? Man, that I mean, it's it's unbelievable all year. I can never, I never forget the first time I got here. My alarm clock literally was the skull chant. That's how exciting I was to be a part of this atmosphere and this fan base. Because when you have a fan base that we have here, it makes you play that much more better on the defensive side of the ball. It's unbelievable. Skull, skull, doom, doom. There it is. Shut up. (laughs) Not very easy. Skull. Skull. How loud was that place in the second half? It was absurd. Oh man, I thought I thought we had like a little mini earthquake. Man, it was it was like I saw my vision kind of shaking. It was it's pretty gnarly. Hey, Kevin O'Connell seems like a sweet dude. Seems like he talks shit. Seems like he's not scared to uh, swear a little bit, which we appreciate around here because it feels like mm-hmm. when you don't swear, I just assume you're filtering yourself. And if you're filtering yourself, <laughs> are you ever really your authentic self? I don't know. Mm. You tell me. Everybody has different things. No. It, you, you, have, you definitely have to swear. Yes. You have to swear. I think so. You like, there's people that don't for good reason. I respect you. I appreciate that decision. Follow up. Yep. You're withholding something. What else are you withholding? I would like to know you. That's a conversation for another day. Kevin O'Connor, former player, though. What is your take on him as the head coach this far into the season? You guys have clinched the North already. You're in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on Kevin O'Connell's first year as a head coach for you guys? Man, coach has been great for us, man. The thing I love the, the most about coach is that he allowed guys to be them. You know, he's not – he didn't come in here trying to create robots. You know, didn't want to get, want guys to lose their identity. You know, he just added, you know, his a couple monkey ranches in there as far as helping helping us be a much more disciplined, smart football team and physical and uh and just and just believing in the scheme and believing in one another. You know, just the belief that he's able to give us each and every Sunday is uh remarkable. And you, you don't see that from a lot of young coaches stepping into a head a head coaching job their first year. Good Moxie. I like him. Oh yeah. Pat, no you doubt ever about show it. him uh you ever show him your collection of muscle cars? I know you have an unbelievable situation. I don't know if it's out in Arizona or where it is right now. Yeah. Getting some pictures. What's what's the story behind that? 
Yeah, Coach, uh, I, I ne- we was uh, on the way back from London. I showed Coach my collection of watches, my Ooh! collection of cars. Damn. And Coach was like, man, I just want to live in, uh, in a day in the life of Pat P one day. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That would be great. Have you, ever, have you ever been to the uh, – is that out in Phoenix? Yeah, that's in uh, Scottsdale. Have you ever been to that luxury auto collection out there? No, no. I, I typically all, I build all my cars, so I don't I don't buy any cars. What? Yeah, I build. I, I, I put my own touch onto it. Have you always been into that? Have you always? Did you go to like? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always been into it. I think it started probably when I was around six when I saw my dad, best friend, building his '69 Nova from the ground up. I was like, man, whenever I have opportunity with some real cash and you know, put some love and affection to these cars. I want to be able to do that as well. How much? How many ponies are in that back one that's uh, hoisted up? Looks like it's a race. Looks like you got a little uh, dragster here. That's my Camaro. Here. That's my Camaro. That's uh, we, I nicknamed that one Bodacious because that's just a tire burner. But it got about I think that one has eight fifty. You dragging oh. that? Are we drag yeah. racing that or no? Now that's actually a, one of those circuit uh, track cars. So it's like more a car that go around in those short circles. Around the track. Do you drive those? Do you race? Every once in a while, you know, I'm not really like heavily, you know, having the helmet on and all that stuff. So <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to finish my career here on the foot on the gridiron. So maybe after I'm done, I get a little bit more serious. What's the day to day up there in Minnesota? Man, right now the snow is falling. It, I think it's actually minus one degree. And, How do they uh, measure that? God How damn. do they measure that, Pat? How they measure what? An absence of a degree. I have no idea. Me neither. I, we were yeah, there so. negative twelve. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck does that even? How do you know? Right. How do you know? <laughs> it's, 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 hey, it's cold as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Ty has a question for you, Pat. Yeah. Speaking of the cold, Pat, being in Arizona and then obviously at LSU, you've been in Minnesota for a few years now. Do you ever actually? I mean, I, I know you guys play inside, but. Obviously, multiple games in the division outside. Do you ever get acclimated to it being that cold, or is that something that you kind of just never get used to? Um, Aaron, for the most part, you know, I think it's all mental. You know, so for me, I know I'm going to be warm on the sideline. I'm going to be on the field for tops five minutes. So if I can be able to with uh, sustain five minutes of whatever, however cold it is, I'm back on the bench for another five minutes. So. Honestly, it's just all about it's, – it's all mental for the most part. So if you're able to sustain and un, uh, defeat the cold mentally, you'll be all right. Okay, Connor. Right, AJ? Well, absolutely. AJ. Yeah, take care, of your hands and, <laughs> take care of your toes and take care of your hands. That's all I care about. You wear long sleeves? No doubt about it. You wear long sleeves or do you wear like uh... – Tiger, what was it? Tiger, tiger ball? ball. Tiger ball. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like the tiger ball, the warm skin, the warm skin with some Vaseline. Yeah, but when ball is in there, isn't there? Is that not a thing, or you just glove it, palm it the whole time? Yeah, for the most part, you know, I don't get that much action, you know, especially not late in the year. So, hopefully, I get a tip, a tip, a, a tip interception or something like that. But for the most part, they're not getting the ball back from me once I get it. So it's not leaving my possession. <laughs> you can put you can put oil on it. I am trying to tell you. <laughs> Connor, your question. Yeah, Pat, obviously kind of a wild weekend with the referees, but we were saying yesterday how it oh. has overall been a you know pretty good experience. One play in particular was you guys getting that clear fumble, clear return uh, touchdown that got called back. Is there a conversation just behind closed doors between you and the rest maybe that's kind of like a, hey, so sorry, we screwed that one up, or any sort of accountability? And is there a conversation after that play immediately? And do not get yourself fined. A lot of yeah. people yeah. in the NFL office hey. watch this hey. show. Watch this show. Oh, you're a 
Pat, you know I'm a vet. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. You're not right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so that. sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But when you see a but situation anyway. like that, how do you handle it? How do you handle like an Man. egregious fuck up? Obviously, but you got to move on. <laughs> you didn't say that. I did. Find me if you can't. Right. So, well, you can't. Man, I guess. It, Paffle. It, nonetheless. Man, it, right. It was tough being in that situation. The first one, ah, okay, I can kind of see that yeah. one. But the second one, I was like, come on, let the let's. I thought the inst- the instant replay is in place for things like this. If it comes close, don't blow the don't don't blow the ball dead. Let's fix it later. If exactly, if you have an opportunity to go back and look at an instant replay, then you go back and see look at the replay to see if you got it right. I just felt like there was a little bit too whistle happy um, Sunday, which caused us not to receive any of those touchdowns. Time digs, uh, Pat. I don't. It, I don't. I think it happened to you a couple weeks ago, potentially too. I don't. It doesn't matter when, who, where. Corners and secondary, they're, they're getting wild with laterals. It doesn't. It doesn't matter this game situation. What's going on right now? Where you guys are just like, fuck it, we're gonna lateral it every time we get intercepted. <laughs> um. You know that honestly, that's not something that we always talk about. I think that has to be something that comes with veteran players. Coaches don't allow the young guys to have just that freelance to just throw the ball all over the goddamn place. You know, so you got to have some type of uh, some type of skin in the game. You know, so only me and Harry is allowed to toss the ball back. So (laughs) I don't know how other teams do it, but on this team. Only us two are allowed to toss the ball back. Um, I have to talk about this, and things are good, so I apologize for having to bring up drama. Have Uh-oh. You have to. Whoops. Don't want to. Sorry about it. Did you hear there's a super fan of the Kansas City Chiefs community that was robbing banks? And it was got, never mind. That's all I'm asking about. Name's Chiefs Holic. You guys get bored during this week. Look into it. I think the entire locker room will have quite a chuckle yeah. at what's been going on in the Kansas City Chiefs super fan community. You and Kyler, have you guys talked? No. Will you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we ever get on the call, yeah, we we can talk. I don't have no beef with Kyler. I would love to talk with Kyler. That's uh, my guy. Yeah, it was. It is your guy, right? I mean, and that's why it was a big yeah. deal. And it feels like you're one of the only people that can maybe have a. You know what I mean? I mean, you've had. Yeah, a, yeah. I, man, listen. I would love to talk to Kyler. Like I said in my pre- my my conference, I don't have no beef with him. I just want to help him understand, you know, the flaws that everyone else is is seeing that can help him help his team become better because his team is looking at him for that leadership role. And that's all I was saying to help sharpen up on his leadership skills on how his teammates are going to perceive him and what they look at him for. That's all. Yeah. And how they react. You've been around the NFL a long time as did AJ. I think I had a few years in there of watching things up closely. Not everybody is just like inherited with the perfect leadership qualities. It is something that people have to work through sometimes, especially at the quarterback position. So I don't think Mm -hmm. you're out of pocket for saying what you're saying. And I think you're one of the only people that could say it, especially now that you're outside the organization, as opposed to him thinking maybe the organization sent you to talk to him. I'm excited to see how that all pans out because I think the future of the NFL with Kyler balling and everything is great. Oh, man. Yes. No doubt about it. I can. Hands down. Um, Hands down. Looking at the playoffs, Eagles, Jalen Hurts is hurt. He's going to be out a couple weeks. You guys could potentially make a run at the number one seed here. You guys talking about that, or you just got to worry about your own shit? Man, for the most part, we got to worry about our own shit. You know, we got (laughs) we got we got enough going on right now. We got a high power, you know, pressure defense coming in here. Uh, uh, You know, Daniel Jones, the offense fitting themselves. Saquon Barkley running down, 
downhill as a, a as a heat seeking missile. You know, so we have to worry about finding ways to go on one and zero each after each and every week. You know, that's our goal and and let the chips lie where they uh, where they may at the end of the season. Tom, go ahead. I don't know if you've seen, but your friend AQ over here, he keeps putting uh, corners on his big bumps skill shot segment each week of. Yeah, hold on. Let's. We'll just give one away right now. Here is. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't appreciate. Who we got? Here's one from uh, this week. That this is what AQ wants to spotlight. You know, whenever um, when he has the opportunity to for the big guys. And there's been a rule change. I think Tone is going to talk about. What are you thinking? Whenever somebody like this Ooh. guy, okay, gets out and oh no, uh oh, oh no, 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 no. what are you being taught? And uh, what are you supposed to do with these new rules uh, of not being able to cut somebody there? Patch, honestly, man, that's a great question, Tone. Man, honestly, what we're taught to do because the offensive linemen do not know where the ball carrier Bingo. is. So we're taught to foot fake them. Yep. Call it the AI them or fake them out the best we can because their whole oh. obligation is to block us. So if we're giving them any quick move, they're going to fall for it. Shit, what he tried here, right? Get, That's what he tried to yes. do here. Yeah, but he, he he did a little bit too slow. He got It got to be quick. <clears throat> it got to be nice and fast. <laughs> oh, man. You've been through the NFL, hey, though. that hurt. Yeah, I could imagine. Because you were back in the days where they could cut, you know? So yeah, now, which I that- like that. Yeah, hell yeah. Sorry, yeah. AQ. Hey, I, I used to like cutting downfield, too, because exactly what you said, once I got that foot fake, I was falling on the fucking ground. So, so as long as I could just run out there and dive, I'd make you guys make the first move. AJ, right. AJ go ahead, pal. No, I was saying on that one, Pat, it would be nice to go hard outside leg, make a pile, wouldn't it? But now they changed right. all that for you. Soft. Right. Soft. Uh, you, hey, you mentioned uh, Kirk Cousins earlier. I guess I don't know if you had a relationship with Kirk before you got there. But what was it like getting there and seeing Kirk operate like in the facility as the quarterback of the Vikings when you're his teammate and not just watching like from afar? Man, I had the opportunity to spend some time with Kirk, you know, over the years when he was in Washington, uh, Washington, played a ton of golf with him when he, whenever he came out to Arizona or, you know, whenever we saw each other throughout um, states, you know, throughout the U.S. But, you know, Kirk's a great guy, man. He's just what you see on TV uh, in his press conference, you see that. Every day around the building, just a great sense of humor, a great leader, a man of God, and uh, and, and just a true competitor. You know, just want to pour everything into not only his teammates, but into his game to help us be the best team that we know that we can be. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Pat, when you're looking at Arizona as a whole, what do you think has kind of been that problem? Not just the whole Kyler situation, but also, like, what has gone wrong for them this season? And why do you think the expectations were so high they've kind of under-delivered? And don't feel obligated to answer. It's not the team you're with, but you are a person that has seen it from inside and outside. (laughs) And you know what, Connor? I'm not going to answer that question because I don't want the Arizona Cardinals fans coming at me for telling the truth. And I'm just tired. I'm I'm really just tired of them coming after me right now because I love them. And I don't want to continue if they think I'm digging a hole for myself, anything like that. But it's a lot of things that that goes wrong in that organization that I'm not going to hit on. So. We'll we'll talk about that another day. Well, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. What have you seen from this new regime that makes you think like, wow, it is great to be a part of this operation right now, as opposed to what you may be seeing in the past in Minnesota and also in Arizona, in Minnesota. Man, just yeah, just the the opportunity of uh, just having letting guys be them, you know, being 
being a man's man, you know, telling guys the truth, you know, telling not just telling guys what they want to hear, you know, so that's the, you know, that's just the, you know, my, I had a coach that told me this a long time ago, you know, average players don't want to be coached. Good players are coachable, but great players want to be told the truth. Tell me the truth. That's all I want to know. You can't handle it, though. You can't handle <laughs> you it, can't handle it. You, you, you oh, can't, can't handle the listen. truth. I'm a man's man. <laughs> I can handle whatever, whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about. That's I, just how I am. Yeah. I respect so, it. And, and, and now coming in with these guys and just being around the, the coaching staff, being around my, the, the teammates, it's just a, a fresh breath, a new fresh breath of air. You think they'll be able to maintain this feeling, this vibe? Because I feel like what happens is maybe a little success happens, not with everybody, but maybe a little success happens and then all of a sudden things like change over time. Maybe some people get a little bit more controlling in another area. You think this is something that's sustainable over there with everything that's operating? And I really do think it is, but you know, Time will tell. You know, you never know, you know, what, you know, what things may get in the way. You know, but I, I do believe there's a great group of guys around here. K.O. did a great job of uh, of his coaching staff hiring. Kwesi did an awesome job of, you know, bringing in some, uh, adding adding on to the scouting department that we already had here, um, adding on a, a great personnel up there as well. But, you know, I really do think that this is a group that can, really be together for the long run. I love that. I love to hear that. Congratulations on an incredible year thus far. Good luck the rest of the way. I would not be dapping up Harrison Phillips for a while. <laughs> be careful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Peters. Yeah. A man who is fresh out of a victory over the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams in Lambeau last evening on Monday Night Football and Monday Night Football with the Manning cast. He's the back-to-back NFL MVP. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Good sweatshirt. Howdy, boys. How you doing? Good sweatshirt. Love it. Holiday spirit alive and well over there, Mr. Rodgers. Oh! oh! I was just staring oh! at your stomach right there, that dude's face. I didn't even notice that. I appreciate the hell out of you. How are you? We got over the there? red. We got the red and the green, man. You know, Christmas. Great, nice, Looks great. Hell yeah! I know the Crosby's took the holiday party or whatever this year. It's nice to see you're still celebrating. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yes. There, I don't know if there's a holiday party. There might be a Christmas party or. Hanukkah party or right. an all-encompassing party? I'm not sure yet. So we had a Christmas party. Was that two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going to have a holiday party here coming up. Yep. Can't wait. All-encompassing. Can't wait for that. We did. We're going to have both means to celebrate. Speaking of celebrating, great win last yeah, night. Yeah, huge. Great win last night. Couple more touchdowns. Yeah, huge. Couple more huge. touchdowns. Easily possible. Mm-hmm. That score could have been 38 to 12. People are talking about how close of a game it was. It could have scored at the end. Could have done that. What did you learn last night about your team? That's a big time win on. Uh, time football Aaron. yeah i mean uh, we had to win it it was a must win for us it was a game we should have won at home uh, against a team that hasn't had a great season so uh you know for us it's it's a good step you know we expect to win those type of games even though we've obviously had uh, up and down season a little frustrating at times but it sets us up for more meaningful games so now we got a game uh five days on christmas against a good football team who's in the playoff hunt uh, in Miami with a lot of different weather. We're going from, you know, 15 with a wind chill and uh, probably single digits to, 
you know, look like uh, somewhere in the 60s. Uh, Thursday, Friday might be in the 70s or 80s. So who knows what that weather is going to be? Oh, thick too humid. Nice little change for us. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're still playing meaningful games. It's been, like I said, it's been a strange season. There's been a lot of ups and downs. But I like the way we're playing. I like what, uh, you know, what our, how our team has evolved. I said it last night, you know, and, and obviously, Patty, you being a, a teamer, uh, I can't believe that we now have a returner who they kicked the ball away from. That's incredible. I mean, what Keyshawn has done in the short amount of time, uh, Ty, you must be going as crazy oh as God. I am. Uh, how about you? Hey, how about you jogging on the field to start a series and not leaving the coach's box and going left or deep right? You know, like ah, going back to the ten because there's a holding penalty. Yeah. Great, could have just had a touchback. Now it's like we're out at the fifty. We've already picked up like two, three first downs. It is a weapon. And Basacha, have you seen? But he was striding out on that fucking sideline and almost tackled a guy. Incredible. Was he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In sweats, I think. I think he had full sweats. Mm-hmm. He was sprinting down the sideline. I mean, but look at this guy. I mean, it's not like, look, it's tough. That's a tough, uh, you know, being on a kickoff team is tough. Uh, and you're not always going to get all your blocks. But he just ran around like four guys there and, and uh, started on the other side of the 50. It's it's pretty impressive. He had a bunch of great returns. I saw some we've had like nine. He's had eight 30-plus yard kickoff returns, and we only had nine like in the last three years or something crazy like that. So, And he's only been doing it for, what, the last uh, – Eight or nine weeks? Did you? You probably like that tackle there, didn't you? Pat? Yeah, <laughs> I like the old submarine dive in there by the kicker. But also, did you see? I was just pointing out Basacha. Basacha's running down the sideline with him. Uh, he has to be elated because at the beginning there, yeah, you where go, is play, play, play. Can you circle it? Can you Pause. circle it? Yeah. Right oh, there, there <laughs> right there. And he had been sprinting literally down the whole sideline, and then the pile gets over here, which it feels like the whole team gets. It's a spark. You know, a yeah. big return is like an immediate juice. You guys have never had that. And at the beginning of the year, I don't think the Basach effect had fully taken place. It feels like you're in a good spot now in a, in a phase of the game that you haven't been for, what, like decades almost. Right, Aaron? Well, I would say the last time you felt really, really good about a returner back there was probably young Randall Cobb. You know, yeah. his first game ever, he returned it like 108 for a touchdown. And, you know, Micah Hyde as well was a good returner for us. I think he returned a couple of punts for a touchdown. Uh, but kickoff return, man, that's been a long time. It really has. It's been a lot of like, no, 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 You know? <laughs> and now it's like, bring it out, Key. Bring it out. Come yeah. on. It's a weapon. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, what about uh, what about you guys' signals? There's a, there's a time in the game when you, you – yeah, Pat's showing you right there. You might have been a bit, little bit upset. Obviously, great teammate, great leader. You guys, like, dapped it up right after that. What's going on with your hand signal? Or like all your signals? How do you do that? Are you the only one that knows what's going on? They wrote up. They wrote a lot about this. They so wrote Pat, a lot. Let me just tell you. Let me tell you. I was made aware of that article. It is by far the dumbest nothing burger article that I've read <laughs> in the entire season. I won't say in my in my career because I mean last year there were some of the dumbest articles you possibly imagine. I can't. I don't know if you ever topped the COVID to a Wall Street Journal, but this was the dumbest article. Of the year by far. Bro, how about when you put your so pinky much- toe as the... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you put profile it photo. as your Twitter profile. <laughs> it's still up, by the way. It's yeah, still yeah. up. I believe, unless, unless it's got taken down for some reason by Elon or uh, members of the FBI are trying to censor uh, it. Oh! Hashtag Twitter files. Hashtag Twitter files, of course. They are lit. It seems like Aaron has made his way over there yeah. to read that. But nonetheless, the Nothing Burger article, it, it alleged uh, from anonymous sources, I believe... 
that you will use signals from years before, like two, three years ago, and none of the wide receivers know what it means. The young guys specifically don't know what it means. And then they get like accosted for not knowing what it means when you never taught them that. And like last night was a perfect indicator of like you doing one perfectly timed after the article comes out and then didn't work out. So I, how many do you have? And <laughs> How is every word in that article bullshit? Do you have? Because you have to change your signals a lot, I would assume, right? Don't you have to change them a lot? 95% of the article is absolute, complete horseshit. Okay. All right. And the other 5%, the other 5% is exaggerated nothingness that, I don't know, like having guys, uh, you know, go through the signals each week and, and understand what the possible signals could be. So the way we do it now is that Jordan. Uh, makes up a list of the signals that we're going to have that week that are possible. And then he, he calls. I've allowed him to do this. I used to do this when I was a backup as well. And he calls like three or four guys up there to, to you know, go through. And he picks on one of them. Hey, you know, what's the signal for this? What's the signal for this? And it might be nerve-wracking the first time you do it. But listen, every signal that's used in the game is probably used in practice that week. And there's hardly any signals that are ever, you know, there's not, it's not like there's that many signals. There's some signals in the two-minute. I think the entire season we've maybe missed one or two signals on the year for the entire season. So it's not it's not hard at all. Like the fact that this is made to be a story, like I said, is the most ridiculous nothing story that I've read the entire year, and that's saying a lot. You said exaggerated nothingness. One of the one of the most profound uh, statements I've heard from you, and something that was an incredible way to describe something. I don't think. Oh, I've we oh we have signals for our offense that we expect you guys to know. Oh, and then there was something about that it's not written or it's not, like, uh, stored anywhere. There's not a file. Yeah, what's that oh, about? Shit. I don't know what that is. That's just completely no ridiculous. Trail. You don't have it in the cloud? Now, now, have there been certain coaches who are afraid to teach young guys signals who might not be in the roster later, you know, once, mm, once the strategy you know, happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that seems like a normal thing. But are the signals, you know, used – uh, throughout training camp, throughout the you know preseason, throughout the week in practice, yeah. Are they difficult? No. I was told the nothing, the absolute nothing story. Shout to Gumpy. I was told that you were stubborn and arrogant and cocky and standoffish. You got Jordan Love leading these meetings. Like, how come oh. that didn't show up in the article? Jordan Love's the one that is actually doing it. But, yeah, let's bury Aaron. I'm happy to hear you got to defend yourself there, obviously. We try to make that happen every single week because you're one of the most hey, interesting. Look, look I, and I'm not, look, I'm not sensitive about it all. But if there's a nothing story that needs to be brought, that is, is literally one of the dumbest stories I've, I've read since the Wall Street Journal story. Which is saying a lot. It really is saying a lot. A lot of things have been wrote since then. Can we go back to that play? Because I feel like you didn't even know he wasn't looking at you until the ball hits the ground. Because you give the signal, and then it's like such a quick throw for you. Were you looking at the defense and you saw a touchdown? Like right here. You're not even looking at him yet, I don't think. Then the ball hits the ground. Then you're like, oh, fuck. Do you check out what the possibility is of him scoring while that ball is in the air? You just assume the ball is completed. And then you didn't even know he didn't get the signal until the ball hits the ground there? I assumed, like, right there, if he paused it, that he was going to turn around real quick and catch him. <laughs> Got it. That was basically what he was supposed to do. But, <laughs> listen, I, you know, probably should have switched him in the, you know, in the huddle. And uh, the 
you know, it was kind of called for Christian to touch on. Maybe I should just switch in and uh, had Randall do it because Randall obviously knew what the signal was. No, now everybody's <laughs> going to attack you for that. Now everybody's gonna... Is he supposed to give you like a cosine? Is he supposed to confirm signal somehow? Like, how do you know if they get it? Yeah, what if he does this back? I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, you know, maybe do something else back if he if he gets it. But listen, you know, yes, sir. it's it's hilarious because that was probably one of the first. Like one of maybe two or three times where a guy has, you know, got a signal, acted like they knew what it was, and then and then not really done it. So it happened with a side judge with Terry McLaurin uh-huh. a couple of days ago as well. So seems like we have some miscommunications through hand signals with each other. Let's Uh-oh. get that tight. I, I don't even want to go into that one. Can, yeah, yeah, can, you don't. You don't have to. We've done. I could rip about that one for a while because it's. I mean, I watched that play, and I, what's Terry supposed to do? I don't. That's been happening in every football game I've watched in like 20 years, too. Yeah. And it seems like a standard head nod. Yup, you're good. And he even like moves forward yeah. a step and a head nod happens. And then boom. Yeah, that's tough, Aaron. Honestly, it's a, and I don't what a state of officiating. How come they're not full time? How is that? How is that not a thing you think? And, and you've been in the NFL a long time. I would assume that there was a conversation about refs not being full time back in the day, like maybe decade and a half ago. But now that we're at this point with how much money's being made, how big the league is, sports gambling is becoming a very real thing. How, how have they not fixed that, you think, Aaron? Just as somebody who's been around the NFL a long time, is very observant, why haven't they and how would you? Well, I mean, Pat, think about it in 2012. You know, we had the, they had the chance to after we had that absolute fiasco with yeah. the replacement. Oops. That's right. They had the, they, they had the chance to, to fix all that. Uh, you know, I think it comes down to – That's 10 years ago. Yeah, it comes down to the one thing that runs the whole league, right? That almighty dollar. Oh, they're making enough, aren't they? Are we making enough? We're making. We'll make more. We'll make more money with how if they better the game, better it'll grow the game bigger. It'll make it more legit. It make it, everything will get better. I think if you get a better uh, right, if you build it, they will come. I feel like is the mindset in this particular case. Well, yeah, but, you know, there's been some interesting adjustments they made last few years. I mean, they tried to, to make capacity interference, you know, a reviewable call. That was kind of a slippery slope with the subject, uh, subjective nature of that uh, of that call. What they're doing now, I think everybody who knows football knows that, that there's basically another ref up in the booth who's, who's uh, allowing them to make quick decisions and revisions, if necessary, like in that. real time where they're kind of hold the play sometimes, and it's like 10 seconds, 15 seconds later almost. Oh, you know, the rule on the field is an incomplete pass. There's a play last night with Randall, right? You caught a pass, looked like going to the ground, may have actually fumbled in the whole process. Zach Tom recovered it, so we would have got the ball back. They spot it, then about 10 seconds later, they say, no, you know, you know rule on the field is an incomplete pass. That, you know, is coming from up top. So they're doing that, which I think that actually helps. Hell because yeah. the thing that it does is that, it takes away a challenge uh, uh, by the coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now a coach doesn't have to, you know, challenge a play that was probably kind of a, an easy one for them to fix in real time. So I think that's a good decision. But there's a lot of things, you know, the rough in the pass. What are they going to do rough in the pass? Are they going to make that a, a, a reviewable play now? I don't. Uh, again, it's subjective. It's real time to slow motion. You're, you're dealing with a lot of moving pieces here. I think that's very difficult. I think. Uh, uh, you know, as a competitor, I would guess. I'm speaking for some of these quarterbacks. There's, you know, and some of them I actually see are kind of begging for a call. But most of those calls, I'm not like wanting those calls. I mean, I feel like there's a level of 
of uh, contact that we enjoy being a part of as quarterbacks, even though we're, you know, we're not hitting every single play. But it makes us feel like we're part of the game. And I think those of us have been around a long time, you know, we appreciate being a part of contact. Now, maybe, you know, some of the, you know, crazy hits to the head and, and some of the lower leg ones, you know, we'd like to see maybe those, uh, especially the ones you can avoid, those out of the game. But yeah. so many of these are literally just like, what, the guy, is his arm off of the guy? Is it bracing? Is it not bracing? You know, it seemed like there's some there's some soft calls. Let's say you were commissioner for the day, hypothetical, or for a, a year. What's like an impactful? What's some impactful changes you would want to make? That sky judge thing sounds amazing. They should they should encourage more interaction with that person. I think. Pat, I think they really do a lot with it. Honestly, I think. Oh really? I think it's happening a lot. I think it, it was happening before they acknowledged it, and I think it's happening uh, a decent amount as well. So I think that's good. I think it's been good for it. Um, you know, I think one hot button issue, and, and David Bakhtiari wanted to make sure I hit this because he said I was soft for not backing him up on Twitter, uh, is the field. And I think uh, he has, you know, in all his uh, infinite free time now being a new father, has somehow found time to research uh, artificial surfaces and can tell me the difference between a few of them and what teams have a certain type that's more dangerous or shittier in his words, not mine, his words, um, quality. So I, I would like to see some uniformity. And I think every player wants to play on, uh, on grass uh, over uh, artificial surface. And I think uh, I would think, and again, you know, who knows what the uh, almighty, almighty scientific data will show, but I would think that at a bare minimum uh, joint relief, uh, will be much better on grass. And I would think posture that uh, many of the non-contact injuries uh, happen more frequently on turf. But, again, that's just a, a guess and a feeling. You feel better, probably going to play better. Mm-hmm. Better product, more fans, more money. Boom. 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 It does come down to the almighty dollar. You might have to spend some to make some in return. I think it was, what was it, the slit turf or something like that. They were all hashtag no more slits. Something like no more slit turf or no more. Remember, that I think I think that sounds about right. David, Dave was was telling me about it uh, the other day on the ride down in the uh, in the golf cart that he wanted me to mention that he bought for me as a present. So um, big shout out to Dave again. Yeah, is he uh, healthy? How's he feeling? You think? You know, Dave. Uh, Dave's got a tender belly button. He has a tender belly button. There's, I guess, there's a couple slits that happen. One kind of goes through the belly button. Very tender belly button. So I know that's one of uh, Frankie's favorite orifices. So it's probably been a little difficult, but they got other <laughs> things going on with the baby. Uh, new wife. baby. Uh, Frankie's his wife, yeah. Um, so uh, he's a little tender right now still, but uh, but doing better. <laughs> Great Godspeed. to hear. Thank you. Godspeed over there, Bach, honestly. Get that belly button back. Uh, let's talk about last night's Probably game. deep. Because uh, we haven't really got a chance to hit it as hard. A.J. Dillon was running hard till he got hurt. You think he's going to be okay? What did you see out of Dobbs in his return? I mean, it feels like a lot of these young guys are really starting to step up a lot more than maybe earlier in the season. I think that's definitely uh, safe to say. Uh, I was really proud of Aaron Jones because Aaron kind of got banged up on the touchdown catch where he dove in the end zone kind of got hit. A uh, little low, so there was talk he might not actually come back in the game. Then AJ gets dinged, and you know here's Jonesy coming back in the game. Uh, it just shows his toughness. I thought Patrick Taylor came in, did a nice job for us as well uh, with a few carries. 
Um, but yeah, Dobbs coming back was good. You know, like I said, I, I love the way he catches the ball with his hands. I think there was a couple, uh, you know, catch and runs that, you know, he's just kind of getting, he's getting back into it. So, uh, you know, I think he maybe left a, you know, a little bit of yardage out there. But, uh, but I like the way he runs his routes. I like the way he catches the ball with his hands and, and uh, really fun having 87 back. And then everybody else, you know, just kind of did their job. I felt like uh, all the roles that uh, that are, we expect our guys to play, uh, they did well. Big Dog had a you know, nice little catch on a on a keeper and then obviously dominated the line of scrimmage, as he always does. Um, you know, Allen super unselfishly blocked and uh, blocked for us, as he always does. Cobby had a couple, couple nice catches on uh, third down for us. Uh, so you know it's a very soft defense a lot of a lot of quick game and a lot of uh, run the football so that was the way we need to win and defense uh, held up and did their job and it was kind of one of those uh, grinded out uh, not the prettiest but uh, you know two score victory in December football at Lambeau Field how's thumb thumb's better thumb's a lot better it uh uh, doesn't uh, doesn't give me uh, the same issues it was it was before the week off was you know I kind of talked about it for a while and hoped that I maybe would get over the thumb before the bye week but the bye week definitely got the thumb where it needed to be and uh, the ribs felt better it took some shots but uh, but feeling good I'm not sure what AJ's status will be uh, coming up because he did get dinged and Jonesy. But uh, we're going to need everybody for uh, for Sunday. All right, on a hell of a run. Going to have to continue that. Ty, can't wait to watch it. Go ahead, Ty. Aaron, great win last night. Love that we're, you know, living to fight another day. Uh, expanding on Pat's question, last night was pretty much the first time since week one that you've kind of had the full complement of uh, weapons. Did things seem easier out there? I don't know if that's that's the right way to say it, but did things almost seem easier? And were you encouraged by how the offense played, you know, moving forward the next couple weeks and then in the future as well. Well, I think that we, we were patient, you know, we didn't, uh, didn't try and force a lot of stuff. Uh, they played a lot of two show and we just kind of dinked and dunked for the most part. It was a high percentage game. And then we ran the football pretty effectively as well. So I was, I was happy about that. Every game is going to be different. You know, uh, the Rams didn't uh, challenge us a whole lot. They kind of tried to stop the run with their front and play a lot of, kind of umbrella coverage in the back end. I believe Miami is going to play a little bit more aggressively. You know, they do have some empty pressure in their package and, and like to bring some uh, some combo pressures uh, and kind of challenge you a little bit more on the outside. So it should be interesting to see kind of how they play us. Obviously, they're dynamic on offense. Tua's had a really nice season, and he's got, uh, you know, a couple crazy speedy weapons on the outside and, and oh, yeah. uh, some solid guys that can work the middle and obviously a couple good backs. So, uh, so we're going to have to... To score, I, mean, I think I said uh, we need to score 30 every week. And, and to me, I know we were scoring 24 last night, but we went to one yard line kneeling the ball down. Like it, you know, it felt like felt like that was a 30 game. And, and uh, uh, but I feel good about uh, the momentum we're creating. Now people would be like, "Oh, you beat a couple bad football teams." Yeah, but we we won a couple games in a row. And, and honestly, in this league, and you guys both played, um, Age and Pat. But it honestly doesn't matter who you beat when you start stacking some things together and, and the momentum starts to roll uh this the confidence grows and when the confidence grows and the energy grows during the week of practice and you just kind of get this thing this mojo going and and you know we feel like we can beat anybody you know we've played some really good football teams tough we've also lost to some not so great football teams uh but that's kind of league this year look at what the texans have done the last two weeks you know they've played what the chiefs and the cowboys super tough 
and and had them both on the you know on the ropes and uh, you know Cowboys uh, you know ten and three and, and lost to a five and eight team you know in a in a you know overtime game and there's always you know there's always uh, I think the parity in the league is is very tight um, but we got you know two teams with a winning record and a team that's won six out of seven coming up and we got to win all three and and obviously need a little bit of help too i think learning to win is a big deal just kind of echo your point there and your team is seemingly doing that right now first time you've won two in a row since week four i heard lisa say that last night in the interview uh yeah, post game. yeah no problem you dropped uh not all of them one of them's 500 and then the internet was like of course aaron knows everything that's happening in every situation even though this guy doesn't care remember knows eh, well it's like hey one's 500 right let's mm-hmm. not let's not get too i almost bad. said i almost said that was three in a row too by the way lisa Oh, is it? Well, we lost our first one, right? Yeah. And we won three in a row. Oh, so you could and have had a lost, Then we lost five in a row. And then we won one. Then we lost two. And now we've won two. So we've had a moment. There was three in a row back in the day. Yeah. Obviously, we've done that. We've showcased that we can win back to back to back. This time, you got to win Bach to Bach to Bach to Bach. To balk, and then you have to have other things happen, right? And the other things that have to happen, I think the Giants have to get swept. Uh, they have the Indianapolis Colts as well as the Vikings and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that that could happen. There's some other stuff that has- no, not the no, but because the Giants, the Giants just won, right? Mm-hmm. They beat they beat the Commanders. So we need Commanders to lose two out of three, or Giants to lose three. So we don't need both of those things to happen. We need Seattle to lose uh this week to uh Kansas City, i believe thank yes. you at Kansas city giants are playing at minnesota mm-hmm. uh washington is playing somebody who can beat them as well um <laughs> who are they playing? washington niners Ooh. washington niners yeah certainly can the niners certainly yeah, can be any team but this i got to see them live hey aaron I know you get to stare at NFL defenses all the time. I went out to Seattle to watch them live uh, with Herbie, you know, with the Amazon call. That defense is so fucking fast. They, they are – it is absurd. I, I, is that what every top-tier defense is like, or is their defense different than everybody else's, and why, do you think, just from observing? With, with AD, Aaron Donald out of the league, they might have the best defense player in the league. Fred? In, in, well, Fred isn't – you know, oh, Bosa, Bosa. Yeah, Fred is incredible, but um, but I was going to say Bosa, uh, just because he's such a difference maker off the edge, and he's got so many moves, and he's run and pass, and athletic, and he's so fucking big. Seeing him live, he is a stallion of a human being. I did not expect that. I had no idea that that was the case. And he sprawled out brothers, like a his f- brother too is a hell of a player. You know, his brother's been banged up a little bit, but. But that family is, uh, you know, are they from Ohio or Pittsburgh? Which one? They got from one. from Pittsburgh, yeah, of course. Florida. Florida. Their getting, dad is Jack still, too. Well, and her grandpa, pretty. Yeah. I don't think he oh, fucked around much. No, but yeah, no. when it, they go into, uh, he goes into a four point out there. He looked like a jungle cat, literally at the <laughs> end of their fucking defense. When I was watching from the booth, I'm like, what is that thing? And then it's faster and stronger than everybody. It's like, oh my God. Let's get back to the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, but then look at the other side. I mean, what, they won like six in a row, I think, now, the, the Niners, right? But you yeah. got, you know, you got a top tight end. You got a couple stud receivers. You got uh, a utility guy, Nebo. Then you go trade for, you know, well, let's get uh, McCaffrey. Oh, shit. Okay. 
and then and then we're gonna play the Mr. Relevant, and then he's gonna you know play really well. It's like they got they got a good thing going out there. So they uh, they've been they've been rolling. But I mean it, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to playing playing well late in the season, right? And I think that's what every team who's in it or has a chance is going to be trying to do. You know, you're going to be trying to play your best ball because I just see uh, really, and I just speak for the NFC. I think the NFC I think is is really wide open. I know Philly's thirteen and one, um, you know, uh, but San Fran's won six in a row. Obviously, Minnesota coming off you know a crazy uh, all time comeback there. They're super talented. Um, you know, then you got Tampa and three, five, and nine teams. You know, going for the South. Um, and Tampa, you know, again they get in. They still have a you know high caliber defense. Still got Tommy. You know, who knows what could happen with that? You got maybe a five seed in 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 Dallas the way it is right now, who's you know got a ton of talent on both sides of the ball, but you know has gotten beat. Uh, you know, by some teams with losing records, including the the G and G. Um, and then who knows what's going to shake out in six and seven? But I feel like anybody can beat anybody on, on, in the NFC. G and G, green and gold. gold, green and gold. Oh, you're talking about you guys. Yeah. Oh. oh okay. Cool. That sense. is pretty cool. You guys call yourselves the G and G. I first heard that term from uh, an old uh, old player we had, uh, who AJ nicknamed the Hamburglar, uh, Mark Tauscher. Oh, I thought oh, that was. Oh, I, I, thought uh, was about I can't claim yeah. that. I cannot claim that. Tauscher <laughs> was not me. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I think different burger. There's a you hamburger. There's certainly you a hamburger. Hamburger uh-huh. and steal yeah. from the poor and give the rich stuff. You were Cliffy that up, yeah. Had to talk. I mean, what do you want us to do there? There's burglar. a nickname or somebody called the Hamburglar that was on the Packers back in the day. Is that real? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think AJ. I don't. AJ knows Maybe more than one. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe missed. Maybe mistitled. Yeah. Great nickname. Yeah. yeah. Probably should have been directed elsewhere. Here's the Hamburglar here himself. All right. Okay. He does kind of look like the Hamburglar. When he used to call it the G&G, he said, hey, it's the G&G, boys. That's who we play for. G&G. You yeah, put the hat on him. And... Shout out to the Hamburglar, man. Shout out. Not that Hamburglar you guys are thinking about. This, no. This one. We, had, we had an old teammate, too, who used to say green Green is for the money, gold for the honeys. Oh, bars. Yeah, that might be the other That name. was Brett. Yeah, there it is. That was Brett Farr. <laughs> uh, add that into his defense. The, um, so what I was going to roll with there is a lot of things have to happen. Feasible things have to happen. You guys have to win out. Could make the playoffs. And if you do, who knows what's going to happen. You just ran through all the teams that could get in there. And I love the fact that you care enough to know all that shit invested still at this stage, which leads to this question even more. A lot of people talking about the future of the Packers and the future of this, the future of that. That's what has to happen in the sports media world, especially when you're talking about you and the Green Bay Packers. It's going to get loud. Has there been a thought about how much you love these young weapons? Because that became like a narrative almost. Aaron would like for the young weapons to prove that they could be somebody he can grow with, and that will affect his decision going forward. Is that real? Was that ever something? Did you say that? And have you felt that at all with the young weapons you have without Devontae this season? That's fake news, Pat. Okay. All right. Never would have guessed it. <laughs> Never would have guessed it. I, 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 honest, I read that, and I was like, that makes sense. But is there any thought of that at all? Is that going anything? I think it's fake news that I'm like, you know, going to, you know, I'm, I'm like judging the progress as to, you know, whether or not I want to come back. Listen, <laughs> um, 
I I've really enjoyed being a part of uh, you know their rookie season and being able to hopefully have an impact on them and and the conversation that we've had and being a part of like watching Christian and I'm not taking any credit for this but just being a part of being on the field and giving the football watching his confidence grow and watching Romeo Dobbs become a player and throwing Samari Toure his first touchdown was awesome in Buffalo on Sunday Night Football you know it's just a cool moment to be a part of um but my decision will come down to you know mentally where I'm at physically how I'm feeling and then uh you know encompassing uh the uh the enormity of of another grind and and then committing to that and moving forward or stepping away um but listen I mean obviously you're looking at the team and and who's going to be there but uh you know I feel like you know as long as I've been there we've been able to, to do things with a number of different players and make things work and uh, you, there's excitement around any time young players start to step into their own and find their confidence. But for me, it's just going to be my own personal decision on where I'm at mentally and physically. All right. Good luck. We're excited to watch it all unfold the rest of the year and that conversation with yourself. Always wishing for your happiness at all times. Tone Diggs has a question for you, pal. Aaron, uh, I believe it was the end of the half. You ran about, I don't know, 106 yards uh, for the Hail Mary <laughs> and then barely got tripped up. Was that was that the most most frustrating play of last night? And then, like in, in case you didn't throw a hail mary from the forty five, which I think most NFL quarterbacks Come can. On. All right, and and you did like a, a whoop de woo uh, pitch back, and it was you and Chandler Jones one on one. You think you make that? Tackle All right, jeez, jeez, <laughs> I mean, we almost had a we almost had a play like that last night too. I mean, Rasul was Rasul lateral that thing back to not sure who, but uh, man, I was. Not watching that Raider game, and and uh, then I saw the, you know, they said somebody scored on last play of the game. I was like, how'd they get the ball back? Because they had just thrown a, a alleged touchdown. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, by the game. And uh, Will you relax, Connor? Did you see, hey, Aaron, real quick, don't want to stop you. Did you see him lose his mind yesterday to that alleged touchdown photo? I don't know if you've seen it. One of the greatest freakouts in Boston Connor history, honestly. I, d- I did not. But one, but one play doesn't uh, doesn't make a game, right? Right, BC. Yes, exactly. Yeah. However, that one play kind of was a touchdown. Yeah, I, you know, people forget probably this this play because it it, uh, became a nothing play. I mean, maybe not to some Detroit fans, but in 2015 when we played on Thursday night, we had like about six seconds left. I threw it. Threw it to James Jones. He makes a fingertip catch. Amazing catch. It proceeds to lateral to uh, Richard Rodgers, who, in his infinite wisdom, decides to throw back to the guy farthest back, which is me, with nobody in pitch position and two guys coming at me, one of them who, you know, grabs my face mask to give us another play. Allegedly. But, oh, oh, no, yeah, he got a fistful big oh, time. Yeah. Yep. Oh, really? The most same old Lions play of all time. They're mm-hmm. not going to do that this year. You need to know that. This no, is the no, brand no. new Lions. Lions. But it does make sense that the same old Lions <laughs> had a play stopped, and they said, you know what? Get another takeout. Yeah. What happened on but the next play? But you got to, in those situations, it's going Hail forward. Mary, like Hail Mary. Touchdown. <laughs> that Hail Mary that yeah. hits yes. off the top? Oh, yeah. Yes. The game oh, was yeah. over, Pat. Yeah. It was a game over, oh, and they yeah. gave him an extra play. Oh, yeah, all-timer. I did not know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. See, people forget about that play, but that kept us alive, gave us 15. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we get to – and then Richard ends up, you know, atoning for his uh, – actually, he made the play because if he hadn't thrown it back to me, 
Sure. And I got face mask. Game yeah. would have been over anyway. So big kudos to, to Rich. You know, awesome, smart, heady player. But to answer your question, uh, who asked it? Was that Tone at Essen? Yeah. Or? yeah. He took a lot of shots. Sorry, Tone. But yeah. Um, that was a that was a, a, a very frustrating play for sure because it's one of those plays you think, man, you know, five years ago I definitely would have got that ball off, you know, oh. maybe half step quicker to get out of there. I knew I was going to have to take you know a little bit of time, and so rolled left and kind of moved around. It's a tough situation. You're trying to find a spot. You know, sometimes when you get drilled on some of those hail marys, you, you get some like. I'll tell you this, and this is a long, dumb answer, but in, 2011, in 2011, we were playing Kansas City. We were 13-0, and and they had two good rush ends, right? One of them was a guy named Tamba Ali. And Tamba Ali uh, absolutely drilled me in the back on a scramble. I, like, stepped up and then moved up and then, then actually went backwards, and he rocked me. And from that point on, for years afterwards, every time I stepped up, in the, like jumped up in the pocket and then got back out of the pocket. I always peeked over my back shoulder, and, and Tom and my quarterback coach and Tom, we'd laugh about the the tumble rule. Anytime you step up and then move back, you you don't worry about Tomba drilling you in the drilling you in the back. Well, we you know the last major hail mary I tried to throw was in the Giants, right when I mm-hmm. broke my thumb, mm-hmm. and so I was trying to get to a spot to throw it, and there was a split second last night in that last on that last play of the half where I thought I was going to get to a spot to be able to throw it. Cause you know, it was like a 55 yard, 60 yard throw, which even that condition I could you know do pretty easily, but I still needed just the space to get it off. And there was like a split second where I was like, if I get to this spot, I'll probably get it off, but I might get absolutely clocked cause I have no idea what's behind me. So I got to that spot and then just tried to move a little bit to the left, got tripped up, had a couple laughs with uh, Greg Gaines and Leonard Floyd and, uh, and try to catch my breath for the twelve minutes. <laughs> I, I heard a little. I heard a little father time conversation there five years ago. I might get that off. I thought you looked good, honestly, yeah. and I, I thought you were Nimble. moving well. I thought. I thought it was good. You, you need to not say that. You're not old, dude. You still got it. Fucking no, 50, thanks. 55, 60 yards, really easy. He Pretty just said, easy. no big deal. Just flick of the wrist. How you? You? Hey, I saw a ball last night. No laces. Is that normal? Yeah, I also threw a sidewinder, a helicopter ball out to Jonesy. I don't know how he caught it. We were going in the red zone. And the ball got sent to me, and it just said, I don't know if Josh's hand was wet or if the ball didn't get wiped off, but it got to me. I didn't have laces. I was trying to throw out in the flat, and it was, like, just totally slick. And I threw this absolute sidewinder helicopter out to him. And, you know, classic Jonesy, just like, you know, easy catch. Five yards. <laughs> I think it had wobble too. But do you do you? Because this was uh, if we can get that. You remember that Fox? You were talking about it beforehand. It was the Dobbs. It was Dobbs's first like little out or whatever. And you had time from the side. Can go back to the beginning of that. From the side angle, from like the full play, you had time to adjust that if you wanted to. It, you just apparently did not. You don't care. Is that a thing? You just don't. It's all about your grip. It doesn't matter where the ball is. Yeah, you know, on that play, and that's uh, that's cool. I didn't uh, actually know that. Um, but on that play, we had. <laughs> We we had a little uh, you know three man combination to the right side with some we had motion, and a lot of times on that play, um, the back's coming across, so he's not a part of three man side. But a lot of times on that play, you kind of just catch in trying to get the ball out because we got if you can run it back. We have well, you're showing dobbers here. It runs a really nice route. But you got Christian run down <laughs> sidelines. You got Joe in the in the in the uh, flat, and Allen was snapping up at five yards. So you're trying to like really get the ball out quickly. 
and Dobbers is actually number four in the progression on the backside. Um, so I probably just was thinking, oh, this ball is going to the flat right away, so I'm going to catch it and get the ball out as quick as possible. And then sometimes, you know, that doesn't happen, and you got to come back and and find a, find a way to throw an accurate ball without the laces. But that's why, you know, a lot of the pre-practice work that I do is all this. Like, I never throw the ball with the laces in, in pre-practice. And there's plays, you know, dr- reps during practice and, and drill work that you do this stuff because you never know what's going to come up in the game. And um, that's a cool clip. I'm glad you guys got that. That's awesome. Yeah, we're thankful for NFL film sending it over. And the angle is perfect because it's literally right down there. And as soon as I saw it, we were watching all the clips that we have every single morning. Foxy brings it over and we watch through it. And I just see the laces just like staring. And I remember back in the day, there was a couple court like Nate Davis, I think, of Ball State. He, whenever he was making a transition to the NFL, it was literally the only conversation. This guy doesn't throw with the laces. This guy doesn't throw with the laces. And then I see the best thrower of a football of all time having time not using laces. And I'm like, how come that's ever? I didn't know. I, I'd never known that about you. So you're telling me you no look and no lace? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I just found that out. I didn't know you could thought, throw a ball pretty good. I thought what? Ollie Stafford did that. Or no, Mahomes. No, Mahomes. Huh. Yeah. Crazy. You threw some fucking darts last night, dude. 16 oh, yeah. degrees. You think it's only going to get colder as we go? Did you feel it? Did it feel a little, uh, did it feel chill? Without, without the wind, the, the cold is pretty manageable until it gets to about zero. Uh, and then it gets uh, a little more miserable. But the wind was uh, a non-factor for the most part. I mean, it was probably blowing like, when it's a non-factor, I mean, it's below 15. Like 15 and above, it's a factor. Anything below 15 is a non-factor ultimately, uh, especially at Lambeau. Uh, so it was it wasn't bad at all. Uh, you know, there's coming out for the like the first time he came out. Like I was asking some of the guys like how they deal with the cold, some of the defensive guys that don't wear sleeves and stuff, and they basically said what I've always felt. You know, the first the warm-ups, it's cold, and then once you get into the game, you know, the adrenaline starts going. You start getting a little bit of a sweat, uh, kind of. Uh, you know, it's not bad. That's good. You look great. What about your? Uh, how'd your production meeting go with Joe and Troy? They talked. They talked pretty glowingly about you on the broadcast, and like how they enjoyed kind of conversing with you. You mean talking? Why'd you say conversing? Because <laughs> well, they said it was a good. It was a good back and forth. They enjoyed their time. I love. I love Joe and Troy. We've ton of uh, ton of production meetings over the years. Them being the Fox One crew, and us obviously having sustained sustained success. So you're going to get a lot of those. You get that crew with uh, those two and Aaron Andrews for so many years. And just, I, I always loved them. Now, it, you know, pre-COVID was better because those are fun in-person meetings. And I've been fortunate enough to have some amazing uh, production meetings with some of the all-time greats. Everybody from, you know, the late, great John Madden to uh, Al Michaels and uh, Mike Tirico, two of the best play-by-play guys, Joe Buck, um, you know, Jim Nance, obviously, and uh, and then all the other, you know, the color guys, everybody from Collinsworth and Romo to uh, to Troy Aikman and uh, and on down. It's been been really fun. I really look forward to those conversations. And and my favorites. And I've told you know I've told Joe and Troy this before, but any uh, any I mean that's my that's kind of my all time favorite crew. You know, mostly because we always work together. But second, there 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 be there's a trust that grows. You know, with the information that's shared in there. Because some of it is to help them do their job better, and some of it is just, hey, we're friends, you know, and here's here's what's going on, and we're going to talk, uh, and you might be able to use some of this in a roundabout way, but we're going to talk like friends do, and and a lot of times those that's what it turned into, just like you know, friends having a conversation about uh, about life and a little bit about football and and every other topic in between, and, and I just 
that group will always be really special to me. You know, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and Aaron Andrews. Yeah, they were a great crew for a long time, and obviously Joe and Troy get signed to ESPN. Have you tried to eat beer yet, Troy Aikman's beer? It's, it looks delicious. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't, uh, but I, I have uh, – uh, I don't know if I said this last week or not, but I have turned the sound back on on ESPN because those guys – Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's big deal. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Those guys and, and, and Lisa and, and the crew do, do a really nice job. All right. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, last question before we get to the book club and – I feel like there isn't a better person. There's a great one today, too. There's a great one today. I feel like with everything we've been talking about today, this is going to bring it all back. Okay, well, this might add to it then, because I don't know if there's a better human to ask this question to about a subject that took place in the early hours of last night in in Wisconsin. JFK, we found out about that, obviously, through the Twitter files. I feel like we'll continue to learn more and more and more and more and more and more. There was a... Unidentified aerial phenomenon uh, seen mult- by multiple different parties in multiple different locations in Wisconsin last Ooh. night. Aaron Rodgers, were you heading back to your home planet after a big time <laughs> Monday night football win? Did you see this? What are your thoughts? And obviously, that would be 10,000 G's that that one thing would be pulling from mm-hmm. one side to the mm-hmm. other. So we maybe, maybe that's just drones, is what people are going to say. Those are drones. If somebody has the capability to have drones that powerful, we need to be scared to death of whatever country has that, which is yes. what people have been saying. Like, oh, that's just other countries' tech or whatever. It's like, well, if they have, we don't have that. Fuck, I know we don't why have that. Over, why are they over Wisconsin then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, other people's Catching tech over, over our beautiful state? Come on. What are your thoughts I, on that? I love that. Uh, it's definitely UFOs. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people get so weird out when you say UFOs, like, Oh, you know, alien. It's like, no, it's an unidentified flying object, right? That's what it stands for, right? The acronym. So, yes, that are, those are UFOs for sure. I was, the other night I was driving back, it was late at night. Yes. And I saw some crazy shit in the sky and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> but it turned out to be like some like weird flashing lights that uh, were reflecting off of something, but it kind of oh, tripped me out. Damn, but such a shame. I was a little disappointed. But that. I wish I had seen that because that's awesome. Yeah, and there was multiple people that reported it. I guess police, fire, and um, aim, I think in Howard. In Howard, Howard's not too far. Like, they were just walking. No, where was that at? That was in Howard. One of them said Howard. One of them said it was like sighting in Howard. Yeah, the L one going to R two. Yes. Hey, Bob, get in formation. That's a real. If that's yeah. another country's thing, okay, which will probably be said. Hmm. Great question. Whoa. Why they're in Wisconsin, but also. Do we have something that can do that? Yeah. Because oh, that's, if that's Tom listen, Cruise. What they took, yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise is piloting that vessel. I don't know what you're talking about. That's TC. I mean, Tom Cruise is definitely leading our resistance. You know, yes. if it's Independence Day, right? Yeah. And and we got these crafts that show up. TC. You know, we're getting Tom's either he's playing the Bill Pullman role with giving us that great speech, mm-hmm. or he's you know leading the leading the attack. Much like the president did in that movie as well. Yeah. Do you think, okay, do you think these particular set of aliens, before we go home, mm. God do Lambeau Monday night, right? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think that's it? That's why Probably. are they in Wisconsin? Probably. <laughs> Anyways, hey. Listen, listen, you walk around Wisconsin for long enough, you realize there's a lot of aliens here. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance that every one of them are coming in town every single weekend. You guys have a game. Yeah. Joe and Troy talked about how Lambo has done it right. 
you know, how the museum's there. There's things to do. It's not like it didn't get too commercially. It, it's kind of kept its sacred, hollowed grounds. So every time people travel to Lambeau, it's nice to hear that again, you know, and reinforce it that it still got it in 2022 when it could certainly have sold out and went through, uh, astray. What a place. Happy, hope the aliens had a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably did. Yeah, safe yeah. travels. Have you guys had probably a good time? Probably safe still downstairs in his house. Safe yeah, all right. Uh, safe Poor gals. They, they stay in your basement? Where they stay? Yeah, you're know right. There. Thank you. Let's please not. Okay. Don't sign a gender. Don't assume. Yeah. I think yeah, they may. I, mean, I don't know if grays uh, have genitalia, so, you know, Good. I don't want to put any. How do they reproduce? Well, we don't know. Signs. They're fingies. Yeah, they, sure could, they, they could fingy like Finger Harrison dance. Phillips. I'm sure they're fucking Oh, yeah, hung. watch out, Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm sure there are some planets maybe, that have hammers. Maybe, like Dave, there's a different orifice that's involved, you know? Belly button, maybe. Uh, yeah, you're right. Belly buttons. Yeah. That's gross. There's a, lot of things, um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that could be true. I do remember when Katy Perry told us not to call them aliens, though. You remember that? that uh, uh, no, Demi, uh, Lovato. Demi Lovato. Yeah. Demi Lovato. Yeah. Said they don't she assume did? their pronouns. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know it wasn't Katy Perry because she malfunctioned. The one time. And yeah, we, we can't talk be, about that. We never know who's watching. I do believe her <laughs> eyelashes glue, yes. you know, potentially. Mm-hmm. Did seem to be a uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of a, but she was tired. She was saying she was crushing it. Demi said. Hey, guys. Guys, nothing to see there. Nothing to see. All right. Let's move along. Because yeah. okay, there was an article me? about that, too. Right. Hey, there was uh, an article about that about me? you, too. First thing you yeah. did. Gas him up. Just gas him up. Not doing it. Anyways, I appreciate the fact you have an open mind and you're not a robot. Uh, and I enjoy the fact that you get judged for that every single day. I believe the good thing about this country is being able to believe in whatever. Oh, yeah. And those who believe in something that isn't that aliens exist, I would like you to watch that video from Wisconsin and just tell me, okay, there's a drones from another country. Sweet. Next thought. Are we fucked if other countries can do that and we can't? Something to think about. Let's just hope whoever's in control of those very nice people. Let's just assume they have all the best intentions in mind. That's why they created something that has 10,000 Gs and nobody else because they wanted good things to happen. Mm -hmm. So let's just uh, let's continue living in a world where nothing makes sense, but you can believe whatever you want. And whatever makes you happy, you keep moving into. Boom. And I hope the aliens pop over here to Indiana one night. Why not? I look up over here. Come hang out. Yeah. Let the dogs out. Suck you. Suck you right up into that craft. Who let the dogs out? Probes. I'm Probes not, everywhere. Who? 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 who, who I'm who, not going to get sucked up. Okay? Not by no. You've seen the movie? You've seen the movie? Mars Attacks? Uh, what's it called? The, the one that uh, they're talking about the guy whose who's story happened in the 90s. Bob Lazar? He got sucked up in the probe. No, not Bob. Just like A.J. Hawk doesn't get sucked up on a play-action pass, yep. mm-hmm. I'm not getting sucked up by any alien. But I would okay. like to talk to him. I'd like to extend my hand. Mm-hmm. I could see you getting sucked up by an alien for sure. Yeah, I got a big head. I guess big target. You You'd know be what too mean? nice. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? And all of a sudden, I'm getting sucked up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Man, I wonder how that'll go. All right, time for the book club. Ladies and gentlemen, we started something uh, last year that made the world a better place. We made the world a smarter place. We put a spotlight on reading that nobody else was doing at the time. Ladies and gentlemen, there's the Oprah book club. There's the Ellen DeGeneres book club. I don't know if it's still around or not. And then there's the Aaron Rodgers book club. Hell yeah. Last season was such a smashing success, we ran it back again. The first book of the Aaron Rodgers book club 2.0 was The Mastery of Love. And we ran through all the greats. 1984, The Art of Contemplation, How to Change Your Mind, Healing, which was a good breathing book. The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross, Love Wins, Keanu Reeves Coloring Book, obviously for the doofuses like myself, Connor, Ty, Diggs, and AQ. Into the Wild, Recovery, Freedom from Our Addictions with Wes O'Brien. 
and then the missing element by Deborah Silverman last week in the next book of the Aaron Rodgers book of Supernatural. The Coronation by Charles Eisenstein. Ooh. Ooh. E equals and see this sub this this subtitle here. Essays from the COVID uh, moment. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. What's it about? Charles, what are we talking about? Charles is a graduate of <laughs> Yale. He wrote another book called The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. Fantastic book. Fouch do the prologue. Uh, what? Did, did Fouch do the prologue? This picture here. Yeah, I just want to give you a little background on it. But uh, it's a bunch of essays that he wrote between 2020 and 2022. He just published it. Uh, he is a buddy of mine and uh, right. a fascinating, uh, brilliant, brilliant human being. And I think anybody with an open mind uh, who can look at the last yeah. couple of years from a objective point of view. Yeah, of course. And an open mind would enjoy some of the uh, wisdom uh, in his essays here. Hell yeah. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. A lot of people have very open minds. talk about the denominator. And just do their thing. Listen, but those of you who are completely obedient and subservient and do not have a a mind that is able to function without being told what to do, I don't think this book is for you. I don't think this book is for you. But if you have... You know, if you have a, a mind that's open to taking in information uh, uh, and learning, then you might sure. enjoy coronation. If you want something that's maybe not as COVID-driven, then I would say, and you still want to learn about my friend Charles Eisenstein, I would read The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible, oh. uh, which is a fascinating book. That would make nice. you feel good. I'm happy to hear, like... When 1984 was in the book club? Sure. No conversations about that. Nope. I'm happy to hear that this book club is driving real combos, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mention's going to heat up here for the next couple hours on this whole thing, but I do... Listen, b- hey, hey, Pat, I don't mean to cut you off, but what's more fun than going to a, a party, right? Mm-hmm. Holiday party, yeah. you know, and getting into the nitty-gritty, you know, talking politics, talking COVID... Christmas, Talking yeah, religion, mm-hmm. you know, what are some of these topics that really, you know, you know, to get a fire up grandma or fire up that crazy uncle you got, oh, whatever it might yeah. be. These are the kind of these are the kind of books, yeah. you know, that can lead to you know better conversations. We're not going to have yeah. those crazy. My MVP just hit 101, painted the black. Real shit. Okay. All, right. <laughs> All right. I hope everybody gets a chance to read that or The Heart Grows Fonder. Yep. What's the other one from uh, Mr. Yeah. Eisen? Nailed it. No, it's the, yep. more beautiful world or, the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. Hell yeah. There it is. Yep. Or Get- if you don't want that, you want to read about essays from a philosopher during COVID, read The Coronation. Hell oh, yeah. Great book club. Honestly, driving conversation. Big conversation. We appreciate it. A big uh, Merry Christmas to you, Pat. All oh, you too. Uh, to all the boys Thank and you all your care. significant others. Thank and you. especially to Laura Hawk Hell and yeah. the kids. Uh, especially um, that one kid named after the singer from Pearl Jam. I really Hell like yeah. that one. Hell yeah. Love you, Eddie. Hey, we appreciate you. Merry <laughs> Christmas to you too, pal. <laughs> love you, Eddie. We appreciate you, man. It's veteran. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eddie, but, but do love Eddie. Better. Yeah, we love Eddie Shout too. out to both. Yep. Love you, Eddie. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, pal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what else is still possible? We can somehow get smarter. Mm-hmm. What? A lot of room for growth in that department. And today, 
We're going to get smarter in the trenches. Hell yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the 16th installment, 15th installment mm-hmm. of the big boys being appreciated for the big plays and their big bumps. It's time to go in the trenches with 12-year NFL veteran offensive lineman and Super Bowl champion, A.K. Shipley. Let's go. Had a baby AQ. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We got some good ones this week. We got some new ones. Yeah. But we're always going to start with these guys, huh? This is the team, huh? This is the team. And they, I mean, I'm telling you, this is as well blocked of a run play as you're going to see all year. It's awesome. We're going to start literally from left to right. Let's first start with Juszczyk. You may think he gets bodied here by Diggs coming off the edge, Whoa. but he doesn't. This is exactly what you want a fullback to do. He's downhill. He's inside out. You keep the guy wide. So that, we'll start with him. Perfect. Then we get as good of a run block by a tight end, right? We hate that matchup. Tight end on D-end, right? Mm-hmm. 89 on Bruce Irvin, right? Watch the footwork. His footwork will mirror an offensive lineman. He does such a good job. Most tight ends, when they're asked to block, their feet cross over. He's boom, oh, boom, boom, oh, and just blocking. Wow. Look at that. Look at is that. that 2.2 AQ? Is, that, is there a, a reason point. he's in a two-point? Just because he came in motion. So, he, I mean, just mm. keeping oh, okay. one guy off the ball. Giveaway. Keep the receiver, whatever. So, there it is. Mm. Then, Trent Williams, I'm just going to say this again, one of one. Most people that come off the ball and this guy disappears, when I say disappear, slants, to be able to put the foot in the ground and get back up on this linebacker, 99% of linemen in this league can't do it. Now, watch Trent, gets the block right off his ass, and then here's the best part. On the backside, let's rewind this just a little bit further. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And check this out. He's got him, he's got him. But when they run a TE, the ability for him to not sell out, they both double hinge, work back out, and be able to pass this off. Watch McGlinchey on the backside climb right now. Doesn't chase his guy. Stays inside out. Perfect pull block. And you get the rookie, Mason. He wants to score. One-on-one. He's got to beat one, right? Got to beat one. Oh, oh, oh. He wants to score. But he's career. doing a smart play. He doesn't score because he knows the situation. You of see that? Yeah, he, he made a nice Smart move by the rookie. Yeah. Smart, Four. smart move. Heady player. Heady. Team guy. Hey, this guy right here. Yeah. Uh, not only is he incredible what he does, you said best in the game, right? Unbelievable. He's the best tackle of this decade, maybe of his era. Whoa. And right now, he's the best. He might, I mean, you might be able to put him in the best football player in the National Football League. So, you know, at the, when they're coming out of the tunnel, Debo and him up in the front with the thing, yeah. when you don't see, when they get down to the bottom and the camera cuts away, Trent's in the front of that entire team. Uh, I don't want to say orchestrating, but like doing, the, and everybody's alongside of him. Seems like he is the perfect teammate as well. Like, it seems Gotta like everybody it. fucking loves him. Dog. He just so happens to be your best player and a dog as well. Yeah. What a perfect guy to have on your team, especially if you're trying to make a championship run. Absolutely. He's the guy. He's the guy that makes this whole thing go. They got a tough test this week. They're playing against arguably the best interior defensive line in the league with Washington, but you got to feel good about what these guys are doing up front leading into the playoffs. Hell yeah. Sucks that he tipped it, though. Yeah. yeah, he just keeps tipping those plays and just somehow keeps fucking people up. It's wild. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. Somehow, some way. Pat, we talked about this pre-show. Hey, this is unbelievable. Wait till we see this. I'm going to put people. Hold up. Stop, stop, stop. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Sorry about it. Sorry You're about good. It. You're good. Let's watch him. Let's oh, watch yeah. him. Let's watch him. Let's watch him. Let's watch him. We send Justin Jefferson, best receiver in football, <laughs> in motion. Everybody is going to go with him. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we are faking it 
and giving the pitch back out. We used to call this flip at nine. It's like a fake jet motion flip opposite. Look at that. Everybody goes with Justin Jefferson. Everybody else, you don't even really have to worry about just kind of getting the way here. But the two key blocks on this when we get the toss out in front, Cleveland, phenomenal job getting up on Franklin, getting front side and just driving. Watch Derisaw throw Gilmore into the bleachers. Derisaw. You hate that guy. Derisaw is an absolute monster. Top five tackle in the league already. How come you never talk about yeah, him? Yeah, why How don't you never get, didn't give the wild I mean, he's only been on this segment 12 out of the 15 fucking weeks. The guy no. never <laughs> you didn't no. give the wild any love down here. Yeah, KJ Osborne yeah. and Thielen. Where's, Thielen? Where oh, yeah, great, 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 okay. great down block on night by Thielen there. And then you also get Osborne inside to oh. allow the crack toss. Hunting Gakwe? Yeah. Jeez. This is big time. All right. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's good leverage goals. by Kevin O'Connell in yeah, this no running game. That's right. Yes. AQ, I have a quick question for you. If you run back to the beginning, Pat. Yes, sir. Look at 17. His He has – so he, he's going to be, you know, cracking down here. Yep. He has outside foot up, which is probably different than normal. Would you mm-hmm. – would that tip you? You think he only does that if he's blocking down here? It's oh. a great point, AJ. I didn't even notice that. That's a great, great wow. point. Is that That's, something you guys uh, look at, AJ? Is that something you guys look at? Absolutely. Of course you look at that, especially if you're that D end. I want to know as well. But they could be messing with you, too. He, he might give, switch it off. Could be, but if you do have that inside foot, you're right, because then you got to go here to here. You're probably too stepping hard, under. Yeah. It's too hard to get that crack toss. That's a great, great point. That's something only A.J. Hawk would notice, though. That's why he's the all-time winning tackle. That's a great key read right there. I can't play play. cover two defense, though. Bro, this is crazy. I wish. I love cover two. It would have been great to play that. But you're right. Look at the influence that Jefferson has. It's unbelievable. How many people – because, listen, you don't need all that. Literally, there's only one tight end arcing. Two of these guys could handle this very efficiently, and they get five fucking people running with them there. Jesus. Like I said, Dara saw out in space. Look at Man, that. Look how athletic is. that is. He can move. It's yeah. unbelievable. He's really good. Yeah. He can dunk a basketball. And I'm not even kidding you. Like, if you watch this game and actually just watch Dara saw break it down, <laughs> he had three blocks like that where he puts people down. He does a, a, a jump set fake kind of thing that I've only ever seen Jason Peters, Taryn Armstead, and Trent Williams do. What's the fucking – what do we have with those three people? Good. Three of the best in the game, All right? Dean cusses. He does like a fake <laughs> jump set to throw off timing and gets back on Ngakwe. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's playing at a super high level. We'll keep talking up Christian Derrissaw. We good? Yeah, all right. All right. We'll see. All right. I mean, 67's just lounging up there too. Nobody to block. Hey, this all is right. – Where's the, where's the defense at? <laughs> we get it. We, we get, get it. it. Okay, let's move it. along. Just wondered. All right, so Jeez. we could have we put up the game winner in overtime. We could have put up a bunch of the other plays. The reason I wanted to put this one is because what do we like to talk about on here? Wrinkles. Oh. <laughs> Wrinkles. Creative Creative So here's what this play is meant to be pre-snap before we get this thing going. It's literally just your standard inside zone single back week that we've seen over and over again. He blocks out on him. They work some form of a single up to 48. They work a little slip block on the backside up to Kirksey. And then we're two for two on the backside. But here's what we do. We run the same exact play, except we switch a little responsibility. We block Trey Smith down here. We call that cutting the defense. Now you get clear lanes that you want to run through. We're cutting here. We're going to loop around Creed Humphrey, one of the best centers in the game. I think he's the leading Pro Bowl getter for center. Him and Kelsey, yeah. Okay, so he goes around. He's got him. But check what we're going to do. This is what you got to love. This is why you, you call this poetry in motion with everybody up front. He is taught to run off the fucking ball. Wiley, boom, let's run off the ball in this DN. If he slants inside, 
Now we leave him for the center, exchange responsibility again. So we just exchanged three responsibilities from what it was supposed to be pre-snap and watch this just turn into poetry in motion. We get a big gaping right hole. Look at that. <clears throat> oh, Pacheco. I mean, how hard. good is that? His head down. How good is that? Really good. Pretty damn good. Boom. Bang. And then he runs through contact. you got to love seeing that out of a young running back. Yeah, go yeah. down sometimes, though. Nah, you just run yeah. through it. Well, well be careful. fumble. Yeah, because yeah, McKinnon's behind you. Mm-hmm. And he's playing really, really he good. He and we all love you, Pacheco. So mm-hmm. let's keep seeing you out there. Come on. Great point. McKinnon is playing great football. But you got to love this. They just cut the defense right now and create the hole. They don't. If he would have just run the regular zone concept... This could wash, this could wash. You don't know if you got this same hole. But by cutting the defense right now, boom, it's cut. And then Humphrey does a phenomenal job adjusting. And I think what he's doing here, everybody thinks, oh, he might be just throwing his head down. Nope. He's trying to get his head front side and watch him wheel on it right there. Wow. Great. Really good shit. He almost does like a can opener, but on the flip side, and then gets good leverage on the inside. Exactly. Better than the band. Little jump turn. Little wheel on it. Oh, he's pulling a little wheel on it. There it is. And that's a... Creative gadget. Da, da, da. Again, I love, I love that. I love when they take one responsibility and switch it, and it changes the Hell whole yeah. play. AJ, you're fucked here, pal. Yeah, AQ, how often do they – well, also, the center snapping left-handed always looks weird to me. Is that awkward for a quarterback? It, it, it certainly looks it. I mean, I can't get used to it either, but when he was coming out, I was like, oh, that's weird as shit. But, I mean, he's obviously become one of the better centers Holmes in the league okay right now. Yeah, this guy's Does this good. happen a lot, though, AQ, where you could – like, they're almost – they shift their responsibility on the run depending on what the defense is doing, like with their leverage. So a lot of a lot of coaches are very hesitant to do this because this DN can yeah. really yeah. blow up this play if he doesn't go as flat, right? If it's just one stepping up the field, he probably oh. blows up this play. So they, a lot of times you tell this guy to stick and stay, and the center's got to react. But then what that does is what? Now you're Keeps fucking him. telling the tackle to play hesitant. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. telling tackle to basically kind of, and then you cut the hole off already because now he's got to try and play inside out because he's got to face the two way go. So it's a reactionary responsibility. It is. That's a lot of trust in the players, which is so trust. much harder than it looks. Like how AQ is drawing up here. To, okay, yeah, they they just take. Okay, if this guy comes here, I got to keep wheeling around. No, like that's really hard to do. I'm forgetting his head across really there is absurd. It's here's absurd. Re- here's real time. Oh shit! All right, got this guy. Let me got get him. around. Him. Like if Humphrey doesn't get his head across, that's Hughes too, yeah. right? Great oh athlete. That's Jerry Hughes? Yep. <clears throat> Great athlete. Veteran. Great athlete. Very successful. Yep. So being able to flip around them like that yep. on the fly. Yeah. You got a face mask, I think. Great. Really, really good stuff by them. And look, it's December football. Mm-hmm. This team is showing and proving what matters when it comes to December, January, February. you got to be able to run the football. So they make an emphasis on this moving forward. Speaking of. The brand, brand new lies. Let's go. We have not shown a ton of these plays. This is the end of the first half, so, again, not a crazy meaningful play. It just goes to show what Detroit is doing and making an emphasis. This is in a two-minute drill at the end of the half, and how are we going to get the most effective play going right here? What do we do? We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Ideal box for running the football. I don't know if they check to this because they like the box, but this is what you want to run. Every single sub run you have in the game plan is good versus a six box, what we call. We get two high safeties. Basically, on the trap, the two front side guys are going to leave this guy unblocked for the guard pulling and trapping, and they are responsible for the two linebackers. So he goes to the backside linebacker. 
he goes to the front side linebacker. If for some fucking reason he was over here, he was over here, the safety was down weak, he would have a two-way go, sift responsibility, him to him, most dangerous threat. But because it's a six box, we got people for people. Boom. Trap. 63. Let him bluff him. Boom. Boom. Bluff him. Boom. Boom. Trap. Tight end just keeps this guy wide. And watch this hole. Ooh. Oh, you see what's happening? See the little bluff? Uh-oh. Boom. He's around. Here comes Penny. Boom. There it is. That's awesome. That's all you got to do. Uh-oh. And then you get the big boys up on the second level. Boom. Boom. See ya. Boom. 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 Spin move. You give Swift a little hole to run through where he doesn't have any indecision. Yep. Whoa. My man gets downhill and can fucking roll. What's that about? What are you talking about? He can get side to side sometimes. Lions fans don't like it. You're talking about Philly, right? That's what they call him? Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was that uh, one time in From Georgia. No, because he's from Philly. But yeah, that was. Played at Georgia. Certainly something happened. Played down in Georgia. They loved him down there. We saw him at the SEC championship game. They would just, they would literally just say, give the ball to Philly. Give, Give the ball to Philly. I'm like, who the fuck is Philly? Like running back from Philly. Better than everybody on the field right now. Well, Joe Burrow was on the other side and Jamar Chase. So, I don't know if he's better than everybody, but he was a fucking great player then. Seems to be a great player for the Lions, too, right? You guys just don't like him because he dances too much? I love him. I think he's one of those guys that when he has the ball, he does things that other guys can't do. And then you got Jamal Williams on the other side who's kind of the power back. So, I think it's actually perfect. But some Lions fans think he goes a little uh, side to side too He's an East-West guy. Yes. I was told he's their best player. But he's awesome. I love him. The group up front in Detroit, though? They're the game changer, AQ, 100%. This only happens this year because of those guys. That's right, Foxy. They are making this whole operation go. It's the only reason Goff has been good. Like, I really genuinely believe that because we got a run game and he's protected. When he's not protected, he's not a good quarterback. Who's their offensive line? Yeah, who's their – I'm sorry. But who is their offensive line coach? Hank Fraley, longtime center in the NFL. Robert Morris College, yeah. Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Bobby Wow. Mo. I bet wow. he likes Joe Donardo, unlike you. Yeah, Undrafted free agent to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh lets him go at the end of the preseason, goes to Philadelphia, starts for Donovan McNabb for about nine or ten years as Philadelphia center. Now wow. offensive line coach for the Detroit Lions. Yep. And they're not the Detroit Lions. They're the brand new Lions. Because his group is performing. Penny's a dog, huh? Penny's a dog. Awesome. Frank Ragnow, the center. Awesome. I mean, they Skip, got Decker, Decker, Stud. I mean, they got some dudes up front. Okay, apparently you think Skip's yeah. ass, but what about Skip? Skip's an unbelievable Skip. swing right now. A plug-and-play guy. Okay. You hate him. I love him. I love him. Game ball early in the year. <laughs> they're yeah. big. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're big. Their center's huge. Their center's like, I think Frank Ragnar, look, look him up. I, I think am six, on it. Six, five, he, three, he played 20. with a broken freaking neck last oh, year. Yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, he had yeah, the throat yeah. deal, right? Throat. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. AJ, they're big dudes. That's a big group. Six, five, three. It's a lot of first rounders on that line. Yep. Yeah. That's how big you build. dudes that can move. They all move like they, you shouldn't be able to move like O linemen can move in the NFL. Like it's getting crazier and crazier, I think. That's what I said earlier. It's no longer the fat sos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You see McGlinchey? You, AQ, have you ever seen McGlinchey in person? Oh, he's huge. I thought he was a basketball player. Yeah. I saw him out in Tahoe, and I'm like, who is this giant monster that is, like, lean and shredded? And it was McClinchy. I'm like, geez. Hey, they're, no like, idea. all lean and shredded yeah. almost. Now, yeah. I, I saw Pew out there. Yeah. We were golfing in Arizona with AQ. Yeah. This dude walked over to us, and he was just strapped. Looked like a linebacker yeah. or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, do you weigh 215 pounds? Uh, 270 right now or whatever. It's like, oh, so you're just at? Yeah, I'll just put on like 15 pounds or whatever. And he's just like fucking Huge. yoked. I'm like, like a tight end. This is what offensive linemen are now. Offensive linemen are like 
big bodies who are just absolutely strapped. You've got to be able to counteract. Again, we talked about it. It's, it's cyclical, and we're going to start seeing probably the big bodies sooner than later. But the Aaron Donalds, the J.J. Watts, that world Wide. that changed the defensive line has changed the way offensive linemen are, too. you got to be able to hmm. got to be able to move with them. And that's why Detroit got an old school, man. Yeah, These are some big yeah, bodies, man. man. Just gonna fucking ball. move them. People man. movers. Yeah, man. That's Hell skill, yeah, man. man. Hey, I want you to pause this mid-spin. We, sh- we saw this, you know, whenever Saquon gets through the hole. Classic duo play. I just want to point this out. Hold on, hold on. Duo, duo. Let's do it. Guard, duo. tackle. Duo, duo, duo versus inside zone, AQ. I see that's going on, on the internet. Two, no, duo's gap scheme. Check this out. Duo gap scheme. We get two double teams. That's the reason why it's called duo. Double team, double team. Double team here to here. Double team here to here. Man, man. And then we just get him downhill. I just want to point this out. They got the ball back. I think the score was 17 to 12. Mm -hmm. One possession game in the fourth quarter. Six minutes to go. They ran three run plays from their own side of the field. I think they're at their own 20. Three carries, 41 yards. Ran the same exact fucking play three times in a row to him. 10, 12, 20, whatever the hell it was. Against this group. Against this group, who's an absolute stud, Jonathan Allen, absolute stud, Payne. And watch them get movement here, movement here, and watch this dude get downhill like a rolling ball butcher knife. Check it out. Again, exchanging responsibilities on the run. Got to love that. Everything looks great on paper until they run a fucking blitz on the weak side. How do you pick it up? You're three for three? Look at this shit. Dude's in midair. Spin zone. Keep it going. And pause it again. He stutters after wow. that. Wow. I mean. That's old Saquon. Yeah. That's special, isn't it? I think it? this is new Saquon. Right? Yeah. I think this is like yeah. the best Saquon. 2.0. Watch the end, though. Doesn't he hit him with a little stutter after the spin? Watch. Yeah, a little Real stutter quick. and then, like, kind of pull back. Yep. Right there. Oop. Yep. Man. Yeah. That oh. feels so good. Think about how cool he felt whenever he hit him with that left. Whoop. Yeah. Gotcha. After a, a freak spin. So much fun, I bet. I bet that's so much fun to do against professional athletes. I tried it one time. I got hit so hard, my one knee bruised my thigh on the inside. But think about how cool that would have been just to hit a spin move on somebody. Be like, oh, shit, that was a professional athlete. You do that in backyard football or on the street or something to somebody, feels good. Pick up basketball, feels good. Couldn't even imagine what it would feel like on prime time against an NFL guy. And then after that, you have to wear it without a hit. Oh, wait, here's a guy. Little hezzy right here. That was like a shady. Yeah. That was like a shady type cut right there. Go back to the beginning real quick. I just want to point out that little switch off on the backside. Same thing, right? First of all, we got to give love to these guys too. First round pick a year ago, Andrew Thomas. First round pick this year, Evan Neal. Look at this. Now watch this. They run the will over the top on the backside. We slant the backside in. This was supposed to be a scoop to there, but check it out. Eyes are in the right place. You see that. He sees that to that. Boom. Now we can pass this off. Left guard goes to here. Feliciano sticks and stays. 78, Andrew Thomas wheels back on the wheel. It's really good shit, man. When you see stuff on the run like that, that's, that's well-coached teams up front. And smart. Look at the O-line. Look at the O-line. Oh, yeah. Jack, Jacked too, up. as they finish that whole play. Feliciano. I fucking love this team. Huh? Everybody yeah. is. Yeah. Saquon having the option to do that type of spin move and then run a dude over if he really wants to is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah dude. Look mm. at all these dudes, AJ. So excited. Fun fact, they also don't have one wide receiver. Look at playing, that. So. Oh. Actually, Darius. 73 picking them up. Yeah. Let's go. Feliciana going banana. 78 flexing. Let's go. I mean, that's a big deal. Let's Young go. dudes, too. Think about what Bill Belichick said. Remember what Bill Belichick yep. said whenever people celebrate? He showed a, a 
touchdown or something, nobody celebrating. He's like, what do you think this is telling the other team? What, that we're not having fun, that we're not in this? And then he showed everybody celebrating. He's like, what do you think this is telling the other team about who they're playing? Imagine seeing that fucking offensive line that just won three straight same plays, 10, 12, 20, whatever it is, and then immediately afterwards they're going to, you're look at 70 fucking eight, dude. How awesome is that? Young guys. This is a group that had to get the run game going again, and they did against a very good front. That's fucking sweet. I'm a big fan of that. Bronovich, you should be pretty pumped up over there in G-Man land, especially with how cool Dayball looks with that hoodie. And the goatee. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Is that what you're dressing up like for Halloween forever? It should just be him. (laughs) It should be him every day. It should be Dayball every day. others, too. I love it. I love it. Whoa. NASCAR guy. That's funny. Hey, we saw this earlier, huh? The NASCAR guy? <laughs> NFL people, too. Brandon Scherf. Former oh, NFL yeah. people. Brandon Scherf. Well, okay. One former school? one. Yeah, let's go. No NASCAR guy. <laughs> Bald white yeah, with goatee. Yeah, what yeah. have you been up to lately? <laughs> Bald white with goatee. Were you in Mexico? I certainly was not in Mexico. Yeah, you, you sure? Were you in Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, was <laughs> it looks <laughs> just like you. Bar. Glad I didn't get that far. You sure? Nope, not me. Might be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Clearly something. Um, Brandon Scherf having an all-pro type season. We saw this earlier. We get a little screen. We get Trevor Lawrence playing great football. Drops back, makes it look like a pass. Boom. We hit the screen. We get Scherf out in space. He's got Curse lined up. Eyes are there. Oh, Uh-oh. No, no. Target acquired. Curse is coming downhill. Oh, no. Tries to shake him. Oh, uh, no. You couldn't do it. Wait for it. Boom! How bad did that Hey, hurt? he took care of the blocker, though. He took care of the blocker so his buddy could make the tackle. Yeah, he forced him back inside. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what you guys teach on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball, congratulations. Because he just got fucking melee. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Hey, is this one? This one's going to be real good, too. Check this out. The minute he loops out, we tell... That guard, put the brakes on, go back, and find some ribs. Because he, Ooh. if he was going to rush the quarterback, he would be running there or there. But the minute he loops out, you know it's a fire zone. What's a fire zone? When you get everybody kind of slanting there and the pressure from the other side. So here he goes. He puts it here. He's going to drop. We get that. We get the pressure. Oh. He's coming around Uh-oh. on the TE, who, by the way, no. would have gotten home had he not come back. Uh-oh. Now just let this thing run. Oh, oh, no. No. He's defenseless. He's defenseless. You can't hit him there. I agree. Oh, no. Not looking. AJ, this, AJ, this one's tough. Oh! 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 My God. Good God. I mean, how good is that? There ain't nothing nine can do, pal. Nothing. There's nothing you, you can do. You lined him up from a mile away. Oh, my. He right here. Bro, look at nine's looking this way right now. Oh, yeah. He thinks he just beat the guard. Boom. I'm getting home. Joe Burrow. Oh, I got him. Boom. Wow. Because oh. he's getting home if he doesn't come back there. Leading with the crowd. Oh, wow. Jeez. Is that Kappa? Is that revenge from former Buccaneers? No, Kappa's on the right side. Okay. Kind of coming back. That's Cordell Volson, I think, second-year player. Look North at Dakota that. State. Look at that say? form. I mean, he's going shoulder tackle Vicious. right. This is John Cena flying through oh, the yeah. air. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Playing for America, though. I mean, that is so good. (laughs) And it's funny because this happened, I think, in the third quarter. And earlier in the first and second quarter, the Buccaneers ran this uh, pressure a couple times. And he kept coming back. And 
there was nothing there. There was nothing there. You could see he was waiting for this. He finally got one. Jeez, and he just jogs it off. Yep. Is, is one of the boys telling him, I saw what you just did there in between plays yeah. or not? I guarantee you my man Alex Kappa playing right guard who used to play for the Buccaneers for the last three, four years. Saw him, and he goes, hey, great hit, bud. Great hit. Yeah. one of those. And then one we move on. And then we, we move can, on. Then we're back to our exaggerated misery. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's some Offensive line so. play. That's exactly right. A non, what do we say? Anonymity. That a baby. Holy shit. Look at that word, boys. Nice. Penn State educated. Okay. Yeah. You. That. Speaking of educated, we feel like we've gotten much smarter in the yeah. trenches this year. We can't Let's thank go. you enough, ladies and gentlemen. Super Bowl champion, host of In the Trenches with AQ Shift. AQ! All right. Let's get the hell out of here. It's been a hell of a day, hasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Look how yes. good you look right there, pal. Let's go. AQ looks awesome. Nice. Yeah. By the way, not a fatso. No. 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 Not a fatso. Nope. How's why, fight camp? Thanks to Jay, yeah. Yeah, how is fight camp? Fight camp has been on hold for a little bit. Oh, no, you quit. No, I didn't quit. COVID? I need to get back. COVID? I need to get back. You quit the fight, oh, thing. Oh, no, you say. Was, what's that all about, AJ? Yeah, New Year's, new me. The week before you Thanksgiving. Out? No, the week before Thanksgiving was the last time I went. It's bad. It's been, it's been tough. All these seasons. Hey, I've got, I haven't been on a treadmill in a while either. A lot, yeah. of, people, a lot of people saying, hey, I seen on your IG story you're on that treadmill every morning. Haven't seen one two, three weeks. It's like, you got me. You're not supposed <laughs> to. been busy. From Thanksgiving to New Year's, you're not supposed to. It's impossible. I don't know how you've done this your entire life, AJ. Because right now, there's a platter of fucking oh treats out God. there that look so good. They are. They are. So, so good. Who brought them? Tone. Tony. Tone's dentist. Great job, Tone. Good for you, Tone. Who is it from? My wife. She, that spread that was put together right Crushed there? It. Unbelievable. It looks good. I've just looked at it, closed my eyes. <laughs> Tasted it and then walked away. Yeah. So, oh, that chocolate covered pretzel right oh there. Oh my God, it's so good. Ooh, Don't worry though, because those aren't making it through the rest of the day. Yeah, peppermint okay. brownie, they'll be gone. This one, this one I'm saying, dude, there is an assortment of delicious looking treats out there. Yes. And there's also an opportunity. You know, I've kind of let myself, and this is kind of, I'm kind of a bitch made cap for this. Uh, I've kind of let myself just buy into the time zone change being a reason. Sure. Like, I've, I've come in. Like an hour later than I normally would have for a few of these days. 45 minutes later. It's because I can't fall asleep at night still because yeah. this time zone. Like, figure it out, dude. You know what I mean? Wake up. Get on the treadmill. You know? Be a human. You don't have to give in to every single temptation and be a lazy fuck, right? Say all that. That sounds good. Wait till you see tonight. I'm going to be up till 2 a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that, okay. that alarm's going to go off in the morning. I'm going to say... I was in Vegas. Still got time zone change. I'm going to be lazy. Not going to get on there. Why, why does that happen, AJ? Why, is that, why am I like that? Why can't I fucking just go? I, what do you mean? Everybody has that. Everybody has that. Like, I think Not you. it should be easier. As you get older, it should be much easier to get up early. I think for some reason, like, I think it's harder for me as I get older. Maybe it's the time change. I, I have to make more effort for it, I would say, than, than I feel it's like I kids. used to. It's the kids. Yeah, I that's, yeah. that's part of that's it. That's what it is with me. Yeah. Kids come in at 6 in the morning. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> people- kid, I bet AQ's kids have to have so much fun climbing all over him. You're so oh, big. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, he is beloved by his babies over there. And, um, yeah, I just got to get better at that. Tomorrow. The time I mean, change is killing me, man. I'm tired yeah. at 630. I'm like, all right, is it bedtime? It's so dark. Yeah, and then for whatever reason, my body won't fall asleep until – it's like, hmm. it's fucking with me right now. Still yeah. on Pacific till tomorrow, though. It takes three days. Aliens. 
Because aliens coming through Wisconsin were quite a conversation. Yeah. Howard, I, I lived in Howard in Wisconsin for a little bit. Oh, yeah. that's where the ups live? So those yeah. are good. That's why it's high quality video right yeah, now. That makes Mansion. sense. Any security cameras pick anything up over there, you think? Is there going to be more Definitely. videos? Definitely. <laughs> Weren't those videos old? Weren't those what? like even a couple no, of years? No, it was last night. That was last that was night. Last night. It was actually last night? Yeah. yeah. Come on. You don't lie on the program. Better lock your doors. Why? I'm. We're not getting sucked up. We're just yeah. going to get sucked up and probe. You're going to get sucked up and probe. <laughs> if aliens are walking into houses, I hope. Up. I would like to go back to him quitting his fight team, though. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. this is something we talked about before the show started, and we should, you know, talk about it while AQ's here because, you know, AQ can relate to this more so than anybody else. Matthew Stafford went on his wife's podcast, and he said immediately, I just, I didn't hear this. I only read the headline. And I forget the name of the show, so if somebody... Morning After. Morning After. Okay, here we go. This is from Cantor Holden. Holden Cantor, uh, great L.A. Rams blog reporter, who we have... He's the one who made the Fuck Those Pick shirts. And has we appreciate this man and his reporting. Matthew Stafford announced on his wife's podcast, The Morning After, that he is not retiring. Now, could have put Morning After in uh, quotations there, maybe with a capital letter. Uh, but he was trying to, uh, you know, just inform the world, trying to make the Rams faithful and the Ramley and for the Rampede mm-hmm. uh, to be informed on the situation. Sure. He's not retiring. She asked him straight up, and he answered no right away. Hey, are you retiring for the good of our family? No. no. And I don't know if that's how she asked the question, but nonetheless, he has addressed now the potential retirement elephant that was in the room with Matthew Stafford because he's rich. He's won a Super Bowl. He cemented a Hall of Fame legacy. He's popular. Everything has come together. And why would you want to continue to sign up to get beat up? This man's had a broken neck, broken ribs, multiple concussions. And currently, I think he has a spinal contusion. That's what they're mm-hmm. saying. Yep. So AQ said... He has the same injury as me. I was forced to retire. He's just going to come back and play. I'll be, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on this, honestly. What do you think about Matthew Stafford saying this? And is all, are all spinal contusions the same? I guess you would know a lot more about this as this was your career-ending injury, basically. Yeah, this was intriguing to me as well. I, I mean, I, as soon as it happened, they were like, nope. I mean, you remember the conversation? Yeah. Real quick. Hey, nope, done. So you thought you were going, he thought he was going in to get diagnosed, to get like some treatment. What's going to have to happen next couple weeks. Cause they were in the middle of a playoff push. Oh, yeah. He was playing, playing yeah. well for the team starting at center. Cause Jensen was hurt, I believe at the time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden uh, a hit that you've probably had before with a feeling that you've had before you go into the doctors, just yep. want to set the table here yep. and you're expecting to be able to get back in there. Like any other injury you have. Yep. And then just out of nowhere, abruptly, Hey, you're never playing football again. Say, see this? Circled, which was the spinal contusion. Can't play anymore. Oh, and by the way, for the next six weeks, like, uh, try not to let your kids jump on you. Try not to get into a car accident. Proceeded to, about five weeks later, get rear-ended by a lady going 50. At the tail end oh, of the, uh, the window there. Holy tail end shit. of the window. Yeah. Let's hope you're... Somehow, nothing happened, which was a plus. Yeah. But still, nonetheless, can't play football anymore. So to hear somebody else love Matthew Stafford, came out in the same draft class, trained together before the draft, same place. Um, tough. Tough as can be. Hell of a football player, hell of a career. Bunch of kids, married, Super Bowl. There's a – now, he's made a lot of money, but if he's on the roster, March, March 19th, $57 million becomes guaranteed. Oh. I get it. I just okay, I, mean, I understand the business side of it, and I, I guess I would say no. I'm not retiring at all until I was forced to retire. If there's right. another 57 million coming, March 19th. But AQ, he called me the day this whole thing happened with the doctor, and not, the kids can't climb on you for six weeks or whatever. But he's like, I, I'm not really allowed to like like 
get hit, fall down, like wrestle. They don't know. Like they're, they're telling them to be very careful and to break the tone of the convo. Cause it was pretty emotional for this man. Who's, you know, a football meathead through and through middle of the season in which he's playing for a team. that's potentially going to go win a super bowl. Mm-hmm. He's told out of nowhere on a fucking Monday or Tuesday, Hey, your career's over. It was pretty emotional. It was a serious conversation. I respected and appreciated the fact that you called me on that day. So to break the tone at the end of it, I was like, Oh, so like, at any given moment, I could fucking paralyze you. You need to remember that. You know, like, mm-hmm. that, that, that's how I said it, you know? And he laughed. We laughed. But he was like, yeah, basically I'm being told, like, can't do really anything that's a lot of movement potentially to the spine or, like, the worst thing possible can happen. So when he heard Stafford was like, yeah, I'm coming back. Yeah, it blew my, it blew the my mind. The shock on your eye was, like, legit real. It yeah, was, it was like, like, what? Because, I mean, I was told by numerous doctors, including the top doctor for spines in L.A., like, can't play. Can't put a bar on your back for the rest of your life. Like, no squatting. Oh, like, yeah. in LA, where too. is it? Where is Can you point to it where it is at AQ? Like, where on your neck? C- like, C2, C3, C3, C4. Oh, okay. It's similar. Okay. Is that we something know. like when yeah. people get fused? Is that the area people get fused? Yeah. So that was like, that's an option. And that's an option if like pain persists hmm. and it starts to affect like everyday life. Like, that is like the next option. Which it definitely is, right? Every day. It is. Every day. Every, every day. day. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Get like the little yeah, you barely move your head. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then if it's not the right bed, right, like, I get numbness. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. stand up the next morning. <laughs> right this way, yeah. fuck. Only a few people know what we're doing right now. <laughs> Messed up. And those people have to appreciate it. But that's yeah. his take on a man who had a spinal contusion. On another man who allegedly has a spinal contusion, mm-hmm. saying he's coming mm-hmm. back. He's not retiring. A man who was forced to retire. So it's interesting because I guess there's different severities of it, different placements of it. I don't know. Yeah, and two different positions, but, like, they both, you know, quarterbacks and O-linemen take massive shots. Like, it's not oh, yeah. it's not like he's playing a, you know, position where he can avoid it. Like, even Brady. Brady got hammered on Sunday, mm-hmm. and he goes down whenever he can, but, like you, you guys just said, one hit is all it takes. And, yep. then, and his O-line stinks. Stinks. Like, it's been very bad all year. And they're not drafting an O-lineman in the first round. Or the second round, or the third round. We hope, mate. Can this contusion just heal, or is that? So, if I got an MRI right now, from what I was told, I haven't gotten a recent MRI, but from what I was told by the doctor, that bruise will be there for the rest of my life. Can we ice really? it? Put some stim yeah. on. Yeah, you can't get it. Apparently, there's like no blood flow that can get there to help it like heal. What, what about one of those chambers? What do you mean? You go and you hyperbaric. Yeah, there it is. You ever think about sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber? Maybe that'll give you. Maybe just do it for the next five years straight every night. See if it see if it disappears. Yeah, yeah. do, do my own science. Put the pads sleep, back on. Sleep away what if from like Costa Rica. Get some of those stem. Get those like yeah. massive amounts of stem cells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, ayahuasca. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe the ayahuasca will travel to your Boga. spine because they do it with mushrooms. You got to do a yeah. spinal yeah, tap spinal. to find. So yeah. maybe that's how we get in there. Boom. Possibly. Maybe just have like glaze, like karate chop it and reverse the. <laughs> yeah. Reverse <laughs> the cruise. It's a great. Call. He's the only guy we can trust. Yeah, yeah. I assume. What, what is Glaze saying every fight club that AJ, AQ doesn't show up at? Well, I'll tell you what, AQ, you don't, you know, if you don't start taking this more seriously, you're going to end up turning into one of those floppy fat thoughts we were talking about, okay? <laughs> what is it? get you in here. Jay, what do you say to all, everybody else whenever AQ doesn't show up? What do, you, do you talk any shit about him? Like, oh, this guy well, can't... I just basically say, like, hey, can you believe this big push uh, still isn't coming in here? And, and it's because he knows I'm going to fucking come right down Broadway with a one-two and bloody up his <laughs> nose and his lip, and I'm going to... I'm I'm gonna give it to him all day. I ain't going anywhere, baby. So you know, get used to it, AQ. Right down Broadway. <laughs> I don't blame you for not wanting to come back in here. You're tired of fucking eat, eating these things. Did 
did Jay, did you have a good time in Qatar, or what was the situation <laughs> yeah. there for Well, uh, we talked about it last time. Uh, I think it was that I ate like a bad day-old goat's penis or something. I got COVID from it. <laughs> 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 I had to come home right away. It wasn't COVID? <laughs> yeah, no, it was it, in the penis. Yeah, tummy ache from day-old goat's penis. Tummy <laughs> ache. All right. Shout out, Jay. Shout, Shout out, Jay. Out. Shout Shout out, Jay. Love Jay. you, Jay. Miss you, Glaze. Hey, Jay, don't let this guy fucking run from your fight club any longer. Get no. this guy yeah. back in the gym. I'm on my way. All right. Hey, what? You want to make some putts here, pal? Why? Let's do it. Yes. I want to let you. I want, make some putts. I want three or four yesterday on this. Did you? Oh, yeah. Right side. Uh, First close, Near day. side. Near side, straight down. I feel like it's flattened out a little bit. We did a little walking on it at mm-hmm. the holiday party. I think that kind of kind of straightened it out a little bit. You think so? I think so, yeah. Over here, there. No, no. No, I'm Near over here. Opposite. Okay. Yep. Near one. Okay. Straight down. You got to go right edge, I think. Right down. Yes, probably. right edge. Right edge. Whatever Michael, whatever Michael Cole did, do that. No, Jesus. That mark. He missed, what, 10 straight in yep. the same spot? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even think about adjusting. No. Nope. Not even a little. Not once. He yanking him. He's so happy about the Mets being a good team, by the way. He wow. won't. Is he a golfer? Pat, I, you watched. I don't think. He no. texted me today, 100 days till MLB starts. There it is. He's got oh, a okay. classic mark. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time yeah. on this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. In the spirit of the holiday season, if A.Q. Shipley from Moon Township, Penn State, Colt, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Philadelphia right. Eagles, the right. Baltimore Ravens, right. the Indianapolis Colts, right. the Baltimore Ravens, right. the Arizona Cardinals, right. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a coach, right. and then retiring. Right. If he's able to go three of five right here, mm-hmm. we'll give 20 people $500 who retweet. Okay. This tweet, Let's say something go. nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in there to fully – Enter. AJ, anything to say to AQ before he takes his first putt here? I think I'll make the first two at least. Okay. Right. I think so too. I think you're going to start hard. I love, I love AJ. Be careful. Optimism. Right edge here. Okay. Man with a spinal AQ does here. have a beautiful stroke. He has a putting mm-hmm. green in his backyard. Too hard. He lives in oh. Howard. Hit a house. What was Crush that. that. Crush right. it. It's good. Slow down. It's good. Crushed it. It's got to go three or four here for 20 winners. Yeah. Oh, no. Here you go. Here you go, AQ. There it is. One there it is. Nope. Oh. 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 I was told that you had a putting green in, the, in his backyard. I was told it's was right told edge. He was in the sack. Oh, bummer. Putting green. Moving right. Good. So good that's on. the thing. <laughs> good that's the thing. It, it's like it goes up and then it goes down. You got to keep it up on the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on the shelf. Good run. Yeah, wow. it's on the shelf. It's a double breaker. We'll give ten people. You make. Jesus. Don't I mean, it's just, going right. I mean, you're pushing it to oh, Jabba here it comes. over here. Back. All right, here we go. You make this. Hold on. Hold on. Cool. Hold on. I like my better. I liked it better over here. Well, I'll take it over there then. If AQ Shipley, host of the Bobbled Exchange and in the trenches. Hell yeah. Can make this one putt. His first try. Mm-hmm. Come on. We will give 10 people. $500 who retweet this tweet, quote tweet this tweet with saying something nice to somebody mm. and their cash tag, your cash tag, or theirs. Mm. It's a holiday spirit. It is. Ten people win $500 who enter completely randomly, selected by Bruce Bronovich. Oh, no. Oh, AQ. Oh, AQ. 
Thank you. Don't give a fuck about Hanukkah or Christmas. Nope. No, he be, doesn't. Be careful. Don't. What are you doing? That was a mulligan. <laughs> no, this would be the <laughs> mulligan. That's not how it works. Pay for the mulligan. What are we doing? I don't know. You tell me. Of his own money. Yeah, because he's paying yeah. for the mulligan. Well, he's not going to want to make out. His wife also going to be pissed about the holiday season. Well, it's Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Let's she's do it. Happy Hanukkah, share. Happy Hanukkah, share. And to all the Jewish folks out there, yeah. obviously. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Crossword puzzle in New York Times is wild. Yeah, that was I stink. Wild. Okay. Stink. Looks okay. like he owes all of us $500. dollars hey, do. This is your worst attempt, yeah. You want to yeah. throw some footballs at the hoop? Sure. Careful. Hey, bring your good energy because when people yeah. see this video, they're going to think it's your first try. Yeah, true. They're not going to even know about I your seven misses. I made my first try earlier. Nobody's seen it. That's though. not no. good. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is A.Q. Shipley, Super Bowl champion, football coach, and player, formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Arizona Cardinals, the Baltimore Ravens, what? the Indianapolis Colts, what? the Baltimore Ravens, what? the Philadelphia Eagles, what? and the Pittsburgh Steelers. What? If he makes this or any of these footballs into the hoop, we will give five people $500 oh, yeah. who retweet this tweet, Hell yeah. say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in there as well to fully enter. Randomly, five people, $500 in the holiday Come spirit. On. AJ, anything to say to AQ before he attempts to throw these footballs under the hoop? Just bank it in, AQ. We've seen a lot of success with that. Okay. The first one. I'm Eddie AQ Shipley of Penn State Cult. Never mind. That was a great throw. That was an incredible throw. There's two more footballs, dude. Well, dude. So bad. No, you're not. That was so bad. Well, you no, you're dude. not. What are you talking about? Don't you're good. It. It's a holiday. Oh, uh, there it is. Mm. That, that one was Ooh, worse than tried the, first the back. One. I tried the back. That was a good throw. Well, you, why, why change the recipe? You're right there. <clears throat> mm. Oh, fuck. Right, just sit down and watch the Miller show. Good run, AQ. <laughs> Pat, I think you should shoot some hoops. Well, I don't know, man. That was bad. All right. Every dog has his dead. Oh. Thanks, God. No problem. Oh. Yeah, you got it. Here it is. That's going, it's going in. Bang a ring. Bang. Bang. Oh. Bang. Yeah. The hoop doesn't have a top on it. No. Nope. That's good to know. <laughs> I'm making those at a pretty good clip. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm making those at yeah. a pretty good clip right now. I feel good about it. We'll How's definitely big? give some How's people big? some... Uh, Let's give some people some money, okay? Okay. Let's give uh, – nah, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll yep. have to double it. <laughs> roll it over. <laughs> we'll roll it over. Just want to yeah. let everybody know that just like a carnival, yes. it is open. Could have been made. Yeah, right. Sure. Obviously was not. Next week, even better. Hey, you'll do even better. Yeah, right. Okay, Al. Work on your game. Um, <laughs> tough week for me. Been a fight camp. Okay. Tough week, I know. There's some breaking news coming <laughs> out of the NFL. We knew that – we were told by Ian Rappaport that he would not clear the waiver wire whenever he was released from the Packers. Sammy Watkins did not clear the waiver wire. He is headed to the Baltimore Ravens yet wow. again. Knows the system. They do not have a lot of weapons over there. Obviously, the Ravens are in the lead in the AFC North. Coming off a tough loss against Cleveland Browns with Lamar Jackson coming back. Does this change anything? We have no idea. Jordan Schultz of the Schultz Report, obviously a little locked hay, friend of the program. He's told that several teams, including the Giants, were interested in the veteran wide receiver. Total pro who really helped Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson in Green Bay. His time in Green Bay was not fantastic, obviously, on the field. Sounds like he did some work off the field to help develop these young guys. He has had success in a lot of the places that he has gone. He's going back to the Ravens. Good for Sammy. Good for the Ravens. I hope it works out, AJ. 
Yeah, I think somebody, I don't know if it was Con or Ty, whoever said yesterday, like the Ravens should should find a way to, to claim him. So, yeah, this this does make sense. I think, Sammy, it sounds like, although he didn't have a ton of production in Green Bay, he did have a positive impact. Yeah, sounds like he'll be remembered fondly, which is great news. Ravens get another weapon they need at AQ. Absolutely. I mean, they uh, they can use all the receiving talent they can use moving forward because – that's what they keep saying. The offensive coordinator's got to get some weapons down the field. And the run game's great. We've got to get the pass game going. they got another weapon. Another Hopefully Sammy weapon. Watkins still got it. Yeah. Good luck, I'd also Sammy. like to hear what Sammy Watkins thinks about the uh, five UAP yep. yeah. UFOs last yeah. night in Wisconsin. It's a shame he got released and you didn't get to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, that that, that might have been him leaving. Could've yeah, heading to Baltimore. Was that yeah. going east? Uh, might have been. It looked over the lake. The, yeah. yeah, I believe so. It was going over the so lake the angle. towards yeah. Baltimore. All options are on table. Right? That's right. I don't know a human body would be able to survive that L1 to Maybe. R2 move. TC is the only one. Sa- Sammy's an athlete, too. He's a one-on-one. TC. Anyways, that was the last breaking news of today. Thank you to Aaron Rodgers for joining us. Thank you to AQ for joining Ryan. us. Obviously, thank you to Patrick Peterson for stopping by. Today was a hell of a day. Hell thank yeah. you all Good so job. much. Enjoy life. Say something nice to somebody, even though AQ refused to give you an opportunity to be forced to do so. Hey, AQ. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the holiday season. Let's smile a little bit. Say something nice to somebody. Goodbye.